uh, hey, everybody, I was about to say ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and friends beyond the binary because I love saying it uh, uh, so that you all know you're welcome, you're seen, you're appreciated in this strange digital format that, that we do here. Uh, and speaking of strange, it's time for another uh, episodically modular series uh, for the first time in a long, like, this is, uh, this is, uh, I don't want to go too off topic, but this is a series we, one of our originals uh, that started the podcast out, it, it did get a second season. Now, this will be, have a bare bit of seriality, so we'll have a, a first episode and a last episode, uh, but you can basically listen to these in any order, because I give you a summary just like this one. But this happens to be episode one of season three. You don't definitely don't need to have listened to season one or two, uh, though patrons do have access to those seasons uh, in your Patreon feed. Uh, I think at least at ten dollar up, patrons do. I'm not. I'd have to check on the five dollar and up ones, but. Uh, you don't have to listen to the old series because uh, I'm going to catch you right. It actually is a, a fresh start. Uh, sleepy spoiler alert. Uh, so welcome to our uh, episodically modular series, uh, Get Besos, uh, uh, the tale of Rich Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's uh, escape uh, from purgatory or... Um, what is that? Limbo. Like, so that was originally season one. Escape from Purgatory and Return to Earth uh, in Search. So James Cashman and Richard Warren Sears are fict- fictional characters, though, of course, totally fictional. And the Return to Earth to get uh, Jif Bissos, uh, fiction, another fictional character who they felt like ruined their retail empire. And that is uh, how season one went. Uh, season two, they, they just they actually eventually became friends with Jeff, uh, uh, best friends. Went through a lot of adventures together, the three of them. Uh, but here's the good news: so season three, uh, we come right back to the presence. Of the pre- what is it called? Not the presence. Oh, there'll be a presence, believe me. But there'll be a. Uh, so in season two, the the um. The, 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 all of the, 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 whatever the central uh, power of your belief system is, if you have a belief system with a centralized power, if you have a belief system with a distributed power, or you say, well, I just have an earthly bound, whatever it is, that if, if you have some sort of supreme being, uh, they were on sabbatical for season two. Uh, but for season three, we're back. Uh, I'll just tell you where we are. We're right back in purgatory. Uh, or uh, That's like how I can express it in an easy way. It may not be purgatory to you or to, to the characters it is purgatory or something very much like it. Or maybe not. I mean, I, actually, you're right. I'm, I'm just guessing because it could not be purgatory. It could be one step, uh, one giant step down. Never thought about that till just now, but I, I don't think it is. Actually, I do think it is purgatory. And one reason I think it is because I'd say, well, I don't I mean, I guess it, this is easy for me to say now, but I'd say, well, I, I don't know if I prefer purgatory. Like, if, if there's nothing going on, oof, like that might be not as good as uh, you say, okay, like, is there going to be lava for me to at least look at while the water, you know, while I'm rolling that rock up and down the hill every day? 
uh, or other be you know, that, that could be, you know, at least I got something to do all day, like roll a rock up a hill. Uh, you just like, uh, that's also a new book that'll never come out. You know, uh, like gratitude from H E double hockey sticks, uh, gratitude lists. Maybe that's an, that's could be a podcast, uh, for me one day. So anyway, that's it. This is the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny in purgatory. And uh, let's just see what happens with that. Let's just set it up right there for season one or season, episode one, season three. It starts exactly in the same place where season one started. James Cashpenny, Richard Warren Sears, two retail titans once upon a time. <laughs> I mean, it's wild. When I started the season, they were in dire straits. Now, not the band. Uh but uh, now they got they don't have money for not they don't have nothing for money or money for nothing now. So times anyway, James Cashpenny, Richard Warren Sears, uh, uh, in purgatory, and uh, here we go. Hollywood announcer alert! Uh, holy mackerel! The legend, uh, Mister Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Scooter. Thank you, everyone on Reddit, uh, for memeing me. Ah, yes, I've been memed. A sleep with me meme. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, being a celebrity, I'm used to being memed in other ways, uh, but not one that delights me. Thank you. Uh, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary, it's time for an adventure, a tale. Of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. In Get Besos. Yeah. Oof. I've been waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had other experiences in my life that made me feel like, I mean, I mean, holy, like, that made me feel like that. Holy mackerel. I'm, I'm never, like, when I read a novel and it uses the term flop sweat, I'm not sure if I have flop sweat from listening to you say that. Uh, but if it's a metaphor, I mean, I actually, I may have, it's not figurative either, though. I said, I think I just had my first flop sweat uh, when I, I mean, not now. It brings me back to the first time I, like, if, uh, okay. Thanks, Antonio Banderas. Antonio's going to go uh, lie silently on top of... Actually, you could try out my chili pad. Well, then you'd have to be under the sheets, which I'm not... Uh, I mean, no offense. I mean, I'm sure that... Uh, so, well, you go ahead. I'll do, like, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying I'm going to change my sheets out of a way. It's time to change my sheets anyway. That's what I was saying. Of course you could... You got to be who I am, Antonio. You know, I can't change who I am just for you because you're famous and handsome and a celebrity. Still doesn't mean, you know, I'm still awkward, right? And that's why I love you, my friend. Uh, thanks, Antonio Banderas, everybody, who will be playing with my chili pad. Yeah, I just, just between you and me, I, I'll probably have to get a, maybe I'll get a, um, what do they call like a set bed where I say, oh, this is my bed, Antonio. Go ahead and relax in it. Uh, anyway, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas, and this is Get Sosia. All right, hey everybody, I'm your narrator. Uh, narr- you could call me Nary uh, if you if you listen to the season two. You know that uh, 
but you could just listen along, you know, because I'm actually, again, I was, I don't know, I'm sorry about that. I'm supposed to be se- seamless. Like, uh, like, what do you call that? When you can't see, uh, you're, uh, you, you say, Scooter? You, Scooter said this to me in a m- million analogies he tried to create for me. He said, what if you're wearing an undergarment and you can't notice that you're wearing it? And I said, what are you trying to say? And he said, never mind. I was going to try to use that as a, a metaphor for being a narrator. But you, uh, anyway, you're right. I, like, uh, it didn't mean to be. So I'm here. Welcome to another season of Get Best. So it's Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. Now we're in purgatory, a place that w- that's what we're calling it, or limbo it's been called. And it, it, people may say, Scooter, has Scooter described to you what limbo and purgatory is? And I'd say, if you want to sum it up in a really effective way, it's like a saltine cracker without the salts and no water. And that they'd say, oh boy, what is on the menu tonight? Say, saltine cracker without salt. Uh, that's what's the main course, your uh, amuse bouche and your desserts. And that's figurative, though. I mean, they probably do serve a lot of saltine crackers without salt up there. And they say, well, room temperature water, uh, that's a, that's a summarize it. I think you could wrap your head around that. A world where they say, what is the value system here? Room temperature, water, saltine crackers, no hold the salt and any other flavorings in there. No salt, extra dry. Uh, You'd say in purgatory, you could leave saltine crackers out uh, all the time and they won't won't go stale or or soft. They'll maintain their crisp dryness. That's what purgatory is. Uh, bland, you know, mundane, long hallways. And as we see you, long hallway, linoleum flooring. You're not sure if you're in, in the 1970s and 1980s. Or, uh, you know, big box stores, you see this linoleum flooring running down the hall. Those fluorescent lights uh, in, in their fixtures along tube ones. And walking down the hall proudly with what could be a grin, like a... Pleased with himself, a grin is uh, Richard Warren Sears. It t- once a titan of industry, retail industry at least, which I guess is not industry. Uh, but he would be a self-described titan of industry and retail. Richard Warren Sears uh, dressed like you know, like like a, a gentleman of uh, his his mind would dress himself. Uh, You'd say, huh, that's interesting. Uh, is that you, 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 get, you put the worst in worsted wool, uh, Richard Warren Sears? Just kidding. He's headed down the hallway, and now he's poking his head in a door into a room, a bit like a, a dorm room, I, I'd say, in a, you know, in a place, uh, you see, it's like a door, like a dorm room before the students move in, or if the students never moved in. It has a sterility to it. Uh, 
but not uh, say, well, this is like, uh, but not like other places that would have that. So you say, yeah, this is like a, and there in the one bed in the room, another man is curled up under the covers, uh, in the fetal position, facing a cinder block wall painted in a calming tone made to uh, keep things calm. But not the kind that, the, like a warm, not a warm tone or a cool tone. Not a tone, like a pea, you'd say pea green tone. Uh, the man in that bed, just so you know, is James Cash Penny. Yeah, another uh, titan of retail, uh, previously, now lying in bed. One other thing you might want to know, but you should be able to figure it out, because uh, I'll just be checking in when I need to, is that these two gentlemen are best friends. And uh, now Richard Warren Sears is looking. James is stirring. He knows uh, Richard's uh, presence is there. Richard Warren Sears closes the door. Buddy, 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 James. James, uh, can you hear me? Uh, James, my buddy, my best friend, I've got great news. Oh, boy. And I can sense, you, you know, you, P. Green's not reflective, James, but I can see that your eyes are somewhat open and you're hearing me. Of course it's nice when you're lying in bed to have a friend come and visit you with great James. Holy moly, do I have good news. Uh, and I've been waiting to come. You know, I've come and visited you before. Uh, and I know it's asking, you know, I know it's because I was really bored, James. Uh, but now, uh, so I got great news. I know, okay, so let's go through things, James. I know you're feeling down. You've been in bed for a long time. And, uh, you know, I, I can, I can sense, I, I can understand how you're feeling the way you're feeling because, uh, you, I mean, well, I don't know, James, do you have access to the news? You know, uh, I, I, just like last time they say this is purgatory, but if you, you know, if you find the right palms to say, well, what could you do for me? Or in this case, a GIF. You know, I've been able to get access to the news via that internet. Holy moly! And oh boy, James. Uh, so you're. You, I mean, I, so I was just wondering. So J C Penny's is toast, James. I guess. Uh, I don't know if you knew that. Oh, I could see by your shuddering. Maybe you've been in bed for some other reason, and you didn't hear that. I mean, I not not like like. Uh, I don't know. I, I I guess I was only reading the headlines, James, and Jif was trying to teach me about clickbait. But uh, but it, so so things aren't good. But I guess that's not why you're in bed. Uh, and that's actually not my good news. I mean, how would that be good news, right, buddy? That your uh, retail empire is finally gone, just like mine. I mean, except for the, the great tools. Uh, uh, the, you know, that the part of my business is still, that'll carry on forever. Lifetime warranty, James. I think I only read the headlines about that as well. Uh, but maybe you're, uh, I don't know if you're still feeling down about the whole de existence thing and, uh, everything with the, uh, with heaven too, James. I mean, I know you could be upset about that, but, uh, 
I mean, a, a couple of things. I know I've already tried to defend us, but, you know, we we had to make the choices we had to make. Uh, and I realize uh, even, you know, I don't think we were equipped to deal with the timelines we've been on, James. You know, hundreds of years, you know, be, being, we're trying to re, you know, make hell 2.0. Uh, then Earth progressing to to that utopia state, which we kind of muddled a little bit, and then uh, the fact that everyone from H E Double Hockey Sticks and Heaven was now stuck stuck on that Earth, uh, and it was was a utopia until we got there, according to you. You know, I went through those stages of grief too, James. Uh, and kind of, you know, that's perfectly healthy. I mean, maybe you're still in one of those stages. Uh, maybe. I don't know, though, because, uh, uh, because you know, we were solving problems. And then some points we ended up here. We don't know how. At least, you know, you haven't really spoken. But we've been here a little while, James. And, uh, you know, I started to think, even before, I was thinking, you know, what does it mean, earth of our understanding, right? You know, how could we, you know, we couldn't quite put our finger on it, but the idea that we just could de-exist heaven or, you know, that uh, or that the higher power was on sabbatical. You know, I don't know, did anyone ever say sabbatical to where, right, James? So the earth we know, uh, what I'm saying, James, is like, so that earth uh, that had whatever, the hundreds of years when we lived there, uh, then when Jif started to muck everything up, uh, and then we got him, you know, then uh, hundreds of years later, where it was at when we were last there, then we were gone, right? We're here now. I don't know what happened I mean, hopefully, well, yeah, let's not think about that because I'm sure that Earth's still churning along. Maybe I can't get a hold of anybody there. I mean, because I thought I was going to have like a, like a, some, like a, I was, uh, you know, had a little LOVE going. But anyway, James, not important uh, because it's only the Earth of our understanding. Uh, Oh, also, Jeff, so Jeff showed me this movie with Miles uh, called The Amazing Miles uh, uh, Wall Climber into the Multiverse. And James, so holy cow, this whole, it was great. Uh, it was like a comic book in a movie. And I've watched some other and it, oh, but So it, it, it explained to me what the multiverse is, James, uh, which... Uh, I kind of, kind of remember, and I kind of, it means like, uh, that, uh, this is a good news. Sorry, James, I've been taking forever to get there. But uh, so our earth, uh, you know, there's redundancies. Of course, a higher power would think of this kind of stuff, James, right? Uh, now I know you have a big ego and, uh, you know, that pesky ego said that our earth, uh, the one we kind of, you know, ended up, uh, mostly Jeff's fault, you know, that our Earth kind of took a turn and, you know, probably took another turn because of us, and then a third turn where we tried to save things uh, and de-existed heaven and all that. I'm sure your ego is way blowing that out of proportion, James, uh, that... Uh, but here's the good news. That was a redundant... The Earth was a redundancy, 
I don't know if I'm making sense because you're not moving because that's really big news. Uh, like me, oh, Jeff tried to tell me about backups, but I said, well, I'm not listening to you. Uh, I mean, it's something, so what it means though, I think that's what Jeff said. It's like one of those could have been a backup, but probably they were both primaries. And I said, I don't understand what you're talking about, Jeff. And he said, if it's a clone or a near clone, it doesn't matter. But these aren't exactly clones, James. It's not a clone of Earth. It's a redundancy of Earth. Uh, maybe you could help explain it to me because I don't quite under, like, uh, so the good news is, James, there's an exact same Earth, uh, or almost, almost exact same. Okay, Jeff kept, always was walking me through that almost uh, full of humans, uh, just like where we last, you know, when before Jeff, when Jeff was on Earth messing stuff up, but before we went there, the Earth is almost the same as that. A little bit different, you know, a few years later, only a few years have gone by on that Earth, James. It's like they had the millennium, then the aughts, then the teens, uh, and then, so that's great, uh, that means any everything we did it just doesn't really make it's not a big deal. There's no reason to stay in bed, letting your ego get carried away, letting you tell you that we just de-existed heaven or whatever you or you know ruined earth. I think one time you said uh, it's time for to forget your troubles and come on and get happy. Uh, oh uh, oh hey hey James. Uh, Rich, Rich, Richard, you, you, listen, uh, we, uh, I don't even know what to say to you. We, you telling me to just get over the fact that we deleted heaven. Uh, James, we also got rid of hell. Don't forget that part. Uh, so what is another, like Richie, what does another world even have to, like, how does that counteract what actions we, we actually didn't take? Actually, James, it's another Earth, uh, not another world. It's another uh, redundant Earth. Uh, okay, so what does that have to do with uh, us and our past and our terrible choices? Uh, James, that w- those were the best choices we could have made at the time. I think you're again, you're getting, you're letting the the big James can the little the, you're letting the James Cash Penny uh, take away from the James. I think. Okay, what does any of it matter anyway? Uh, we're back. Uh, like, I don't even know how we got here or why we're here, uh, but we're, we're here for a reason, and it, the reason is the choices we made. And, uh, uh, okay, J- James, uh, James, 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 buddy, 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 buddy. Okay, who, here, okay, Let me, let's go through this here, because uh, maybe that you're getting mixed up. Let's start with... Uh, uh, who are who were Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny best friends, right? Am I am I right? We're still best friends. Uh, you accept me for who I am. Uh, we're in the next stage of existence, James. Uh, uh, side, you know, side by side. I mean, I did ask, I did have a room next year's, but I asked for a bigger room. Uh, but you know, almost side by side. Where who? Uh, that's what, what, we're in a new stage of existence. Uh, where, in the neutral zone or something, James, uh, 
This is our post. Uh, I was watching. I like Cheaty too, James. Uh, but so we're in a post post life or post 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 life existence or something. We're in a holding zone, which is exactly what you were saying. We may, you know, we're here because of the choices we made. Clearly, uh, you were here for a reason. I agree with you 100%. And we we're here and waiting. I think this is more of a waiting area, uh, just like last time, for us to take our next big step, James. Uh, our next action, where, when? Oh, I said that part, James. It's like right around last time. Uh, on the Earth, I'm talking about its present time. That's great. Uh, so the when is when the when, James, is right now. And I could see you're understanding me, even though you're staring at me kind of blankly. You can't hide. We're friends. So it's the same, same. No, no, no. Richie, you're wrong. It was the same time as it was on the other earth before we got involved and uh, mucked it all up. Okay, James, it, like I said, it's now. Right here but with the two of us, it's now. Uh, you can agree with me in that. Uh, and Why? Before you uh, took me off course there, there's a reason why we're here, James. We agreed on that. Uh, and it's a fresh start. Uh, if you need me to terminal, ter, you know, ter, terminalize it for you or however you word that use. Uh, a new beginning, a new mission for you and me. Uh, why? Maybe they, why? Because you were curled up in your bed, why? And uh, waiting. And Why? I'm here. I'm here to give you the great news that there's an there's an Earth, uh, and uh, we have a fresh start, and we have actually a mission, James. You know, there's a reason for this, this season of life that we're in. Uh, so why don't you get up, and we could start. I could start going over the plan with you, Richie. There, there's no why. Uh, you, this is stuff you're, 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 this is like cognitive dissonance or something. This is exactly how we got into this last time. Uh, so let me just go through who, uh, Rich Warren and James Cashpenny, two, two people who spent their lives, uh, chasing business. I mean, maybe we had more balanced lives than that, but I like, uh, chasing, building businesses, making money. Uh, James, again, we didn't always, we weren't always successful, just mostly successful. Uh, yeah, and you're, you're, kind of, you're not, you're leaving out all the good. Okay, so whatever. Then our earthly lives transitioned, and we ended up in a place that was as bland, just like this place we're in now, a nothingness or a bare, a bare minimum of post-life. A uh, neutral place, James. A state of existence where there's almost nothing, nothing to do. I mean, maybe we could debate if it's a holding zone or a punishment. I'm not sure. Uh, or temporary, but a very long time. Uh, definitely a waiting zone, clearly. Uh, but it doesn't even matter because of the where and the when. Uh, so who are we? Where, where where were we? We 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 left where we were. Uh, we escaped where we were placed uh, after our earthly lives. Uh, uh, James, so let's just be honest. Escape would not. This is clearly a, 
escape wouldn't be possible if we had had to be there. I mean, come on, that's the paradox. We, we, we okay. So we we snuck out of our post life assignment. Uh, in, okay, hold on, Richie. In order to go to Earth, uh, to exact, uh, to to be you know the V E N G and a, a, a person, a, a citizen of Earth, a human, a GIF for essentially being more successful than us. Uh, no, no, James, uh, for being misguided and needing our intervention. Our hev- I mean, our heavenly intervention. You mean even though we weren't technically in heaven. Uh, and, uh, you know, he did tarnish our legacies, James. I mean, because he, he just doesn't play, but he didn't play by the rule. You know, it, it's, uh, it was unfair. And eventually we taught Jeff how to be a friend. And, I mean, he didn't really get it all down. Okay, Richie. We went to Earth. We snuck out of where we were supposed to be. We went to Earth to get Jeff, uh, to teach him a lesson, which we did. Uh, to get Bessos, we caused so much chaos when we were getting Jif that we upset the entire balance uh, of Earth, eventually uh, ruining uh, H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, James, why are you so resistant in saying it? Well, if it doesn't exist, it doesn't matter anyway. If we de-existed, then we recreated it in an attempt to save humanity. Right from the chaos that we created, that ended up being misguided, and that ended up uh, mostly undoing the entire Earth we had uh, in iteration, James, right? Uh, not perfect. Uh, so, okay, so let's just re- do a quick recap. We got rid of, ruined uh, the negative post-Earthly existence, it recreated it. It accidentally spread it to Earth, uh, ended mostly earthly existence except for a small community, uh, which eventually became pretty nice. Then we went there and created more chaos, uh, trying to get Jif again, uh, so much so that not only did we exist H-E double hockey sticks, we also... uh, got rid of heaven, de-existed heaven. Uh, clearly the higher power or whatever, the crea- the mother creator was not there. And then we got, then we, we then we were going to try to start a new society with angels, humans, and residents of H-E double hockey sticks. Uh, but instead we ended up back here. Right, but probably because that one worked out great, uh, Remember, we were going to move the angels and the uh, uh, Hellions to, to a valley outside of Bessos, uh, the near utopia where the humans were. And we also started the whole dialogue between the people of Bessos uh, about their value system. So that's probably fine. We just don't have any contact with it uh, at all. Okay. So we basically got into a battle with the angels, and hopefully that worked out fine, but we don't know because we got relocated to the original place we were assigned after our post-earthly lives. Uh, James, you're really, your ego's really out of control, buddy. You're really over-dramatizing everything. Uh, okay, so... Uh, 
I guess that's it. We de-existed things. We were relocated back here. And now, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We've been spiritually re, re, not reassigned. We, we got back to our original location where we were supposed to be. Uh, James, you're just kind of making my case for me. I mean, I realize you feel, I'm glad you're getting your feelings out because this is important. Uh, we got to clear the air for our fresh starts. Uh, because exactly what you're saying is true. We, uh, we, we've shown our effectiveness at making choices, making things happen, getting things done, making deals, uh, negotiating. You know, sometimes we had to negotiate with the angels, you know, in a way that was more stern. And then we were relocated here where we were needed, James. That's why uh, the mother creator or the universe, whatever it is, James, uh, needs us. Uh, Richie, what do they need us for? Wipe out another? uh, Do we need to trim down the multiverse to just a a biverse or a triverse? I don't know, James. That's a great question. That might be a good idea. Maybe uh, not currently, but that could be. A, we could. That could be a. Uh, you're right. Why would you need more than three? Two, but like Jeff was telling. Oh, maybe four. A quadverse, James. Yeah, let's look into a quadverse, but not right now. Uh, that's why we're best friends, buddy. I wouldn't even have thought. Wow, I can admit it. You're. You're. you're that's a great idea. Uh, but also these kind of things are what make us supremely qualified, if you don't mind me saying, James, uh, to deal with our current mission. Uh, mission? Is someone giving you a mission? Uh, James, mysterious, have you ever heard the term mysterious ways? Uh, the supreme beings don't just give out assignments, uh, on a memorandum or, uh, Good uh, counsel, Richie. Where's Jiff? Is Jiff? Uh, have you? Uh, oh, Jiff. Uh, that's a great question. Jiff was here. And what about his son? Uh, well, Jiff, we, we, we've been here for a while, James. Uh, so Jiff went through those stages. He's lost touch with his son and Bessos, just like us. And it took him a while, uh, but then he became accepted. So you know, accepted it. Uh, and then he started to get to work. Also, he was teaching me about this verse, you know, these verses. Uh, so you're brilliant. James, you're really brilliant. And, you're, you know, sometimes in ways you don't even recognize. Okay, can you go get Jeff so I can talk to him? Okay, J- James, that's a good, that's, uh, that's, I'm glad you're bringing that up because that's what the, that's what the world needs us to do or the world's. Uh, we need to go get Bessos. Uh, get Bessos is what got us here in the first place. I mean, no, yeah, you're right, James. It got us out of here in the first place. Right, and caused all the trouble. Or, James, uh, you, you, sometimes you don't think like a hero. Uh, facing trouble is what heroic figures do. Against all odds, right? Heroes sometimes have to take steps above and beyond and make the choices, courageous choices, like the existing heaven. Okay, what, what, okay, why do we need to get Bessos? Like, what is going on? Where's Jif? Uh, what did Jif beat you in a game of Catan, and now you're uh, not speaking or something? Okay, James, well, you've been sleep, sleeping here. 
You know, Jeff went through a lot of things. I went through them with him. I was his best friend. I was there for him or a second, you know, second best. I'm his best friend. He's my second best friend. And we learned about uh, this new earth because Jeff actually hooked up the Internet, uh, you know, under, you know, he found a way. Jeff's, you know, he's good at some things. He's effective with that. He got me set up on the Internet uh, for this other earth, which technically, James, they call it Earth. We'll just call it Earth because I think the H might be silent. Uh, but Jeff got carried away. We found because he said, well, this earth is just like ours. Uh, and we started reading the news there. Uh, and uh, we also just found the archives for our earth. Uh, so we were looking at them and matching them. And he's, this is almost the same. Uh, there are some small differences. Jeff said it's like Royale with cheese from that movie. Okay. Is there still like patriarchy and colonialism and splainer? Oh yeah. Yes. Same earth. It's very similar, James. Uh, unfortunately, well, then maybe it's not worth getting involved there. Oh, James. Uh, maybe we should just de-exist that earth. Do we have the power to do James, you're so funny. Uh, your sarcasm really shows that you're back um, and that you're ready for your mission should you choose to accept it. Okay, what is this mission you're go- going on about? I mean, I, I can figure out that GIF's involved somehow. Okay, so let's go through that. Who? Uh, Jif, uh, the founder of Amazon, Jif Bissos uh, on Earth, uh, he left, uh, he, he snuck out just like we had. Uh, he just started looking and learning about this Earth, uh, the version of Earth, the new version of Earth. And, you know, I, I kept, inc- I guess I was encouraging him, you know, to learn more. Uh, so Jif headed to Earth. Uh, as he started to learn more about it. Okay, wh- why didn't you, how long has he been gone? Uh, he's got a, a head start on us, James. Not too long, but uh, just because he, after he left, he had, uh, I was, he had taught me, uh, he had set me up also with some video games. So I was in, I had to get through this one level. I just kept, he, he taught me about this mode in video games, cheat mode or god mode, James. And I still couldn't get through this one level, but I was, uh, I had everything, all the money. It was great. Uh, so I don't know. He's been gone a little while. Not that I need God mode to beat the video games, James. It's just uh, fun. Okay. How, how do you, what do you, okay. He went through the internet. That's how we, he got to hurt. Uh, it it makes sense. There's a movie about that. He showed me too. He's not in the internet there. He's in the world. Uh, but that's just how he got there. It's just just so petty, James. I mean, I guess that's what it is. He's short-sighted. His, his ego is a bit like yours. Uh, so, uh, okay, why did why is Jif in a hearse? Just can you get to the point? Okay, so Jif was finding out about these small uh, changes. I and mean, you know uh you know how terrible Jif was when he was on Earth. Uh, Earth, I'm sorry, James. Uh, and that's why we had to go get him to kind of teach him how to love. Uh, so Jif, uh, so the so there's a Jif, there's a version of Jif there, I guess is what I'm saying. It's different, uh, uh, but that version found a way to combine shopping 
socializing, dating, and news into one platform. Social shopping is what they called it when it first started. And it gets worse from there, James. Uh, there's this kind of, Richie, I know about the fake news. I heard about that. I heard somebody else talking about it. Oh, no, no, not fake news, James. This is worse. worse uh, uh, this this platform is, uh, it's also become, uh, it's just uh, ubiquitous, I guess. Uh, but that's not even the worst part, James. The person that runs the platform is, uh, like, unknown, and they named the platform after themselves. Okay. It's, it's worse than that, James. Their name is Z. Biff, Z dash, one of those dashes, Biff. Okay, so the name of their business, the platform, and their name is Z Biff. Oh, God, yeah. It's a Z Biff, James. That's a name. That's what they call themselves. Runner, they run the company or something. And it's a platform. And it is like, a, you know, Sears, where they say, where it became short for success, right? We say, wow, you really are, are like a, like a Sears, uh, like a Richard Warren Sears. That Z-Biff means like almost everything. You can get Z-Biffed. You could Z-Biff. You could uh, Z-Biff me. See you on Z-Biff. Uh, so Jif uh, became obsessed with this, clearly, James, because Zbeth's way more popular and successful and beloved than Jif was. And Jif started, you know, projecting, James, we know how this works, uh, saying that Zbeth was not good for humanity. And, you know, that uh, people's impulses and not good for dialogue. So Jif said that, uh, so and I said, Jif, calm down, it's, you're just jealous. Also, Zbiff, uh, at least from what I could find, is uh, like uh, f- definitely funnier than Jif, wealthier, and more likely taller and better looking and better hair than Jif. Uh, but even though it's just an avatar right now for Zbiff, uh, the representation, like the picture, is just uh, never mind, James. Uh, like the main thing is Jif uh, just. Uh, I couldn't take it. I couldn't say, well, someone's more successful than me. Uh, and they had to, you know, say all this stuff about that is not good. Uh, uh, you know, Jif doesn't have a creative bone in his body, James. So he had to copy us, I guess, in the end and say, well, I got to go get Zbiff, uh, or save the world. I, I don't think he said get Zbiff, uh, but that's probably what he's doing. Is save the world from Zbiff, he may, may have said. And, you know, Jeff, he'll mess that all up. Uh, so we got to go get him and bring him home. Uh, uh, Richie, how are you involved in all this? Like James, I know, I already admitted it. You're going to say Egdemon, and I encouraged him and pointed out how much more successful Zbiff was. Uh, uh, because his frustration and, you know, brought me pleasure. And you're right. Uh, uh, like, uh, I know I should feel bad about it, but it was part of, I think this was stronger hands at work, James, guiding us towards this mission. Also really it's your fault because I was bored because my best friend was in bed. And so I had to hang out with my second best friend. So really, this is Jif going to Earth. Uh, 
I could have given Jeff more of my positive attention if you were around to entertain me. Uh, so it's too bad that you made these choices, James. Uh, also, like, Jeff's really good. Even though Jeff has an infinite amount of flaws, he did do a lot of research before he left. So he has all these lists of uh, communities and people and groups impacted by ZBIF. RW. Richard Warren's here. Yeah, yes, James. Okay, let me get this straight. So Jeff escaped purgatory to head to Hearth uh, uh, to go get or deal with Zebif uh, in a misguided attempt to, 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 to probably someone planted that idea in their head. Right, James? You, 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 it got implanted because you're, yeah. I mean, he's selfish, James. I mean, it's just it's simple. Uh, he, I don't think he had the same vision we had. He never said, as we did, let's go to Earth and teach Jif Bissos how to love. Uh, we never said that, Richie. Yeah, so Jif, I mean, Jif made his choices, James. But uh, and he, uh, Right, and he's going to have to live with the consequences of that. Well, James, come on, be reasonable. Uh, Richie, I'm being reasonable, like... Uh, what do you want? I'm going to go back to bed. When Jif gets back, wake me up and let me know that uh, he got home. Uh, James, we can't let Jif... Uh, Richie, I'm not going to hurt to get Jif because, uh, just because you're feeling like he's going to be more successful than you were at getting him. And because you're jealous of him... And because Jeff's acting like you and might do it better than you, both you and Jeff, uh, if I've learned anything, we're going to have to live with your choices. Uh, so you'll have to live with your choices. If you can figure out how to go, go get Jeff, that's fine. Uh, and then you and Jeff can live with your choices. I'm going to try to live with mine. Uh, the consequences of the actions I took. Okay, James, that's fine. You're very clear about your feelings. I mean, really, you just said Jif's a nincompoop, James. I'm not, I guess you're, uh, I mean, I'm sure you're projecting your your, uh, motivations on me, which I can handle. I'm not. Uh, So, okay, so yeah, it's goodbye, James. I'm going to go, and it's been good seeing you. I'm glad you're awake, at least. Uh, I did did bring you water, but then I took it out again. so, you know, get up and walk around a bit. Uh, I'm going to go. You know, I really do care about Jif. Uh, I love him. He's my friend. Okay. So I guess uh, you, you stay here, James. Uh, bye. Yeah, that's great, Richie. Bye. And, yeah, I mean, it's good that you're not going because, uh, you know, I'm gonna, I'll am i get it done. I'll, I'll probably be back faster than without you. That's, that, that, yep, yep. Okay, so you're you're my best friend. I love you very much, James. I'm going to do my best. You, I can see this tough love. Uh, so I'm going to go down there. I'm going to try to find Jif and save him. I'll just use my best judgment. I'll, I'll bring him back. Uh, I mean, I, so I'm thinking he's got so James, let me just run this by you, though, before I go. So I got this long list of people here and uh, groups impacted by ZBIF. It's confusing, though, James. Uh, I think it's a distraction. So I'm not going to use this, even though it has, like, their communities, where they were, how they're linked to ZBIF, 
what the conflict was, and Jif kind of had them. He's got these other symbols. I don't know. He was trying to brainstorm which ones to visit in which order. Uh, but you could keep this, James, because uh, I'm just going to go straight to Zebif and wait for Jif. Uh, I didn't even realize they rhymed, uh, uh, which would make sense since there's Earth. Uh, unfortunately, James, also uh, Zebif did ruin our uh, retail empire versions on Earth, too. So I'm just going to go big, get Zebif, wait for Jif, maybe make some sort of spectacle. I was thinking about running for office because Zebif announced that they're running for you know world president or whatever, presidency of the uh, affiliated something. So, or be, be Zebif's running mate, even though no one knows me. They'll clearly see my gravitas and they'll say, well, Zebif, you could be my uh, assistant in charge of... Uh, but I could see by your face you disagree with me, James. Probably the less you know, the better. Uh, but, you know, the other than that I'll be using, you know, I'll be making the choices on my own. You'll be here. You won't know what's going on. Won't be out of your, won't be in your control or your influence, which would be good. You'll just be here. Nothing to do. But, you know, I guess you could imagine how it's going on Earth, uh, you know, w- with me and Jif. Be smooth, probably. Uh, because I'll be using, you know, just be my judgment and my judgment alone. Uh, and then I'll come back with Jif and, uh, you know, we'll try not to wake you up when we're celebrating Jif's uh, return. And then I'll let, you know, when you're awake, come by and see us. Uh, and uh, you just hold on to that list. Don't worry about me, James. Okay. Thanks to Rich. What is it, James? You're looking you well, I was just looking at this list. These community groups, uh, it's a lot of impact. Uh, this tumult uh, from Zebiv, Zebiv, James, Zebiv, uh, and uh, I guess G- Richie, you are my best friend. I and I uh, and Jeff's my friend too. And I guess you're right in some sense. You, I, I want to help. Um, so let's go uh, get Bissos. So what do you say, uh, James? I think that's, you know, if we could get Zebif too, just in case, uh, uh, because because even though they weren't called Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny, they, they, let's just, you're right. Yeah, I could tell by your face. Let's just go with one step. Let's go get Bissos. All right. Hey, everybody. It's time for our uh Episodically modular series, Get Bessos, uh, the tale of ritual. I don't know why that got stuck in my mouth. Uh, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's uh, escape from purgatory or a place uh, if, 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 if slightly confused in a pursuit of Jif Bessos, uh, like a, who's in pursuit, like a. They're they're in pursuit like they're trying to get Jif. I'm trying to think of a way to explain it. Like he used to have a flash away, return to Earth and attempt to catch uh, Jif Bissos, founder of Amazon.com, who they feel crushed the retail empires. But while they're in pursuit of Jif, the real reason is that happened in season one. Now they're actually friends with Jif uh, because they had two seasons of adventures. But they're still returning to Earth. Uh, in pursuit of Jif, who's actually in pursuit of someone named Zebif, uh, 
who in this earth, it's a little bit different than our earth, is in Zebif is a, the founder of Zebif, which is, so it's Zebif's the name. Zebif is also the game. And Zebif is a social shopping platform that's really predominant. And so GIF, let's see if I can fill you in here. So GIF escaped from purgatory first. Headed to Earth or Earth 2, but we're just going to call it Earth for, for brevity's sake because that 2 takes up way too long. It's not, I don't think it's actually called Earth 2, though. But uh, he, So Jif Bissos, uh, a, a fictional character, headed to Earth to go get another fictional character, uh, Zebif. Uh, that's one name, a single name, you know, whatever they call that, Solonym or whatever. So famous that their platform is also called ZBIF. So Jif basically was. Let me let me give you this in conversational tone. Once upon a time, that's not. Oh, okay. Let me give it to you in a fairy tale. Once upon a time, there was two best friends, James Cashpenny, Richard Warren Sears. They found themselves in purgatory for the second time. And purgatory is wicked boring. Then the, Richard Warren Sears was also spending some time with Jif Bissos, also in purgatory. And Jif was upset about this uh, person on Earth, Zebif, uh, who runs a social shopping uh, platform. It used to be called, at one point they were called websites, now they're platforms. Uh, and Jif decided to go to Earth because it felt like Jif felt like uh, the ZBIF social sharing platform and ZBIF were not helping humanity. So Jif said, "I'm going to go sneak out of Purgatory, go get ZBIF." Now, Rich Warren Sears and James Cashpenny, they're totally best friends. So then they said James was sleeping for a while. And when he, at some point he woke up, he said, where's Jif? In our, this happened in episode one. But I want to make sure you're, catch, you're caught up uh, or catched up. Uh, so he said, where's Jif? And R.W. said he went to Earth to get Zbiff. So they decided to go to Earth to get Jif because they said, well, you can't just go, why would you sneak out of purgatory to go get somebody that's not a great idea. You could get in trouble. Is that all you're going to get? When you try to get someone, all you get is trouble. That's cross-stitched somewhere. And also, they learned their lesson. They had already done this. That's how they actually became friends with Jif, was that they snuck out of purgatory the first time to go get Jif, and it didn't work out. It did work out, I guess, in some sense, because they came, became friends. It just didn't work out like they had planned. So, oh boy. So basically that's it. They're headed to Earth to go get Jif uh, before Jif gets Zbif. And it's a procedural episodic series. It may not sound like that. You say, holy cow, Scoots, this is like one of those great serials uh, that I can't remember the title of. Uh, is, was this in the Outer Worlds? Was there a poster of this in the Outer Worlds? I'd say no. I wish there was, but... Uh, no, this one uh, doesn't take – so it's just it's serial and – it's not really serialized uh, except for beginning – you know, there's a slight seriality to it. I'll admit it. Uh, but you can consume it in any order. One, because of these long-winded beginnings, 
to each episode. Two, I am designing each episode in a procedural, episodically modular way. So this episode is like uh, fairly self-contained, but uh, that's what you need to know. Main characters, James Cashbenny, Richard Warren Sears, fictional characters, you know, or, you know, fictionally influenced. They're just fiction because I like, uh, yeah, totally fictionalized. Is that what I'd say? But yeah, so the basically last episode, I think I covered it. They snuck out of purgatory to go find Jif. They did have a list of communities and individuals impacted by the ZBIF social sharing, social sharing and shopping platform. Uh, that uh, so that's what they're going on is this list. And oh wait, oh the other thing is I caught up with them a little bit late, so they have been on Earth for a while. Uh, doing stuff. But so, uh, without further ado, I'll turn it over uh, to to our Hollywood uh, in, 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 uh, person who introduces the show, and then then the narrator after that. Uh, so uh, here's Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you. That was a mouthful scooter. Uh, is the ladies, is the gentlemen, is the boys, the girls, is the friends beyond the binary? It's time. Uh, for another uh, opportunity uh, for friendship uh, in The Adventures of James Cashman and Richard Warren Sears, starring in Get Besos. Yeah. Thank you, Antonio. Um, yeah, why don't you go rest? I mean, I know before when we're recording this, it's like a real busy time of the year. So why don't you get? To, why don't you actually rest? I, I know you fall asleep sometimes, but uh, you could do like you get you know go get in, on top of, you know on top of my show covers that I put on top of my bed. I know it feels a little bit like a, a drop cloth because uh, it's it's not though it's a it's a bed cloth it's a drop bed cloth I dropped on my bed for you to lay on, and then you can drive back to L.A. Uh, that's Mr. Antonio Banderas. This is uh, Get Besos, Season 3. Oh, hi, everybody. This is the narrator, and when we return, we're returning to the series here. Welcome back. All right, everybody. Here's the, actually, as the narrator, I'm just going to turn it over. R.W. and uh, James are, if they just headed to another community, kind of uh, like uh, one of those, uh, like not a suburb, one of those really nice neighborhoods, a town not far from it, like, like a town within an urban center. Uh, like, uh, yeah, but they haven't started their next uh, mission yet because, uh, I'll be honest, none of the, they're talking about it. None of their missions have gone good thus far. They weren't even narrated. narratable. Narr- they, they didn't, I didn't have the ability to narrate them. But that's what they're talking to- Okay, buddy, buddy, buddy. I realize you want to go over. Okay, so what do you want to go over, James? The things are that so far uh, we've caused a bit of chaos, I guess. Uh, okay, why don't you tell me where you think things have gone wrong? Okay, well, Richie, we've seen a lot of things that just haven't worked. Uh, so, so far we've learned is that when we're dealing with things impacted by the social sharing and shopping platform uh, known as Zebiz, uh, 
direct being direct or confrontation doesn't work. Uh, shaming doesn't work. Reassuring, uh, reasoning, reassuring, and then reasoning. I think that's what we tried last time. That did not go well. No, buddy, it did not go. I mean, uh, I mean, maybe I should have taken the re- reasoning part, and you should have taken the reassuring part instead of you doing both. Well, yeah, but you were saying that uh, there none of them were reasonable. So how do you reason? Well, yeah, if people aren't reasonable, how do you re- You can't reason with in re- re- yeah, right, James. Okay, talking didn't work. Uh, I don't know, like appealing to empathy and compassion. We try. What did we try that three times in a row? It didn't. Well, yeah, that goes back to being direct when you can't. Or also, James, you know, I, I mean, it's S to H to AME. When you tell someone they're not compassionate or empathetic, uh, yeah, but, uh, okay, so, yeah, we're learning. We've made a lot of mistakes, and we still have this huge list. I'm just saying, if we're going to get this going, like, I don't know, because now Jif's going to have to either do take care of all those ones that we made worse, uh, appealing to people's good side. I didn't realize that that was a bad idea till now. Uh, right, James? I mean, uh as ubiquitous as this, uh, as everybody's in this community, it, it feels like a lot of bubbles and separate worlds. And, uh, 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 but so, uh, okay, what are you saying we should do for this next one? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm looking at it and I feel like we're like in the doghouse in some sense, and it's a big mess. Uh, and it's a doghouse of our own building. And if you, okay, buddy, you're, you're a little down, James. You're not making a total lot of sense. Uh, but you know, you know what it reminds me of, uh, the good times we had, uh, just not that long ago when we were sitting around watching, uh, once we got the internet, uh, Jeff also had some stuff on a USB thing. Uh, and we were able to watch the uh, Marie Kondo show, James. Remember the times we had, like, uh, I mean, uh, you know, at her clients, we, you know, we were making all those comments about them. Uh, Richie, I wasn't there. I was curled up. At, remember, I wasn't there. So why don't you tell me, you were making jokes about people on reality shows again, like what we, do, what we did with the dog whisperer like 20 years ago? Uh, James, it was, it was, it was just as sweet as that. Uh, actually the shows are very similar, James, now that you bring it up. Uh, but so just in case you don't know, because you clearly are looking at me like you don't, Marie Kondo is a, a person that helps people get their lives in order, particularly their organization. Tidying up was her book and she helps people kind of put things in order, uh, declutter, get rid of uh, things that they don't need, uh, spark joy. Uh, and she like, uh, I, I mean, I have great respect for, for, for Marie Kondo, but, uh, we do. Okay. Richie. Yeah. It wasn't, I don't ever comfortable with making fun of people on reality shows. Well, when you were talking about the clients of the dog whisperer, you sounded pretty comfortable with your joking, James. Okay, well, maybe I've changed, but so what does this have to do with anything? So you were sitting around, 
Why, why did you start thinking of sitting around making fun of Marie Kondo's clients on her show? Also, we were going to watch this. We, we watched the other sh- both. See, remember, James, do you know they re- rebooted uh, Queer Eye? Okay, well, okay, so that's structured. So what is triggering your memories of uh, Marie Kondo, Queer Eye, Dog Whisperer? Uh, I can't remember, James. Oh, well, um, okay, well, when I remember about the Dog Whisperer in the original Queer Eye was that uh, it was structured in a way, actually, they must have learned from our mistakes. Maybe were there uh, shows before that that that, that didn't work out? Because I think that's, Richie, you you got it, like, um, now, I don't know what Marie Kondo's method was, but they would never talk about things directly. Like, they would help the people. Uh, I guess, like, they, you know what I mean? They would help them, right? Uh, Marie Kondo, actually, she teaches people uh, about how to put people's, how to put things in nice boxes and fold things and rarely talks about the big things, right? Is that what you're saying, James? Right, like our um, our indirect, because it's like all subtextual almost. Um, what do you mean, James? Okay, so let's let's try to look at our current problem in under under this lens, the condo, the, the this lens of these reality sh- these uh, are they reality shows? Uh, they're too real, James. So you get, there, there was this one time. Okay, I don't want to hear about anybody you, you picked on. Oh, we didn't pick on them, James, because they're just on the TV. And then eventually everything worked out in the end. Okay, anyway, so, we hear, so okay, we're in this, this town. This is a city, though. Right, It's a, it feels like a town, though. It's very quaint, even though it's on the edge of a big city. Okay, and then what was the problem that Jif was researching? Well, well, buddy, it was, uh, it was not, it's not a pretty problem. It's one that, uh, plagues so many communities, James, and it's, uh, uh, pets. Okay. Is this better for, maybe that we should use the dog whisperer method then? Oh no, James, it's not about pet behavior. It's about people behavior. Okay. What do it's people that don't clean. They take their pets for a walk, particularly dogs, James, and they just keep walking. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't pick up after their pets. Uh, correct, James. Okay, and what does Jeff have to say about it in his notes? Uh, well, Jeff theorizes that this is one of these keystone problems of these social sharing platforms where the where the other S comes in, S-H-A-M-E-I-N-G-ing. Uh, along with uh, other issues we'll, we'll cover on here, but that uh, it's a very it's a source of uh, a lot of uh, feelings on these platforms and then actions, uh, but none of which have been resulted in any kind of resolution. Okay, let me take a look here. Yes, yeah, so we have uh, yeah, this person. They seem to be leading. Oh wow! So this is very specific. So they. Uh, Okay, so in this community, okay, it's spread everywhere. This happens, makes sense. 
there's people that don't pick up after their pet, uh, just right on the sidewalk or whatever. And because of the because of the ubiquitousness of this platform, at first uh, they would uh, you know it would be something you'd say, hey, didn't you do didn't do you know? Sometimes people would say it to people, but now with all the, the ability to take pictures and sharing their posts, yeah, it's actually kind of uh, a poo posting, James. It's a new way of defining that. Okay, so. This person is the one, they're behind doing all the posting of the pictures, and that has resulted in what? Uh, well, here's what's interesting, James. It uh, hasn't changed anything. It uh, it uh, hasn't changed anyone's behavior. Uh, now, they, were, they actually uh, just created more... Uh, Right, it's one of these things that Jif is so upset about. It's created, it's made things not better in a strong way. Uh, right, James, because particularly the one of the people is a city council member that doesn't clean clean up. Like, that's the one that's, uh, like, this is the one. In, oh, so they don't clean up after. They got their picture taken and then it became a thing. They still went. They still ran and got reelected twice. Okay, so this is. Uh, why don't we go to this house? What if we use the condo method? Uh, we go there and we uh, just try to observe the person, but try to make it uh, like work with them, just like we were on one of those shows. Uh, could I be the star, James? You could, I'll be the producer and you be the star, but you'll be the talent. Like, so that'll be like talent mentality. Have you heard that? Uh, no, James, but I mean, does it mean my mind is superior because I'm so talented? It means that uh, as talent, you're going to be a little bit more in the background, you know, like uh, probably we'll have someone bringing you lemonade and stuff. Uh, you won't be bothered because you will be preparing for sh- like a filming, which we'll never do. Or maybe we'll say it's like a podcast or something. I don't know. But like uh, we'll say that, yeah, we're, I'm the producer. You're the talent. Uh, Jace, James, James and RW will go by our names. And we'll just kind of flush it out, uh, uh, James. Uh, yeah, but I mean, really. Uh, okay, this is the house anyway. We're walking there. Oh, hello. Hi. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, James, uh, James Cash, and this is my buddy R.W. We're, we're producers of a podcast about that, uh, about ZBiz. No, no, no. We don't work for ZBiz. We're kind of doing a podcast about the impact of ZBiz on the community. Oh, ZBiz, I'm sorry. I get it. Sometimes, uh, yeah, no, it is a bear, but hey, I mean, it is, uh, I think that's what we're going to call it. That's going to be the name of the podcast, actually, ZBiz. It'll be about the ZBiz platform. That's why I get it so mixed up. It'll be a narrative podcast. Thanks for not as thanks for asking not asking what a podcast is. That's great to know. Yeah, it'll be like a narrative. I, I don't know. We're just I'm the producer. Uh, R W here is the talent. So uh, you know, R W will be doing the the narration. Yeah, so we know we've been, you know, we've been reading up, we've been doing our research, and we see that you've had a lot of issues with uh, 
People not picking up after their pets. What's up with that, huh? Yeah, we see all that. And we were wondering, uh, so we have all the information about what's currently been happening. Oh, yeah, we'd love to come in. Thank you so much. Uh, wow, uh, you got a lot of boxes in here. Uh, are you a fan of Marie Kondo? Uh, James Marie Kondo doesn't exist in this. Oh, yeah, Marie Kondo. Uh, yeah, uh, never mind. I just, uh, oh, that's like a, she, she's a bespoke box maker where I'm from. But, uh, yeah, no, back east. Sorry about that. Okay, so we know you've been having an issue with this, uh, and you really have been dedicated to this cause of, uh, uh, holding people to task that don't c- c- clean up after their pets, huh? Yeah, well, we were thinking, actually, i be honest, we're not journalists. So we were thinking, you know, we both used to work on reality TV. Uh, and we, you kind of. And, and so we were thinking, like, huh, what if uh, RW here uh, helps you? Well, it's a show we haven't launched yet, so I'm still thinking of ideas. I originally thought it would be more of a business show, like a narrative show, but what if R.W. and you work together? I mean, he is the talent to come up with other ideas to deal with your problem. Sorry, to deal with the community's problem that you're helping to solve. Correct. Uh, Like a way we can make it more positive and fun. R.W., do you have any ideas of, of like... uh, uh, I mean, uh, so punitive measures have not worked. I mean, that'd be normally what I would do. And public, your public posting of them, uh, that backfired and that created, you know, the city council and all that. Uh, so here's an idea. What about something fun? Like James said, like, is there any fun ideas we could come up with uh, uh, to do to, to do something that's uh, empowering uh, in a way? Like something fun, right, James? Right, R.W., that's what I was hoping you'd come up with some fun ideas. Have you thought any? Like, uh, oh, you've just been, I mean, it, I can see, I can see it's like, not, it hasn't been, it's been a lot of work for you, huh, dealing with this, yeah. Well, so, okay, let's run through it. So people take their pups or, or their full-size things out, and a small percentage of people, they just keep going. Is that when the, when the animal goes, they keep going, Okay, yeah, not always exactly like that, but they never stop. Uh, they don't stop. They don't think twice. It doesn't seem like it, huh? And naturally, if someone comes across that or it's their sidewalk or their yard or they step in it, you know, that's going to be uh, smoke coming out the old ears. And you seem like you've taken a lot of measures and it hasn't gotten on people's radar. They just haven't changed their behavior, huh? Okay, so yeah, some of the other things you did before. Okay, yeah, tell me about what you did. Okay, so you used to put up dog bags everywhere, and then you put signs up to the dog bags. Okay, that I like. Uh, uh, James, what about uh, a flag? Okay, what do you mean, R.W.? Like, what about a dog bag flag? Okay, what do you mean, R.W.? Okay, so we take your wonderful idea. And we take it as a flag, and we put it in there, there uh, with a flag on it. And the flag is a dog bag. Maybe there's a coupon to buy it on ZBiz, too. 
that says, hey, by the way, use this dog bag next time. Okay, that's not that bad idea, RW. I like that idea. Okay, so what do you think? Should, could we try that? Uh, oh, you have bulk dog bags. Let's try to make some dog bag tags, uh, dog bag flags. What else would we need? Maybe some, uh, maybe we could use some of those like a, skewers or chopsticks. Or do you have any, uh, what else could we, you could, we could use uh, sticks from the yard. Okay, why don't you work on that? We're going to go, uh, we're going to have a production meeting and uh, we'll be back. When you're done with, with that's how the, the, oh, I don't know when we'll record anything. Uh, but yeah, we'll be back. Uh, we're going to go have a production meeting and see you in a bit. Okay, James, that seems to be pretty, work pretty good. Uh, it does. I, well, here's what I think. I think we should do is uh, we'll, we'll we'll take a break and then we'll meet with the, the city council member that walks their dog uh, and, and see uh, when, oh, here's a, here's an idea. Yeah, let's, uh, if once once we have the um, dog bag flags, we'll go out with the um, city council member. We'll interview them. Then we'll go out with them when they walk their dog and encounter a dog bag flag. Uh, that'll be since we're not journalists, we can get away with this kind of stuff. This is more reality. This is in our wheelhouse. Uh, okay, buddy, let's go. Let's go do that then. Okay, let's uh, let's figure out. Like, we'll go to the library, find out where they are. Uh, hey, hey, uh, knock, knock, knock. Uh, how, how you doing? You, you, you're the city councilor, huh? Yeah, we're uh, here. We're working on a podcast. Uh, you know, what's a podcast? Um, uh, it, it's a uh, like a radio show. Like a, it's a streamable. Yeah, it's right on your phone, right on that app. Yeah, the one. Oh, you never opened it. Well, we could tell you about some podcasts to check out. Uh, James, don't you think it's strange that in this version of Earth it's called a podcast too? Is it called a podcast too, Richie, or just a podcast? Uh, James, uh, you, oh, uh, sorry, I'm the talent, actually. I'm R.W. This is James Cash. Uh, and, yes, yeah, so we're working on this show, and it's about this, uh, about, uh, Z, we're calling it ZBiz. It's about ZBiz, uh, social sharing and shopping platform. And its impacts on the community. We know it's impacted you. And, uh, yeah, you, oh, yeah, the untrue news, as you call it, correct. Uh, and we figured we would uh, we, we would love to just spend some time with you and, you know, just get your brilliance. Uh, we hear about your brilliance as a city council member. Oh, boy, does this city get counseled by you, from what I hear. Though I do know, I did notice uh, that you do uh, miss a lot of meetings, city council meetings. Uh, oh, because you're so busy. That's that makes sense. I mean, you got to, you know, you, there's only so much you to go around. I know how it is. I'm talents. Okay, so we, oh, you're taking your dog out for a walk. Perfect. Uh, what's your dog's name? Rover. Wow, that's. Uh, so tell us about it. So we know that uh, you've, you 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 like to. What do you do when you walk your dog? Uh, tell us a little bit about when you're walking your dog. 
You're just walking. Okay, well, you're you're, you're a minimalist when it comes to this kind of stuff. Uh, oh, why are we asking so many questions? Oh, because James, why don't you take it from here? Oh, well, we're gathering information for our story and uh, probably get free, some great free promotion for you and really feature you in a way to catch your essence. And as J- James said, as Richie said, uh, you know, get an idea of that counseling you do for the city and all the other parties that you uh, work with. Okay, I mean, yeah, with your gravel business, that's great. Um, so tell us more about, yeah, so you're walking your dog. We're really familiar with everything. I mean, we do do our due diligence. So we're familiar with, uh, you know, that uh, people were, uh, you know, you okay, yeah, and you weren't happy about that, huh? Okay, so I'm just trying to replicate when you're out. Oh boy, yeah. Did your dog? Did you? I'm sorry. Did we distract you while we were talking? Because your dog just uh, there's like that on the sidewalk there. Public sidewalk. Yeah. Okay, you're you're in a hurry. Okay. Okay. Oh, look at that coming up here. This must be your dog's favorite block. What's that? Is that a, what is that in that, uh, like a pile? Is that a pile of leaves with a flag sticking out of it? Okay. Well, hold on, counselor. Uh, what does that say? Hey, is this yours? And the arrow's pointing down there. Oh, or maybe your dog's. How about cleaning it up? Oh wow, that's creative! It's a ba- it's a dog bag flag, with writing on it. Looks like a child made it, huh? Oh well, I guess that's your opinion. It probably might be a beta, mo- you know, might be a whatever they call that, like in a beta launch. Wonder whose dog? Like, wonder whose that flag was for? You're right; it probably is considered littering, like just letting your dog. Oh, the inorganic. So the organic's fine, even though it's on cement, uh, it's inorganic. Oh, okay, well, uh, okay, so, oh, you're going to call call it in to 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 what department? Oh, okay, well, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, Counselor. We're, 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 we're going to, um, we're gonna. Uh, we'll, we'll see you later. We're uh, we're gonna talk to you later because we gotta. Um, we gotta. Thank you for your time. Uh, wow. Oh boy, Richie, that person is a handful. Uh, yeah, I don't even know. There was no. Holy cow! This is it. Do you think this is what it was? Do you, there's there 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 there's people like this when uh, when we were on Earth uh, and during our time too. It's not that the 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 Zebif has made it this way, uh, James. I've never seen behavior. I mean, I've never seen anyone so aloof uh, and in pursuit of their own. You know, they're so caught up in uh, themselves that. Uh, uh, I wonder if what if Jif, uh, hopefully Jif's not, uh, do you think Jif's, uh, James, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I've just been, uh, distracted this whole time. Do you think Jif's having a worse time than us? Probably like not even less successful than us with all of this, uh, 
this is we're be, we're being zebiffed, James. I mean, uh, I can't believe. Uh, uh, okay, well, what? Okay, so yeah, Richie, I am a little baffled. I mean, he 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 let the dog go. Then it again, they saw the thing. Huh. Okay, James, but it's not about that, right? So that's the behavior, right? Uh, which caused other behavior? Aren't, aren't we, we? This has nothing to do with CBIF. Uh, you're right. This is just uh, organic material right here. Yeah, you're right. I mean, we probably acted like that at some point too. Oh, James, look up ahead. Uh, that's the house our friend's at, the dog bag flag. There's someone writing them a ticket. Uh, oh, jeez, they're writing writing a ticket for the uh, for 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 uh, littering for the dog bag flags. Oh no, that's going to escalate things, James. I think. Yeah, I mean, this definitely shoots down my backup idea, which was dog bag buddies. Uh, James, what's that? Uh, what would have been an idea building on the dog bag flags uh, if that would have been partially successful? To, um, I don't know, some sort of buddy system with dog bag buddies. Uh, James, did you just like how dog bag buddies sounds? I, di- I do, but I was thinking like you could get a certain number of dog bags. I don't know. It's not going to work, though. Okay. Okay, so James, I think we're back where we started. So we're, I guess we're trying to directly deal with the problem again. Once again, we fell into that. Uh, I mean, we did pretend we were reality show producers or maybe we we're making a podcast, but uh, we fell into the, the, the old trap of dealing with the problem. And yeah, Richie, what do you think is going to happen next? How do you think they're going to react to that ticket? Uh, James, they're going to react direct. I mean, uh, yeah. I, I, uh, so, how, what do we do if we're trying to help uh, fix things and we're making it worse? And then, maybe, maybe Jif was on to something uh, because this will go public. It's, then it'll be it'll be even more. Uh, it's just so strange because it's about the thing, but it's not. Uh, right. So, uh, yeah, it's all part of the problem. So it becomes, where did it even all start? And they say, well, it's human being human, huh? Right. But then we're trying to be part of the solution. Yeah. And I was thinking, uh, yeah, James, I mean, I was thinking we could have her, uh, yeah, I was thinking we could have them walk, uh, uh, a dog and, and not clean up, but then they probably say, well, that's wrong, or that's not, you know, uh, wouldn't be fun. So making them part of the problem or part of the solution is, uh, I don't, I, I guess I'm stumped too. Okay, so let's go back to those shows because I don't really remember Okay, so let's just say, since we're in that dog whisperer wheelhouse, right? Uh, so let's say, um, I guess, how would the dog whisperer or Marie Kondo deal with this? Uh, if, uh, okay, okay, here's the thing, James. They would use, uh, 
they would uh, separate the people from the problems. That's a pretty classic technique. We probably both used it before. Right, but I think we tried to do that. Okay, then eliminate the idea of any problem at all, I think, James. Uh, I don't think they use those words on those shows, right? Uh, Okay. Uh, they, They try to make it positive, which we tried to do with the dog bag flags, though. Okay. Okay, James, they don't grab, here's the thing I'm thinking. They don't necessarily grapple with solutions. They uh, put tools in the toolbox, right? Uh, Marie Kondo isn't teaching people how to fix things. She's giving them the tools to organize or uh, declutter. Uh, The dog whisperer is uh, presenting techniques uh, uh, or behaviors that'll help with your dog's behavior. Uh, the two te- teams from Queer Eye are, are, are specialized in different things uh, uh, to, to, to help the person they're working with, uh, with uh, external and internal tools or uh, changes in their behavior or their lifestyle. Uh, so how does that, James, I'm, uh, so what, what do we do, James? You don't. Well, no, I'm just trying to push you to, to think on your own. Okay, so they're trying to essentially get, get the house in order, right? Uh, is that what, what you're kind of saying? Is uh, getting things in order by giving them the tools they need to put things in order. Uh, right, and taking away the stress of seeing it as a problem. They probably present it as opportunities, I would say. Yeah, but how would we do that with the situation? I just have no idea. Like, we're trying to get so, but by the end of the episode, they get to the heart of the matter. James, that's the TV show. Uh, this is, uh, uh, so it's a little bit different, but I see what you're saying. Uh, so what, what tools could we provide someone that just walks around uh, willy-nilly with their, their rover? Yeah, or that, uh, I mean, it's like, yeah, we could try to get some things of like, oh, uh, I don't know. Either way, it seems, I mean, like, what if we were to teach the other person how to, like, oh, just clean up or, oh, just be zen and don't let it bother you. So is there a way we could be less direct or uh, even more indirect or give them, uh, so should we teach them other tools outside of those things? Uh that have nothing to do, like maybe that's what it is. We're looking to at the wrong thing. Like if we help them get their uh, another part of their house in order, uh, would that uh, would that like help them then deal? Like is that what we're trying to do here? Uh, and it's, these are good questions you're asking, James. Uh, like if we're if we were just to teach them to fold their clothes uh, or uh, how to put on cologne without putting on too much or how to sear a scallop or uh, whatever how to how to create say don't get on the couch uh, would that help them deal would that help them deal with this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know what maybe Jif. Maybe this was all set up, James. Maybe Jif just put us in this position 
I mean, what does this even have to do with Zbif or Zbiz either? These don't seem like connected other than the end of the, 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 their attempts to solve the problems. Okay, so we're not, uh, okay, so we, we can't teach them to fix things. We don't know what tools to put in their toolbox. Uh, if we were to help them get their house in order, I don't know, isn't that just enabled, like, uh, isn't that uh, just, uh, oh, boy, this is the toughest one I've ever been in. I, I don't know, Richie. Okay, James, why don't you think about what is so Okay, let's think about, let's set, what if we use these techniques on ourselves? Let's get our own house in order. Uh, why are we here? Uh, to, 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 to either fix this so Jif doesn't have to fix it, so we get closer to finding Jif, or that we accidentally pick one of these things on the list that Jif will be at, or we somehow get Jif's attention or we somehow get to Zbif to interrupt, intercept Jif. Uh, okay, and why do you think Jif picked these things? Oh, because obviously the Zbif social sharing and shopping platform, usually this just would have been something small, but because of the ability, you know, it made it even larger. Not in a good or bad, I mean, I guess not in a great good way. It didn't lead to a solution. Uh, but it escalated everything to to a bit more global than local. And, okay, James, you, you're right about that, even though it's also a problem in every community, and maybe this is also also a problem in every community, and it's something that we're not able to grapple with uh, because I'm not sure, James, what do you think? Well, it's like, almost like a, and the 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 rules aren't able to keep up because it, uh, ZBIF is uh, beyond our ability to cope. It's moving. You, I don't know. I guess it's even. I don't even understand what it is that's beyond our ability to cope with it. But it's like a tool that does stuff. You know what I'm saying, uh, James? I think I you. I think I kind of do. Uh, it's a tool. There's a tool in our toolboxes, uh, and we're not sure what it is, but it is very effective and efficient, and it does stuff, and it doesn't exactly. I don't think there's a metaphor even for it, James. That's what makes it so tough. Yeah, so what do we do? I don't know, James. What do we do? Do we um, subvert things? Do we lean into this? Uh, Okay, so if we step back, I'm glad you set us right on this path, R.W. It sparks joy for me. Isn't that what they say? Uh, James, it's tidy up, actually. You're, you're, you're joking about the wrong thing at this moment. Okay, so Jif came here for a reason, right, that involved Zbif. And Jif's trying to find Jif's way to Zbif, either by investigating these uh, these challenges or fixing them. So what is it? Maybe there's some message in there. Oh, okay, R Richie, what is it? Was it how did ZBIF, uh, why is ZBIF uh, the most popular and dominant uh, social sharing and shopping platform compared to the other ones that might have been out there? 
uh, James Etsy's because Jif was very upset about it. Zbiff finally wrestled away uh, uh, control of micropayments uh, from payment processors so that micropayments could become ubiquitous. This was years ago. And the people became used to using micropayments to pay for everything, like searching. Micropayments superseded uh, advertising income. Uh, it, uh, it became just a new frontier. Uh, eventually, people became more, went from micropayments to mini payments. Uh, it just got more and more expensive, but not in a, um, in a graduated way as people, as it became more and more ubiquitous. Is that like a gumball machines? Like they were a penny, then there were two cents, then there were five cents, then there were 25 cents. Uh, James, no one knows what a gumball machine is. I don't know. Uh, uh, but I guess so. I mean, in the sense, uh, was anybody ever comfortable paying 25 cents for a gumball, James, or 10 cents? You skipped the dime, by the way. I think you at least got a bigger one for a dime. So then at that sense, you would be more satisfied. If you got a small one for a nickel and a big one for a dime. Uh, James, remember those things with the, sp- there was like a candy ball with spikes on it or something. Remember that one? Okay, Richie, so micropayments is what ZBIF is known for. Uh, what else? Because I, I, I guess this is new to me still, uh, this this side of it. What is else is ZBIF? Uh, oh, uh, James, to- the total database or database, depending on your uh, how you... Uh, the, the end of... That uh, was the other thing they use was ubiquitous. Also... Cost payment to access and use. Okay, what's the total ba- database? Uh, it has everything, all the information about everything, uh, even uh, everything about uh, all your information. Uh, okay, so all the information, total database, micropayments, like even your even genes. Uh, of course, you could get genes. Uh, even even pets' genes. Oh, James, genes for pets, that's a great idea, but I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, I remember reading an article about how, and now this is making sense, how uh, ZBIF has kind of superseded, like it's become its own parallel, like uh, like it's superseded other, right, James, you also uh, signed the total compact, uh, which is a, uh, it, it's a so I think they call it the social compact, uh, when you sign up, uh, TOS, uh, and yeah, so you can, and it's, uh, I think it has arbitration or something. So yeah, you could actually use it, uh, to bill people for almost anything, James. Uh, they have the ability to challenge the bill. Uh, but then, yeah, yeah. So it's a whole parallel government basically, uh, with its own rules, its own taxation, uh, and it's yeah, everybody's involved in it because everyone, because all all payments go through ZBIF uh, at some point. Okay, so that's what I'm thinking. It's like uh, okay, so the total database would have pet information. Do they also sell like say there was a kit you could use to check? Uh, Whose pet left that thing? 
would that be in the database? Uh, it would, James. It would. It would. You could, uh, I believe, uh, of course there is. If not, someone would make a kit like that. Okay, and then so ZBIF has its own kind of profitable legal system, a legal system for profit almost. So if we really lean in, uh, what if these are the tools uh, that are already in the toolbox uh, and we use these tools? Okay, James, I don't have any idea. I, I mean, I'm waiting to see what, if you could come to the same conclusion I have. Okay, so what if we... Um, we, we, these are the tools in the toolbox. We use these to resolve things and to de-escalate to, to, to look like even the playing field almost. Okay, James, what do you mean? Like the city councilor did, they called and got a ticket for the flag. What if we... Uh, what if we get uh, our friend to have them start a business uh, where you test it, then you build a person. If they're in the total database that everyone is in, you send them a cleanup bill with some sort of service fee on there. Okay, James, that uh, uh, is interesting, but uh, not catchy at all. Right, but if this is a global problem or uh, a worldwide problem, but we also want to change the behavior without escalating it, you all, so you have a change. Let's say the fee, these micropayments, it's a dollar. Uh, the first uh, first time we find something, uh, it's a dollar, and then maybe it's a dollar, whatever. We figure out a low payment, like you're saying, a micro, not a micropayment, but as something. But you could also buy into the business. So you could also pay like $30, and you would become, you would get one share in whatever we call this. Uh, uh, I don't know. I don't want to use any of the words that would be descriptive, but we the, we could let like the other people think of it. We're just empowering them and giving them tools. Sounds like you're building something with the tools, James. Well, a little bit, but they'll be the ones empowered to use it. Then on the second offense, it costs more. So let's say it costs $5, and then you could still buy into the business for either the same amount or a little bit more. And if you buy in, you're going to make your money back eventually, for, for, you know, until it goes to scale or whatever. Uh, maybe you're guaranteed that if it, it doesn't profit, I don't know. We'll figure out the business side. Uh, you're getting a share in the business, James. So, yeah, you could sell your share. Uh, I, I understand. Okay, what about the third offense, James? On the third offense, the price goes up again, but you can't buy in. And we make that a very clear thing. And if it's profitable, like even if it's bringing in a little bit of money for everybody, I mean, eventually at some point the money would run out uh, as people change their behavior. Uh, but Or people would just pay their fines. Maybe some people are, are, don't, don't care. Uh, but, but like you're saying, with the way the, the, the micropayments in the total database work, uh, and everyone's, like, they would have to pay it or they would have to challenge it, right? They can't not pay. 
Uh, right, James, if you don't challenge it, you just like uh, because you're getting paid on ZBIF anyway, in ZBIF, James, believe me, I don't like that. That's what they call the, the currency, too. Is it ZBIFs or ZBIF? I don't know. I, I can't even think about it. I mean, uh, at least you were named after a penny. But I, uh, anyway, so I like this idea, James. Uh, they would they would have to pay, though. They could challenge it, but what would they challenge? You're being billed for a cleanup uh, that was a result of the pet that you're linked to in ZBIF on the total database. Uh, it feels pretty open and shut. Yeah, I think that's it. Uh, I mean, I, I think like at least uh, we could float that idea by everybody. It would be easy to implement. I guess that's why this thing's so ubiquitous. Uh, James, even better than that. I'm glad that we worked on this because I think well, the other thing is that this is going to get ZBIF's attention and it'll get us to GIF even closer. Like it'll either get us to ZBIF before GIF or, uh, you know, I think this is good, James. So basically... Yeah, they'll, they'll test it. If it's yours, you pay for it. Uh, you, w- one chance, you could either pay a low low fee, fine, or buy into this startup business. Maybe ZBIF would even acquire the startup business. Uh, second time, you pay more money, but it's still reasonable. Third time, uh, yeah, I like it, James. Uh, and then the fourth, fifth times would be microscopically increased. Uh, but that would be what would be causing the profit. It's just people that don't care at all. Uh, but it would also present, prevent people like the city councilor from get. There's no way to get out of it. You're right, James. This is using, these are great uses of the tools, I think. I mean, we're certainly subverting them. But I'm tired. Like, let's go. Can we go back to the, um, the, the condo we rented in, in rest now? Uh, James, I think we've got our job almost ha- almost done for this uh, for tonight. Let's rest. Good night, James. All right, hey everybody, it's uh, time for our ongoing episodically modular series, Get Bissos, uh, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's uh, escape from purgatory and return to Earth. Uh, to get Jif Bissos uh, in season three, which we're in now, uh, they're trying to get Jif out of trouble. Uh, previously, they were, you know, out to get him another way, but, uh, you know, just to t- teach him to be kind. Now, Jif's uh, on a quest uh, to deal with someone called ZBiff, uh, who runs a social media shopping, social shopping sharing platform, I believe it's called. Uh, so so they're there to help their buddy Jif. Uh, so the tale is, uh, this is an ongoing episodically modular series, if you're new. Uh, it's a Richard Warren Se- character, fictional characters named Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny, formal, formerly uh, retail uh, giants, uh, now passed on to another realm. Then they were in purgatory. They got bored, and they said, "Let's go to Earth." And uh, the, the, we see this person with this company who's uh, you know eclipsed our empires. Uh, Let's go see what we can do to, uh, you know, not be helpful to him at first. Then they became friends. They had a bunch of adventures. Then they were ended up back in purgatory. This time, all three of them, three friends. Uh, then Jif escaped purgatory and went to Earth uh, in a quest for someone named Zbiff. Uh, 
in their social sharing shopping platform to to, to try to um uh, get them in the a grander sense of the thing of saying, hey, this is I don't know if this is great for everybody. Uh, but uh, Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny, we're not sure their friend Jeff could. Uh, they just want to make sure Jeff was going to be, you know, they said, let's go help him and make sure he doesn't get himself in a pickle. So they headed to Earth. Uh, and uh, that's basically where we are. It's, uh, it's just, a, 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 you know, episodically modular, a hint of seriality. Uh, I think that's all you really need to know. Main characters, Richard Warren Sears uh, and James Cashpenny. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're trying to... Oh, so they're each each episode they're trying to find Jif because they don't know where Jif is. And uh, maybe they're trying to get to Z-Biff uh, before Jif does. Perfect thing to sleep to. And here's our Hollywood announcer, Mr. Antonio Banderas. As the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, the friends, beyond the binary, it's time yeah, to take a journey back to Earth from Purgatory. With Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny starring in Season 3 of Get Besos. Uh, yeah. uh, thanks, Antonio. Uh, why don't you uh, kick back and uh, we'll hang for a little bit later, play, play, a, little, play a little, you know, play something. That sounds great, Scooter. Thank you. All right, that's Antonio Banderas. This is Get Besos. All right, buddy. This is the place, I guess. Uh, um, I don't know about the... Why is this building... Uh, what, what kind of colors do you call those, James? Uh, Richie, those are pastel colors. Uh, this is uh, the corporate HQ. This is where we're supposed to go. Okay, okay. Hey, I don't know. I, 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 so this is a corporation... Oh, Richie, I just—I was just guessing. I think it's—it's it's a headquarters of Parade Rain, but it's spelled like rain, like a, the Royal Rain. A royal Rain is that when when uh, when when uh, like uh, those people called aristocrats? Uh, no, no, that's what we we were monarchs. Richie, I think is the word you're looking. Yeah, when a monarch cries, is that Royal Rain? Yeah, I guess so. But this is Parade Rain. Yeah, but yeah, that kind of rain, I guess. Uh, in some, well, no, 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 it's not rain. R a i n. Uh, Richie, I could see the giant sign right there in the neon. What is that? Neon magenta? Is that hot pink, James? It is, but it looks like it's hot pink. A cotton, it's like a cotton candy font. Oh boy, it sounds like a bunch of nincompoops in here. Okay, let's just go in. Yeah, hi, hi. We're here. Uh, we're here to. Uh, uh, excuse me, James. Uh, sorry, my assistant's a little flustered. Uh, yeah, we're here to see the boss. Uh, it's it's that simple. Okay, who are you? Uh, we're uh, Richie and James. Uh, I don't know. Uh, we're we're here to consult uh, on behalf of. Uh, it just just uh, can you get 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 someone that's in charge here. I'm I'm sorry, my my, my uh, superior here. He's not super. Hi, how you doing? I, I'm James. Uh, nice to meet you. Oh, hello. I'm Helen. Well, hi, Helen. Uh, we're here. We're, we're here on a consult. We're, we're a surprise consultants. I don't know if you've heard of us, uh, uh, but we're here to to help. I, I guess is the simplest thing. We've been sent, and we're here to help you. 
and your company. And we're just wondering, we're not here selling anything. We're, we're the surprise consultants. I don't know if it's a surprise, so you might not have heard about it. Uh, so if we could just, we're not sure where we should start. So we just need to know who we should report to. You know, my boss, he's not used to reporting to anyone, even though he does, because we're consult right? The customer's always right. Uh, not necessarily. Uh, but we, we just needed to, we just needed to check in, I guess, and get started helping. Okay. Well, uh, I don't see now who, who are you with? The surprise consultants, uh, I mean, I buzzed, but buzzed the, 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 the office, uh, but, uh, uh, geez, I told you that Jif, uh, James, we got a Jif just put us in a lurch. Uh, okay, let's not talk about Jif. What, what? Oh, I'm sorry. Did you? Are you? Wait a second. Are you with uh, Jay Jiffy? Are you consultants for Jay Jiffy? We've been trying to get a hold of Jay Jiffy. Uh, Jay Jiffy. Well, we just call him Jif. Uh, but yeah, we're that's why we're surprised consultants. Uh, Okay, well, I'll send you right up. Uh, just go through those doors, uh, and someone will be there to greet you in just a second. I'm so excited. So, have you? Do you know Jay Jiffy? Uh, do we know him? Uh, it's it's not that big. He, Jay Jiffy, would you'd be disappointed if you knew him? Oh, that it didn't. That sounds like something he, he'd say. Okay, just go ahead through. I'm sorry, I got to stick to the main desk. Okay, thank you so much, Helen. Uh, Richie, you got to tone it down. This is, uh, we're, we're supposed to be undercover surprise consultants helping and figuring out. Okay, just, just calm down. Did you hear them? Called, they called Jif J. Jiffy. Okay, let's, oh, wait, here comes someone. Oh, hi, hi, hi I'm James. This is Richie. Why? Oh, hello, I'm Ronnie. Uh, nice to meet both of you. Uh, so I heard you're, uh, you're, you're friends with uh, Jay Jiffy. You're here with, on behalf of Jay Jiffy, we, we, you know, the, 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 I can't believe it. We didn't think, uh, we, we just tried to reach out, you know, to, to hire Jay Jiffy for some, uh, commissions. We didn't think we'd actually, it was almost a lark, uh, James. Uh, make sure they're talking about the same GIF, because uh, this sounds like someone that's competent in that GIF. Oh yeah, well we we are here on behalf to help uh, on behalf of Jay Jiffy and the surprise consultants. Well, that sounds like something Jay Jiffy would do. Surprise consultants. Now tell me, like when you hear me say GIF, Jay Jiffy, what do you think of Roni? Oh, well, I think of, you know, that street artist turned disruptor, Jay Jiffy. I mean, everybody knows uh, uh, disrupting Z-Biff and parody, satire, and most of all, random, you know, street art and stuff. Uh, and how surprised consulting right when, I mean, I don't want to come across it, but we, we're, we're really, uh, your timing we need some outside-of-the-box thinking, like, today. Uh, well, the only place outside the box gets you is out. Uh, yeah, well, uh, uh, so that's what you think of when we say J-Jiffy. J-I-F-F. Uh, you're thinking of the same J-Jiffy. Uh, okay, r r excuse me one second, Ronnie. Richie, uh, we just need to help. It doesn't matter. We, we can't quibble about Jiff or Jiff. Like, it doesn't matter. Uh, well, principles may not matter to you, James, but they do to me. 
but I understand, you know, they need my help and your help. Uh, you, so, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and, uh, how, how could we help you, Ronnie? Oh, it's Ronnie, but thanks. Uh, oh, sorry. I've never seen uh, a workplace that has uh, na- oval name tags before, except, uh, you know, like uh, place, service place, you know, places, restaurants, parks, those kind of things. Oh, so you're really coming in. So, Jay, you really are fresh eyes. Jay Jiffy doesn't. You're, are you not familiar with Parade Rain? Um, well, I mean, I, I, you know, I have a funny joke about it uh, that I'm still. Wor- yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm familiar with uh, the Crying Monarchs uh, and Syrup Sweet Park. You must know about Syrup Sweet Park, right? Uh, Ronnie, Ronnie, why don't you just treat us uh, like we're 100% fresh eyes? We know nothing. And let's just go like that, that we're 100% right, that you're, we're fresh eyes. Uh, oh, wow, this is exciting. I mean, it's not very exciting times here, uh, but I'm glad you're here. I don't. I guess I don't even know, like, where to start. I mean, we could go, why don't we start down the hall? Uh, but before I, before I bring you back, so you're actually here to help, though. Now, this isn't a performance piece, uh for J- I mean, I know Jay Jiffy's helped through art, and pay, but but I just want to make sure because we're gonna, I'm gonna reveal. I'll tell you everything if if you're really here to help us. Uh, yeah, we're here to do. Please don't quite. Yes, so we're here to help. Okay, well, yeah, yeah, Ronnie, we're we're here to help, and uh, R.W. Yeah, just try to roll like uh, you know we're here. Uh, we're here really to help. Uh, so. Uh, yeah, and also don't believe everything you read about J. Jiffy. It's not just because, uh, uh, like, there are brains behind all all people. Uh, as Rich was saying, he's the brains. I, I guess I'm the uh, the mouthpiece, and J. Jiffy's, uh, let's just pretend that, okay? Oh, are you, like, his suits? Like, you're his, like, business, the business side of things? Uh, of course, yes, we, 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 I mean, we're wearing suits, uh, and, uh, well, no, no, not exactly, Ronnie. We're, let's just try to, we're a blank slate and we're here to, to be filled in with everything that's going on here at Parade Rain, which already had between the, uh, pastel colors out front and then the, uh, the name of your company, we're really curious and, uh, curious what kind of help you could use. Okay, well, I guess I should start at the beginning then, because if you're fresh eyes, maybe I could walk you through it. And somewhere on the process, uh, you'll, I mean, we're making a big decision, and actually today was the day. And when I say we, I mean, I'm, it's really my decision to make. I mean, we got ourselves into like kind of an algorithmic pickle, but uh, yeah, let me walk you back. So these, this is a hallway, the historic hallway, I guess. Uh, and so this is where it all started. You can see this mural here kind of shows uh, uh, the history, the, the beginnings of the company when grandma and grandpa, uh, that's that's the first uh, syrup tree that uh, grandma, they owned this. We're, we're now no, we're, we're a few, a few uh, we're on the other side of town from, uh, we keep the corporate headquarters separate from the park or parks, I guess, in this case. Yeah, but so this is the, that was the first syrup tree, and the, 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 these were the groves. Uh, 
where grandma started uh, her syrup business. And then that was just a roadside stand when this was the main uh, thoroughfare through the states. And then uh, they got really lucky because there was when, when they did the interstates, they built it right over. Uh, so that's when uh, grandpa realized uh, that this could become a little bit of an attraction. And that's when he started, sir, that's when Syrup Sweets Park started, which was originally just a roadside place to get grandma syrup and have picnic lunches. Uh, and then it slowly expanded, as you could see. You know, first it was just uh, food and syrup and sweets. Uh, syrup Sweet Park uh, has always been called, though. Well, until we took off the park, but... Uh, that's later. So, yeah, you see here, then uh, there was the pony rides, uh, then the magic acts, uh, then Grandpa added the Ferris wheel. And then not long after that, there's the first uh, iteration of Serp Suite, uh, which, you know, was at the time Serp Suite Park. It was the first uh, what we would call theme park uh, in, in in the world. You know, different than an amusement park, which was this roadside amusement at first, Grandpa would readily admit. But, you know, it slowly grew and uh, it kind of paved the way. You know, there's a lot of other theme parks that have developed around uh, other intellectual properties. But ours was the first immersive park uh, where you immersed yourself in a role. And the whole park was syrup sweet, uh, which, uh, you know, at the time... I mean, I know I'm a little close to it, but uh, to think about uh, these paradoxes that we all live in, uh, how far ahead Grandpa was, uh, to lean in and past the idea of over-the-top sweetness. Uh, I mean, I think it was the sweetness of Grandma's uh, syrup and her influence. You know, they worked together, uh, but she was much more on, on the service side and and the behind the scenes and numbers. Uh, Grandpa was the one that loved the idea of the amusements and fun. And so, yeah, there's Syrup Sweet. And uh, once it became Syrup Sweet Park, you know, yeah, there's at the center of the park, you could see when uh, the Rocket Candy Mountain Castle, a mountain and uh, a castle uh, built into one. And the, the the hub and spoke design that's very popular. Now, Grandpa wasn't the first to invent that. So, you know, that was based on European cities. Uh, and, you know, other theme parks in other areas uh, did, did adopt it as well uh, in the different lands and uh, uh, all the syrup sweetness. Okay. Uh, so... This is a babe amusement park based on maple syrup. Uh, and is this in, uh, Ca- we're not in Canada, though. I'm sorry, what's, uh, what, okay, the, the, Ronnie, uh, so your grand- grandmother and grandfather had a syrup stand, which slowly expanded into a theme park. And the theme park is based on the idea of syrup sweetness. So what does that mean to you, Ronnie? It kind of means go, going to some place. I mean, the vision and the vision that we've tried to continue uh, is that you're going to some place uh, just one or two steps outside of our world, our regular day-to-day world, uh, where you're a participant in a character 
in a place where everyone's syrupy sweet in every experience, you know, and not every, you know, every, not everything is perfect at our parks, uh, but we just embrace the idea of, we, you know, we took the idea of amusement park, as you said, uh, RW, and tried to make it something uh, much more concentrated, but without, without, without being a parody of itself, it's like uh, you're setting aside all of your grouchiness, all of your judgment, and you don't have to. You know, there's people that come to the park, they don't have fun, or one person is paying for it and they're not happy, or people's expectations aren't met. But the goal would be that you go there and you realize you're, you are suspending your disbelief. You're stepping into a world where it's not just a faux a service experience, where it's like, hello, ma'am, hello, sir, welcome you know, to our fine establishment, have a wonderful day, where it's, it's so over-the-top that everyone is having fun in the over-the-topness. Uh, so instead of being a veneer, it's like a polished hardwood through and through the experience. Uh, and uh, I guess that's just supposed to be fun. Okay, Ronnie, so you have a park that... Uh, is, is like it's almost like a, even irony is suspended, and it, it's it's so over the top. Uh, the kindness and leaning. Look, what kind of stuff goes on at Syrup Sweet Park? Okay, well, uh, you, you know, there's no lines. That's the one difference between an amusement park and our theme park. Yeah, or there's a the, like. So we have very clear rules. Uh, you know, and established set behaviors. Uh, but you're supposed to leave all your worries behind. Uh, so that was the first thing, Grandpa. You said, okay, we'll theme the rides. Maybe the rides will be very similar to the other par- amusement parks. We'll theme them. But he also noticed that, you know, waiting in line wasn't fun. And so did my my, my, my mother and, and her siblings uh, when they would go with Grandpa. So every uh, attraction has waiting in line is one of the main attractions. There's parties uh, themed to different things for some lines. He called it Cues Without Blues, uh, which is it's, uh, pretty funny. Uh, yeah, Cues Without uh, Cues Without Snooze, Snooze, Cues You Choose. Uh, yeah, he could, yeah, I think he did say that once, but Cues Without Blues. And so people loved that. Uh, it just it participated in that, and there was always like random giveaways, and it just just uh, every moment uh, thinking about the customer experience and making it more fun for them. And believe it or not, the pirate park kept growing, and it was more and more successful until Z- you know until Zebif. I mean, I think that's probably why you're here. I mean, the, the, so the park had its highest attendance. Uh, it was just just a, a little bit over ten years ago. It was at the peak of the park, uh, so it had a long history. It had opened before I was even born, and then you know Zbiff uh, opened uh, Zbiff Joyce Adventure Park uh, or Joyce Adventure Land, I guess is now what it's called. So Zbiff had started slowly buying a property not that far from our park. Uh, uh, secretly doing it through a bunch of companies, uh, financing everything. And then once everything, the plans were locked, offered to buy our park out. Uh, uh, Grandpa refused to see Biff went forward and 
uh, started building the park. Grandpa said, well, there's probably room for both of us. And I guess over the past uh, 10 years, you know, it's mostly been uh, not, well, it hasn't, it, you, you kind of see the stories a little bit more complicated than it would seem. But, you know, ZBF's plan was to just uh, slowly, you know, undercut us on pricing, uh, keep expanding their park to keep uh, ZBF's customers busy, lure our customers away. Now, we were lucky because, you know, in, in a lot of uh, similar things, but never, ZBF never caught the essence of our park. So we did, we have maintained a strong niche uh, support. Now, in any other circumstances, that would not have been enough uh, because of ZBF thing. But then, um, let's see, this really gets, is where things change. So I was in school uh, studying and like, uh, I, you know, I noticed everybody was unhappy, you know, what should we sell to ZBIF? Should we keep grandpa, you know, then grandpa moved on to the big farm in the sky and Aunt Sharon took over the company and it was a tough time. So even though the park, you know, once the ZBIF, the closer ZBIF park got to opening, uh, and then when it opened, uh, it, it it just was, you know, a lot of thinking about it, a lot of stuff. Now, I was in school, and I'll be honest, I was just at a stage where I wasn't really uh, into the parks. You know, I was going through a rebellious phase, wanting, you know, I, I was uh, studying a lot of, like, uh, e-commerce things. You know, that's just how everything goes, uh, and uh, mobile application stuff. And I just wasn't interested in the park. You know, I needed to, to, to go my own way. But at the same time, you know, there was, uh, I, I did, I was able to get some funding uh, thanks to grandfather and uh, to start my own uh, company. And it actually wasn't free funding. You know, that the, the Surf Suite owned a, a large portion, was my main investor. Uh, and I started this, I started Parade Ring and... I guess since you're coming with fresh eyes, you know, we'll kind of move in uh, to my office here because I try to keep uh, the Parade Rain app uh, separate from uh, Parade Rain, the company, and Surf Sweep Park. Uh, but so I, when I was in, uh, in in graduate school and uh, starting this company on the side, I noticed, and probably the two of you are very familiar with the idea of raining on people's parades, right, Uh uh, the idea that, uh, especially in uh, social media, social sharing, shopping platforms, and the ubiquitous of uh, this kind of uh, uh, this new new era we entered uh, as a culture, that like uh, there's a large percentage of people, maybe not the majority, that kind of wait for people, and and this happened interpersonally before before we were online. Of people saying, wow, did I really like, uh, we saw it with Syrup Sweet Park, actually. Next issue, why Grandpa wanted to invest in the company was uh, that you would see people and they'd say, wow, I love that movie. And then people would love to correct to people. Uh, contrarians, it, it's not the right word to describe it, but it does have a contrarian streak. And in interpersonal behavior, that's kind of probably what it is. Uh, people wanting to correct your personal opinion or experience. Uh, and I don't know, we, we, you know, it's just a, it's just a very human behavior. 
And normally when it's interpersonal, you could kind of walk away from it or say, wow, that uh, is a bummer. And then maybe choose to spend less time with that person who's raining on your parade. Or maybe you just uh, accept it as a form of human behavior. Uh, but I saw that, that uh, no one was monetizing this. So that was one thing. And I guess I didn't realize uh, the Pandora's box I was going to open. But I also thought, like, well, think about all this data or data. I don't know how you to refer to it. And think about all that. Uh, all of these contrarian opinions uh, uh, to something that's like, what could, be, what, what could we do with that data? Also, how could we monetize that data as well? And what else could we learn from this? Uh, but also, could we give people a central, a central hub to rain, to, to essentially, uh, at what it became parade rain, the application. I guess I'm talking too much about my thing. I want to move towards solutions. But so eventually, and again, it's hard for me to pretend you two don't know anything because for a short time, parade rain was the biggest thing and uh, was known, you know, until... Uh, Zbiff essentially bought it from us, actually, and it wasn't purchased. It was just a lifetime license uh, because it retained a lot of rights because, you know, but anyway. So it became a play. Parade Rain was an application where you could essentially rate other people's ratings or, it, I mean, that was like how it was presented. So someone said, wow, I love uh, this restaurant. Uh you could just correct their their thing, or uh, you could, uh, you know, be contrarian, or, you know, it, it wasn't a, looking back on it, I don't think, I guess it was something that was both pitiable and inevitable at the same time, and it became very, very popular, very, very successful, and it actually offset all of the losses uh, that the park started experiencing. So it just came at the very right time. Everybody viewed me in the family as uh, I was very caught up in it. I'll be honest with you. I, I never, like, uh, I don't know, I just saw the charges and said, could we use those charges for energy and didn't worry about the pollution. I, I, I guess that's uh, the best uh, analogy i could make you know i said wow we could make energy out of this or money there's energy in these anti-opinions uh and i didn't think about the the, the the well the hard thing is there isn't really any consequences you know uh other than the the, the, the some sort of pollution I, I guess that's how i've started to frame it for myself now at the same time this became even as i started to have complicated feelings about the platform it really started to carry the park. And then we were at this thing as a family. Do we want to be in the theme park business up against the ZBIF, or do we want to be in the Parade Rain app business? And luckily, my opinion started to hold more sway. And I said, well, you know, the, the history of these kind of applications is uh, they do spark and then fade. So I, I said, what do we, most of my family, I, you know, I wasn't totally into the parks, but I said, well, everyone else uh, that is involved in this and that works here loves it. And our niche customers love it. Now, I still caught up in my thing. And so then we got an offer from ZBIF uh, to, again, license. I mean, first they wanted to purchase it, but we were in a position, a powerful position 
we had some patents and some things, uh, and Zbiffer really wanted those. So we were in a position to just license it out to keep a lot of the data. And, you know, Zbiff just integrated it into the pla- their platform, and, and we were able to keep the Parade Rain name. And so right at the height of that, and, and my family turning to me, I said, well, why don't we also lean into this? Uh, so let's move in. This is our, our this is, uh, you know, this is the blue sky development section of the company here. Let's go through. I have my door, one of my office door goes right in, you know, through this corridor. We're in, right into the blue sky development. So these are the, the, the where the team works uh, in the offices. This is the main room. This is the model of uh, what we broke uh, now this and this is where we need your help i guess uh so this is parade rain park uh, it was is uh the sister park to serve sweets and it was my concept and you know not my entire vision the whole team contributed that uh what if we had a park that would took all of the data in opinions we learned from the ET opinions, you know, what would a theme park look like? How would we build a theme park for people that dislike that people like cotton candy, for example? You say, oh, I love cotton candy, and the cotton candy at Syrup Sweet Park is the best, or the maple cotton candy, you can't get it anywhere else. Uh, you know, the people that uh, could correct, uh, technically, it's not, you know, can't call it cotton candy unless, uh, or just so you know, or, oh, I just strongly dislike it. Could we build a park for them? And what if we used Grandpa's example to make it unthreatening, like that uh, it's a role you play? And that's kind of the general idea for Parade Rain Park. Okay, uh, I hope you don't mind me saying it, but that's a terrible idea. Uh, you can't make something to police everybody, especially people that won't be policed. Uh, the, I, I, I mean, uh, yeah, we were, we, well, we, we, uh, there was, uh, there was dissent, uh, and I said, well, what if we say yes to even the dissent, uh, Okay, Ronnie, uh, let me just, uh, let's just, RW has strong opinions, uh, like some of the people opinions you've talked about. Uh, now, how far along are you on this new park? We're about uh, 80% finished, and we got a big invest. We really need it to work well. I mean, I, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I could tell you, before I tell you about the park, uh, that we either proceed and finish the park and hope that it works, and if it doesn't work, uh, at a, like we like we have about a four year window, and or we sell it to Zbiff. Uh, Zbiff would buy the parks, probably tear them down or operate them, you know, as an expansion of uh, a joyous adventure world. Okay, so you need basically you need our help to see if you should. Okay. Tell us a little bit about it. So does it, it's like similar to Syrup Sweet Park, but obviously different. Yeah, so it does have, we've kind of worked on it. I'll just try to give you a summary. Uh, uh, we have like five sections, uh, 
and we kind of just kind of worked on it, uh, like, uh, I don't know, we're trying to take what worked about Syrup Sweet Park and, and then what, you know, everything. We tried to do everything based on what, so one of the things was that uh, we learned, like, one of the biggest things at per, uh, Syrup Sweet is that uh, parade rainers really dislike that people like waiting in line at Syrup Sweet Park. That's one of the things that gets them the most upset. Okay, wait a second. What, uh, so people that dislike that people like have fun waiting in line at, at Syrup Sweet Park. That makes people upset. Oh, very upset. Just the parade rainers, just a, per, a certain, uh, they would say like you're being, you know, they, they would make a lot of different reasons why like it's not okay to have fun waiting in line. Either waiting in lines wrong, or enjoying waiting in lines wrong, or uh, you know, you know, j- j- just that that's uh, naive. Oh boy! And you tried to make a theme park to please these people. Well, not so much to please them, but so we tried to make riffs on that. Uh, so we have one section of the park. There's uh, six attractions, but only one line, and it's kind of like a meandering tunnel. And it's kind of, uh, you, you uh, kind of, it's randomized. It's tough to explain, but, but uh, basically uh, through algorithms and depending on what information you input and, and if you use our app and stuff like that, uh, we know what rides you want to go on in this section of the park or depending on the number of people in your party. And it randomly lets you on rides. Uh, and so you kind of feel like you could be in line for any amount of time. It's all tightly controlled, but it seems random. So you could wait in line for 30 seconds or, you know, we tell people up to two hours. So that rarely happens. And all of the weights are balanced out so that you really everyone ends up waiting in line almost the exact same amount of time. And you're occupied while you're waiting in line, but you're also mentally occupied wondering, you know, when you're going to be online. Uh, Oh, that's interesting. Okay, why don't you tell us about the next section of the park? Okay, well, that next section of the park is called Forest of One, because another thing we knew that uh, most people dislike, but particularly parade rainers, is uh, when there's too many people, you know, the, the park, there's too many people that like the park or are at the park. So we have this Forest of One, it has attractions, uh, and it, it's very, it, it, it's again, very tightly controlled by algorithm, but you go in and you feel like uh, you're by yourself or just with your family. So there's a lot of paths and they open and close to different people. Uh, so it's kind of made to feel the, the, the ceilings in the sky and the forest is very open at the top, but uh, you're kind of led on these paths uh, to these attractions and other people's presence is just hidden from you until the very end when you decide to exit that area, the Forest of One. There's a big dance party zone. Okay, why don't you tell us the next part of the park? Well, the next is the next part of the park we're having trouble with, but again, uh, because some people say there's too much walking or too much, the park's too big. Uh, so that'll be a virtual section of the park. Uh, so that one's is still that one is like set for expansion, which again is not looking great. 
Okay, what's next? Uh, the next section is called Chill, Thrill, and Spill. Uh, chill, Thrill, and Spill. Uh, okay. So all the ride. another thing people, uh, parade rainers dislike that people like is like, oh, I like thrill rides. Oh, let me tell you that, uh, what about my four-year-old? Oh, I like uh, dark rides uh, that are immersive and slow. Oh, well, those aren't thrilling. Oh, well, I like rides that I get splashed on. Uh, oh, well, I, I, that's, I don't like being wet. Uh, so these are all tr- all the attractions in Chill Throne Spill, five attractions. They have uh, three three different types of rides. Uh, so we have like a kind of, a t- we call them a toddlers, uh, tweens, and teens. Uh, but it's really kind of a kid, any age child. Uh, anyone, those that's like the chill. Uh, the spill is for uh, kind of tweens. And then the thrill or thrill rides for anybody that likes a thrill ride. So essentially it's one ride, but with three possible experiences, uh, depending on, you know, what you've chosen. Okay. Uh, sounds expensive. Oh, it was very expensive to design these attractions. Uh, kind of unprecedented. But it, it also may, in the end, when you look at the throughput, throughputs of the ride, so it could be very effective. Okay, why don't you tell us uh, what this area, these line, what is this green line going through the whole park here? Oh, that's a permanent parade rain zone. So that's a permanent parade that goes on the whole day through the whole park. Uh, and you be like, uh, you can rain on the parade. Like there's different places where you can turn on rain. You can march in the parade. There's a boo zone. There's a cheer zone. Uh, there's a zone where you can, for a price, you could rent a megaphone and, you know, th- that's in like a distant section of the park. Uh, and yeah, we have uh, foam tomatoes and, and things like that. It just, uh, but a permanent parade. Okay. Okay. So tell us, Ronnie, like, what's the biggest problem, uh, uh, like with this whole thing? Okay. Well, I think your friend RW kind of gets it, uh. It turns out that uh, raining on people's parade is not an all-day thing. I don't know how I didn't realize this. Uh, I had all the data. I had all the experience. Uh, but people kind of only, they don't bring the rain all day. They kind of like, it was, in some sense, they splash and walk away. They view it as something very ephemeral, even if it's even if you're the rainee. If you're the rainer, you're just kind of like... Uh, Viewing it like a, a squirt with a squirt gun, you're saying, "Hey, I'm doing this person a favor, correcting their mistakes uh, or mistaken viewpoints, and now I'm moving on." Even though that might be detached from what really happens, that's how most people view it. It's totally ephemeral, and there is no impact other than you, an act of kindness. Uh, like, hello, your taste in donuts is terrible. You obviously know nothing about donuts. Also, that isn't even a donut. Uh, just so you know, that's a pastry. And it doesn't taste good. Have a good day. Goodbye. And, you know, they don't want to be correct. You know, it, it, uh, I don't know how I was kind of... So it doesn't seem like a place that anyone wants to inhabit for a very long time. Even those that do... They don't view themselves as inhabiting it. 
I mean, I guess they do desire, I mean, the deeper desires are very clear, but, uh, you know, the, the reality of the situation, oh boy, this sounds like a bunch of nincompoops. I, I was right. Uh, which one, Richie, which one do you mean? Okay. Uh, I mean, uh, what do you mean? Well, I'm just saying, okay, so there's, there's a tension here. Uh, but the tension that is created, it's never really released, and it's not something anyone wants to kind of sit in or spend time with. It's more like you said, like pollution, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess it, that was a great analogy, uh, Ronnie. Like, and now I'm just going to move away from it. Uh, yeah, and we started a theme park based on this, so that's why. So I don't know what to do. Uh, uh, we're at a critical juncture. We put everything on pause because we ran, once we ran tests and experience tests, we realized, uh, I don't know. So do we just, uh, give up and move forward? We, I mean, we can't, we're not, we're in a financial position. Like I said, we can go three or four more years, but that's it. Or give it, it maybe it's just easier to give it to ZBIF. What would Jay Jiffy do? Should we re- I don't know. Okay, don't rain on your own parade, Ronnie, please. Okay, well, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, it seems like you're you're taking on a lot, Ronnie. And you kind of, uh, you know, I don't know. It's not, I don't know. The one thing about the first park is I think it's like this uh, strange myopic thing. And maybe you almost forgot that, uh, Oh, what do you mean? I think, like, making the character part stronger. Uh, and, like, what you said about the pollution or the ephemeralness is uh, that parade rainers don't see themselves as parade rainers, really. They're, they're favor doers, right? Okay, what do you mean? Well, Richie, I, got, I think I know what you're saying, uh they're leaving behind, uh, and we need to take them on a journey. Yeah, R Richie, you're right, exactly. Like, what if uh, there's a way to build Parade Rain as an experience before Sir Sweet Park? I mean, I guess if you're a regular pass holder or something, uh, but that, like that dance zone in the Forest of One, like there's a wishing well at the edge of a parade rain where you leave all of parade rain behind and go into syrup suites. So what you're saying is like, basically we take the park, we already started building and shift the focus a little. Right. Right. How would you do that, Ronnie? Well, I guess with the story and the theming so that people are coming to parade rain is characters of parade rainers and not as real, they're not real parade rainers, uh, looking for catharsis. But then, how wouldn't people have to choose sides or something? Like, wouldn't that make it worse? Uh, uh, no, no, no. People are, uh, people, they need to be, well, no, yeah, I think what Richie's about to say is that, uh, you make it fun. They choose the role so they could be the kind of critical voice. I mean, they probably need a better name. That's what your creative team could come up with. The person there to enjoy uh, and then be corrected. Like, uh, 
you know, when people do those, they go and sit on that thing or they throw pies at the person insulting them. And then people could also be observers. You could almost give people like, uh, I don't know, like a, a pin or something to determine which role they're playing. Oh, wow. You're, you're right. Because deep down, I mean, what I did discover is that, uh, you know, behind all this, everybody's kind of has the same kind of de- desire or realizations. It's just getting expressed in different ways. So these could all be different approaches uh, that people could try on. And then I go, wow, how did I not realize this? I think you did. I think it's just that's why Jif came came here is we're just we're just helping. You're doing the doing. So they're in the park, just like in Syrup Suite, where they're. I mean, we could add a backstory even of. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's so many ways we could do it. This could be a parallel world, a pre-world. Uh, wow, really? Or. Uh, they could be using this uh, parade rain as power for Serb Suites. Uh, maybe it's a work of uh, like uh, like uh, one world versus the other world, worlds in balance. I think I think you're onto something, uh, and especially onto something with remembering. Yeah, that the people that are raining on the parade uh, they don't view, they view themselves as heroic. Uh, and maybe if they get to, maybe they could choose that character. I don't know if it'll change them, you know, in the end, or this would be more of an experience. And it is a fine line. I guess you have to find your way, Ronnie, like uh, with, uh, you know, making sure. I don't know. I, but I think you're, I think it's possible. I think you could do it. I think uh, you should. You you seem to love this work, uh I think it would stand to, to uh, kind of counterbalance things with ZBIF, maybe. Yeah, I mean, I think you should really stick it to ZBIF, uh, uh, but, you know, in your own way, by, by, by being successful, your own success. Well, thank you both uh, so much. Uh, I'd like to give you both a VIP passes to Syrup Sweet Park. Uh, no, thank you. No, thank you. We don't. Uh, I'm actually like Parade Rainer myself. Uh, but I'm like not not in that way you were talking about in an actual helpful way. But I, you know, I could see, you know, I'd like to correct all of them too. Uh, so thanks, James and I are going to go. Uh, but it was good seeing you. Uh, good meeting you. Happy to help you. Thanks for helping us, Ronnie. We'll see you later. Well, Richie, uh, that went pretty good. Uh, well, I don't know, James. Like I, I, I had a lot more to say, but I. Uh, I just followed your lead and listened. Okay, let's go. Let's go. I think it's time for us to get some sleep. What do you say? Uh, I say good night, buddy. All right, hey everybody. Welcome to another episode of Gippisos, the tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny's uh, uh, escape from uh, purgatory and return to Earth in a quest to get Jif Bissos, a fictional character who himself is on a, a quest to get Zbiff. Yeah, so it's a real convoluted plot for a sleep podcast. It couldn't be more perfect. So here's the setup. Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny, fictional characters, 100%. Uh, there's other seasons of this show, but for just this season, uh, just like in season one, actually, 
they were they were they weren't minding their own business in purgatory or wherever whatever term that's just a generalized term I'm using for it. It could be another place, but they were there, and like I think James Cashpenny, he was like uh, he was going through some of those stages uh, that like that you think you go through of like forget you know so. But Rich Warren's James Cash, Rich that was James Cash. Rich Warren Sears was like, well, I, I, I'm a, I've had enough of purgatory once again. And actually, for a little while, Jiff was with them. But Jiff, so Jiff got out. If you have, you know, if you have the the the, you know, this is these are people of influence, you know, and they're kind of used to getting their way, even in places like this. Uh, they know how to grease the wheels of uh, purgatory. You'd think purgatory is a wheelless place without any greasing or, you know, but it, you know, what what can I say? Humans, we keep, you'd think post-humanity, but nah. So Jif left purgatory. Then Richard Horn Sears wanted to leave because Jif was on a um, mission to go and catch Zebif, uh, who was uh, running a social, what do they call it? A, a social shopping platform, I think it's called or something like social sharing and shopping platform. And Zbiff said, this person, this is Zbiff. So Jif said, this Zbiff is, is like the uh, end of all goodness or whatever, you know. Uh, maybe a projection, maybe just a mirror. But he said, I'm going to go down there to Earth. Uh, technically, it's a different version of Earth than ours. But don't get, you know, this is a sleep podcast, so don't worry. I'll cloak it. It'll seem just like ours, very, very similar. Uh, so, yeah, I guess that's what happened. So Jif left, and then Richard said, James, let's go there, and we'll go get Jif and bring him back to purgatory so he doesn't get in any trouble trying to get Zbiff. Uh, we got to get him back to purgatory. So actually he's going to get him ostensibly for noble reasons, but if you know Richard Warren Sears, you know, when we first made the first two seasons of this, there wasn't there was a lot of people that would remind you of Richard Warren Sears, but not so many prominent people. But it, you know, prominent people now, you could say, huh, that's a bit like but Richard Warren Sears was around uh you say, who well, what is Richard Warren Sears' real motivations? Uh does he want to help Z Biff or is he or Jif get Z Biff or is he more worried that Jif will get a more positive attention than him? So they head to Earth, Richard Warren Sears and James Cashpenny. But you know, Earth's a big place. Even for somebody that's coming from purgatory, it's big. And Jif could be anywhere. Now luckily they had a list of places and situations that social sharing and shopping platforms, you know, don't make easy. They say, well, that's, I don't know if that social shopping platforms made my life, uh, made me flourish or, uh, you know, not, you know, spin my wheels, we'll say. And so, uh, they're going through that list because they said, well, how are we going to find Jif, uh, and how are we going to catch Z, like, or should we just go to Zbiff? But Zbiff's a mysterious, like, uh, character, you know, CEO, founder. You can't just show up and say, I'd like to see Zbiff. Uh, you know, that's just not how it works unless you're, you know, because they're not even, I, I think you can follow. So they're going through this list and actually they're going to talk about it. Holy exposition. Yeah, some good, ex solid exposition coming up here. 
So this is an ongoing, I forgot to say this at the beginning, this is our ongoing series. It's modular, it's uh, episodic, a little bit serial, but I caught you up on everything. I mean, they've solved a couple things, but they haven't found Jif or Zbiff. And the main characters are Richard Warren Sears uh, uh, and James Cash Penny, former you know, re, uh, founders of retail empires that, you know, post-life ended up in purgatory. Not, that's not a judgment on, I mean, not my judgment on them. They've been in other places, too. And uh, they're pa- they were passing their time, and they said, well, you know, what happened? We were, you know, so they're, they're not happy with any of the founders of social shopping online pl- platforms because they're retail, you know, people. Oh, but Richard Warren Sears is like a, a little bit, just in case you, you, you don't listen to this, this is your first episode, a little bit rough around the edges. And uh, then James Cash Penny's a little bit smoother. And I mean, that's really all you need to know. Richard Warren Sears, Richie, James Cash Penny, James. And that's it. And here's our wow. What Talk about having, talk about somebody. I don't know, can you say someone's at the height of their career when their career's had so many highs that they're just, instead of saying highs and lows, uh, another facet of a career, of a, you know, a career with so many facets, like a diamond in my eye and a diamond on the screen, a diamond in the sky, uh, to announce this uh, setup to, you know, tonight's series is uh, Mr. Antonio Banderas. Uh, I'm almost giggling. As the as as ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of James Cash, Benny, and Richard Winsius in an attempt to get pistols. Yeah. All right, that's Antonio Banderas, everybody. Antonio and I are going to play... Uh, I don't know what game we're going to play later. If, if Antonio is able to... You know, even though... Even diamond, you know, think about different. What's the difference between Antonio Banderas and a diamond? Not what you think. A diamond's super quiet. Uh, diamond doesn't have creaky, creaky anything. Slurpy, slurp their water. Toss and turn. It doesn't sigh. It doesn't have a handsome sigh. Or a sigh like Scooter. Uh, I would like permission to use the restroom. I know what that size sounds like. Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't have the, I didn't know, I never knew that shoelaces could be noisy until I met Antonio Banderas. Uh, uh, but if Diamond doesn't wear shoes, even though Diamonds have been on the soles of shoes in a saw, you know, Diamonds don't accidentally start uh, humming a Diamond on the sole of their shoes either. So... Those are a few differences, but, uh, you know, also diamonds can't, you know, give you that look that makes you feel like jelly on the inside and super confident somehow and introduce sleep podcast. So this is Antonio Banderas. This is a get pesos. Uh, okay, James, I go through what we, what do I need to know again? Uh, cause I don't, I don't, I don't like the sound of this already. Okay, so it's a kingdom uh, a bit like Monaco. Remember what Monaco is? Uh, yeah, place full of uh, snobby people, James. Uh, just, uh, like a kingdom of snobs. Um, uh, right, Richie. It's a, sm- a small, wealthy nation 
like this one is uh, about the size of Martha's Vineyard. Do you remember how the size of Martha's Vineyard? Uh, yeah, James, too far to walk, too far to walk, but not big. Uh, yeah, 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 they'd be also, also James, uh, full of snot, also another place. Okay, well, I like uh, that Martha's Vineyard. Never been, I like the idea of it, actually, never been there. Okay, but back to Monaco. Okay, well, this is, this is called a Bergeron. This is the kingdom of Bergeron. It's right off of, uh. Actually, if it was, it would be a bit like uh, Martha's Vineyard because what would be the equivalent of the United States? It's right off the United States, uh, but it's its own small kingdom. It's very wealthy over time, and now it's a tourist destination, so they're able to maintain their wealth. It does have a monarchy, and I don't exactly understand the system. It's like uh, the monarch still has power. It's managed elected officials, but the mon- it still has a monarchy. Like, it's not a symbolic monarchy, but, it, like, the queen or the king normally defers to the elected officials. Okay, James, I'm, you're losing me now. Is it a, So the, the queen or the king's in charge, not a figurehead. Yeah, they're almost like it, but they, they, they only make the big decisions or something like that. Okay, why do I need to know this? Uh, okay, just because it, it, this is where we're headed. In the, the queen in this situation, Queen Cranberry of Bergeron. Uh, there's something, that's all we know. Queen Cranberry of Bergeron. And it has a little bit about the kingdom in Jeff's notes. Okay, so... Uh, any, Okay, listen, I can tell by the look on your face, uh, there's something going on with you. And you seem, I mean, you seem, I would say, extra grat. You just seem, what's what's up? Uh, I'm just trying to help James. Okay, you're, but your voice fell at that last. Uh, I feel like almost like you're, like you're trying to help me by acting out. Like, or maybe I'm acting out and projecting on you. Uh, yeah, that's it's what's happening, James. Okay, I'm glad you want to talk about it now. Uh, because you, okay, I'm just not, ha- I can see that you're not happy with things, James, and that's why you're acting this way. And I wanted to talk to you about it because I, not that I agree with how unhappy you are, but I, you know, I do have the ability to see a bigger picture. And buddy, 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 I don't think we're, I think we're, we've lost our way. I mean, I think this whole mission, you're right. You're totally right, James. I'm like, uh, this is a mistake. Okay, so wait, so you're saying this whole thing, the, the mission, the Queen Cranberry mission that we haven't started yet is a mistake, or doing these missions following GIF's breadcrumbs is a mistake, or being here. Like we should have just stayed where we were placed, where we uh, had our consciousness, wherever, whatever we became conscious. I mean, I know I can kind of remember all the other stuff we've been through together as best friends, where I realize I'm more of your best friend than you are mine. Um, like you probably have other best friends that are that I don't know about. Yeah, correct. Yeah, but so. That we should, should we just go back to Purgatory or wherever that place is that we were? 
James, uh, okay, sit down. Uh, you know, I need to talk to you about some things, buddy. I mean, this doesn't this feel pointless? We're running through Jif's list. Like, Jif knows everything. And following through to do what? To do Jif's busy work, James? Um, now, I know that's what you're thinking. You don't have to say anything. I know you agree with me 100%. Uh, because you see me as your best friend and your mentor, probably your father figure too, and of course your inspiration. So uh, this just isn't working. We need to kind of, kind of. I mean, I realize, James, that I I can't speak for you. That you just kind of need to follow my leadership. We just need to do something more direct. I think. Uh, because this isn't working for you at all. I mean, for me, James, I'm happy to help the regular people and help Jif. Because the reason I believe that the, the, this list of Jif, this isn't stuff Jif could do on Jif's own. And uh, so Jif kind of set these tasks for us to do for Jif. And just probably watching somewhere, saying, oh, wow, that Richard Warren Sears... And with help from James Cash Penny, you know, when, you know, James isn't slowing him down, is that's inspiring. I just want to watch them work. And James, you know, that's been the story of my life. Uh, but uh, I can't go, like, I also have to see the bigger picture. And I have to act on your behalf, of course, uh, as well as, you know, the broader things. Okay, Richie, you're right. You're right. Holy cow, are you? You have a vision, without a doubt. So, okay, so we have this list, and you're saying what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, and I'm awed by it, as I am by so many things you say. So, if we don't go with this list, where exactly should we start? And let me just show you operating from my limited capacity. So, we're in a new world. It's a bit like our Earth that we lived in, and then we returned to. And then, when we were acting under our best judgment, we I think we may have de-existed it two or three times. Then we started that new Earth. Um, which I believe still exists somewhere, but at, you know, then we also de-existed uh, the the good place you go and the not good place you go. Now somehow a supreme being must have just uh, transported us back to where we belonged. None of that's really important, except that. Uh, so we're in a new world. We've never been. In. It seems like our world, but a little bit different. We're trying to find Jif, who we know is here, because at the last stop they they said Jay Jiffy, the the legendary street artist. We know that's Jif. Uh, but the only way we have to find Jif is off of this list that we know Jif is following, because there were sometimes we got to places. That the the things had already been figured out, and they said, "Oh, Jay Jiffy was here," uh, but we don't have any way. We don't know what order he's doing the list in. We do know he's trying to either get to Zbiff or uh, get Zbiff's attention, but we know we wouldn't have access to Zbiff. 
So from my limited viewpoint, what exactly should, like where, teach me, please, wise one. Uh, buddy, 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 good. I'm, I'm glad. Uh, okay, James, we're doing it right now. We're not doing anything, right? We're doing busy work. Uh, we're helping people on a fool's errand. And uh, so so it's, it's just not a good use. Of, now, it would be fine if you were on your, I mean, you couldn't, you need me here. If you were doing this on your own in another situation, I don't think that would work either. But, you know, it's just not the best use of my time is what I'm saying, James. Okay, Richie, let me try to, um, are you saying, no, no, are you saying that I should be saying, that I, I probably would be saying what's in it for me? Like, if I was, if I was as capable as you, I would be saying, but even though I'm not, but I would be saying what's in it for me. That's basically, is that what you're kind of saying? Or like, but that's just my limited vocabulary. Can you just use my simplistic terms though? Cause I don't understand the bigger ones. Uh, okay. Yeah. What is in it for you or me or us? Okay. And I have to use your, your terms. So, so no judgments because normally when people say it like that, uh, but I understand. I'm trying. I'm not saying it in that way, except for your help. So, what is in it for me, James? I mean, uh, the bigger picture is I have to, to to help you. I also have to help Jif, and in some sense, I'm learning that I have to help this Zbif as well, uh, who is in this world, this society. You know, some people aren't happy with the social sharing and shopping platforms. And we're seeing some of these ground-level impacts of them. But for the most part, uh, Zbif is cloaked in the mythology of success. And so I have to try to protect all three of you uh, from that. And one of the ways, James, uh, that you all, you may understand it better than the other two, is uh, the humbling aspect of that, to say, oh, you know, it, so that people understand that Jay Jiffy is an illusion. Uh, that while I haven't met Zbiff, uh, I can guarantee, or is it Zbiffs? I but it, that uh, that person is probably an incompoop James. And am I making sense to you now? Okay, so what you're saying is, uh, you're wor- in my words, you're worried about Jiff. Uh, uh, yes, James, uh, and greatly, and Z- yes, yes. And that if Jif could somehow succeed, like either, J- like there could be a situation where either Zif, Jif and Zbif uh, succeed together or Jif succeeds in humbling Zbif or uh, Zbif continues to be successful and J- Jif's successful. No, 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 those are not, uh, those are... No, I'm just imagining, Richie. Okay, go ahead, because this is, you know, simple simple imagination, I understand. So that, uh, they, but, but that if they were successful, it would only seem that way to people like me, but really there would be some sort of unknown consequences that only you would understand that would be not good. Like, kind of like when you had to de-exist heaven, because you you thought you were in like because you were in love with someone, 
or uh, right, James, that's how you saw it. You didn't see the big picture. Totally. Yes. Unintended, unintended consequences. So look like to an outsider, like Jif came, like worst case scenario would be Jif comes to this world, like rescues the world from social shopping platforms and helps, you know, make it a healthy thing that you know, like something like that. And that, uh, he gets all the credits, right. And then there'll be so many things you wouldn't understand that would not be good about that. So really we're here to get Bissos and save the world and follow your lead, right? Exactly, James. And I guess the best way to do that in the, in the long term is for me to just follow your inspiration. And then the short term, like maybe like uh, we just keep doing this while you, uh, like this is just how we're using our time and staying busy. And maybe I'm learning. Maybe I could be more used to you the more I learn. Uh, as you start to see the bigger and bigger picture, and then we'll fi- you'll figure it out. Like, so this just gives me something to do, like this Queen Cranberry of Bergeron, while, like, like almost by learning from your leadership. Uh, so you want me to help you, James, by just, uh, instead of just going straight to the conclusion and figuring it out and solving things, I see, James. It's a, it's an interesting approach, and I think I'll do it for you for a time, uh, if it helps you, because you are you do consider me your best friend. And even though I'm ready to take in the thirtieth step, let's take step whatever step this is, number five or six or ten, and I can walk at your pace one step at a time for the time being. Yeah, so then what's in it for me is I get to learn from you. And what's in it for you is really just you you get to shine and mentor. You know, I don't know. I guess you just get to see me. Uh, and and, and the, I guess like maybe if I'm tuning in to, to just your wavelength for a second, you're showing you could be patient and slow and still get Bissos and solve everything while at the same time helping uh, someone that looks up to you as a best friend and a mentor and a hero. And then you'll probably do the same. Maybe you're, may, I, I don't know, maybe this is wild. My wild, I'm so, you know, blown away by you is that you're actually letting Jif, J. Jiffy and Zbiff learn even now and lessons that you'll point out to them later. James, don't, let's focus on this, Cranberry. Let's not use up too much of your energy on figuring me out, okay? Uh, let's get to this, uh, let's, uh, let's get to this thing. Let's see if we can put you to work. And then, I mean, I guess one other thing, Richie, is that, uh, I mean, I know you don't want this, but the thing about taking this one step at a time and solving it is that everyone remembers you and that you're slowly showing them your brilliance. And then they're probably sharing that everywhere, whether in person or on a social media, you know, shopping platform. 
uh, talking about this Richard Warren Sears, uh, the legend. Uh, but I mean, I know you're not in it for the glory, but at least people get to, 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 to see your light and have it be warmed by it, you know? And then again, I could be your trustworthy assistant as I just to kind of follow you, right? Yes, James. Uh, that all makes sense. So tell me about this. So, so we're, this is Bergeron. This is even is a, wow, it's surrounded. So it's, is a bit like an old medieval, uh, yeah, it's, it's a very, uh, yeah, that was like a, it's a good thing we were on the ferry heading there the whole time while we talked. Uh, yes, James, it, it, it was uh, very educational. So, uh, Richie, so the, the, yeah, those are the door. I guess I don't really have a lot of information. That's I, I shared it. Uh, it's a bit of a mystery. Uh, but, uh, I guess we just go up to the, hi, how you doing? Yeah, I'm, I'm James Cash Penny. Uh, this is Richard Warren Sears. Uh, we, we, we're here to visit your kingdom, uh, on behalf of J, J, Jeff, J, Jiffy. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the one, the, the only. Oh boy. Don't worry, Richie. They're just playing. Yeah. This is Richard Warren Sears. Yeah. Yes. Actually, I'm, I was mentor to J, Jiffy. If you didn't, if you, yep, that's right. Oh, he's done some art with me in it, huh? Yeah, I'm sure I do look familiar. Uh, I'm glad I'm putting smiles on your faces. Uh, he had me in a, in a, uh, a wagon. In a okay. Anyway, we're here uh, uh, to to fix your problems. Uh, so James, uh, take over, please. Okay, you're gonna take us. Oh, that's the advisor coming. Hello, hello. Yeah, we're here. Oh, thank you. You've been waiting. Wow. So what seems to be going on? Oh, it's your queen. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little bit familiar with your kingdom, but why don't you act like we don't know anything? Okay, so the queen lives in the castle. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, and she's become withdrawn. Oh, and it's a big part of, like, why visitors come. Oh, the queen used to come out three times a day and wave to the tourists or even go into town in the restaurants. Oh, yeah. and the, uh, Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. Oh, so you have a film festival coming up. Uh, oh, and if the queen's not there, oh, everyone will be disappointed. Is that the glitterati they come? Okay. That makes sense. Uh I don't know if Jay Jiffy's coming to the film thing. Okay, well, why don't you introduce us to the Queen? I'm sure. Uh, oh, okay. Okay, so we just wait in here for the. Uh, oh, hello. Oh, you're going to withdraw. Uh, Your Majesty, uh, I'm James Cash Penny. This is Richard Warren Sears. Uh, hello, hello, my Queen. Hello. Good to see you. Uh, buddy, 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 get up, uh, uh, I, I just, uh, you're, you're wearing a crown. Oh, you're going to sit on the throne. Do we need to, uh, could we sit, uh, on the same level as you just to help you, uh, talk to you? You seem very, uh, uh distraught, uh, my queen. Uh, James, go figure it out. Oh, so, uh, yeah, we're here to help, uh, and, uh, it seems like we're here to help you however we can. Bar- parking. 
Okay, what about parking? Kind of, can you walk me through it piece by piece, and I'll say it out loud so that I understand, and, and that James Rich, Richard, and that Richie understands. Oh, you're laughing. Yeah, you could call him Richie. Um, excuse me. Uh, you, you could call me. You, it's fine if you call me Richie. Uh, James, you you, can, you have to call me Richard R R W. Okay, R-R-R-R-W. Okay, so something's going on with parking. Okay, so tell me, did this start on uh, on Zbiv, uh, Zbiv, or is the 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 so? Okay, it did. So, oh, so okay, so as Queen used to not really use social media and stuff. That makes sense. Uh, you know, the kingdom had someone, and then. Okay, then you had a changeover. Oh, Zbiff said that only. Oh, so they had some sort of biometric thing. So you actually couldn't post. No one could post as a queen of Bur queen cranberry, except for queen cranberry. Like you had to be verified. Okay. Okay. So then what? Ha so then okay. So then you started using social media. What is that? How does that connect it to parking? Can you tell me more? Oh, so, okay, so tell me about this, because I'm not really, like, pretend that, again, my, my, your highness, we, we don't, that we don't know anything about, par, par, so parking, pic, pictures of parking. Okay, so in the community groups, in your community, okay, so here, okay, tell me about the parking situation here in Bergeron, because uh, I didn't see any cars when I first came in. Okay, so there's in there's walking and biking sectors that's closest to the castle and most of the tourist areas. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, but then there's where all the residents uh, of Bergeron actually live, the year-round residents, and there's cars there. Oh, like anywhere else. So there's places people go shopping for groceries and other things. Okay. Oh, so you were really not familiar. I mean, you're familiar with cars and stuff, but with parking. Okay, so okay, so there's people that don't. So there's parking rules. Okay, I understand that. How you're supposed to park your car. In conventions, okay. And there's people that don't follow those conventions, and you, you like that's what they write tickets for, correct? Correct, but okay. Like they can't write every, they can't catch everybody. You're right. Oh, also, there's like, uh, yeah, all rules are kind of uh, even the rules that are like all or nothing rules. There's still gray areas uh, left to judgment. Okay. Oh, but in these groups on Zbiff, uh, okay, so people would not be happy with how someone parked, and they would take a picture of it. Of how someone else parked. Oh, not how they... So no one would park poorly and take a picture of it and say, look at how poorly I parked. That's not what you're saying. Okay, so someone would park their car. Okay, can can you... Okay, yeah, I need more of an example. Okay, so the ones where there's two lines and you're supposed to park in between the two lines. So if someone parked in the middle of one of the lines... You could take a picture of that. They could also get a ticket for that, right? Technically, you're not sure because it could be, well, it could get their car removed, right? Oh, yeah, it would be a little, a little bit of an effort. What about a subtler one? 
Okay, so sometimes they might be right on one of the lines, but they're kind of in between it. Someone would take a picture of that, and then they would post it on ZBIF. Okay, and then everyone, you would get very, yeah, and that makes sense, and everyone else would. Oh, and then people would comment on it. Yeah, kind of like in those books with, where people would be, like in a story, and yeah, Oh, like an old myth, like a, like a, a, a group, a group of people that aren't happy, but this is on, on a social media. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I mean, that's really, that's, uh, I can see what, how you would feel that way. It almost makes me feel that way hearing you about it now. Okay. Hold on. Hold on, James. Uh, my, my, your, your highness. Uh, so. Someone that's, uh, uh, um, they just don't know, they're not very good at parking. They park their car, they leave it, and people take a picture of it and say, what are you doing? Uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, but, oh, so she's, but rarely do the people that actually did the poor parking, the message doesn't really ever get to them, right? Oh, Oh, sometimes it does. Okay, interesting. So this has been a problem in here in Bergeron, and it's been it's this is what's been bothering you. Oh, at first it was, but then you realize it was everywhere in the world that has cars and parking and zebiffs. Uh, uh, oh, oh, and you haven't been able to stop looking at it. Uh, Oh, it's kind of consumed you. Well, you're very honest about what's happening. So you've been kind of consumed with this poor parking. Is it the parking or the picture taking or the commenting that's got you? The whole thing. Oh, because it seems kind of pointless. But it has a point. Oh, boy. This is complicated. So what you're saying is basically that everywhere in the world, but for here, for here, we're here in Bergeron, when someone doesn't park well, and sometimes they're breaking the rules, sometimes they're breaking the conventions, people will take a, a people get, so it could inconvenience people, but then it inconveniences even more people in some sense, because someone takes a picture of it and then posts it, and it kind of, everybody gets a little bit, uh, uh, James, they should be. This is ridiculous. Right, they get like that. Uh, okay. And so you can't stop basically looking at this. And, well, maybe that's why we're, that, believe it or not, my queen, that's what we're here to help you with. Uh, so my kind of idea is, uh, you know, we, 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 what if we go queen undercover? Have you ever heard of that? It used to be a... a it's an imaginary TV show, uh, Richie and I. Richie made it. Uh, uh, yes, like, uh, I always thought I should be the undercover boss, James, those shows. Uh, so what if we go and, oh, you already, okay, so you did this. Okay, this is good. So so you went out as queen, undercover. Oh, well, so you're already, it's like Richie's already here helping you. And what did you discover as you were? Oh, it's a very one. It's very hard to catch poor parkers. Okay, 
Oh, so you wanted to start, so you actually brought bags of gold? Oh, boy. Uh, do you have any of these bags of gold, my queen? Okay, Richie, hold on. And you would give out gold coins to people that parked well. Huh, okay. And that didn't do anything. Makes sense. Uh, oh, but you. so your idea was to dilute it, like to, to, to keep reinforcing that. Oh, this was what your original plan was. Uh, oh, you kind of hoped to help everybody. So you wanted to dilute bad, this whole parking thing uh, before it happened. So you were hoping to encourage so much positive parking. Uh, Richie, what do you think of that? Uh, James' dilution is, an, is a myth. Uh, well, I think actually it's like a scientific process. Okay, uh, one thing, James. Uh, uh, dilution is a myth. You can't dilute things that aren't good for you. They're still bad for you. Uh, huh, you actually... So you can't dilute something that would give you a tummy ache is what you're saying, Richie. Uh, you could spend a lot of time doing it, but it's only diluting it, James. Uh, dilute, dilute. Uh, uh, put that in your, uh, my, my queen. Okay, so it didn't work, though. You tried it, and you didn't see any results. Uh, oh, and then people, oh, wow. So people would get upset about at the other people for getting a gold coin. A little bit of jealousy. That makes sense. Uh, no one, everyone, every, everyone's, uh, no one's jealous of a bad Parker. That's what I was going to say, James. Okay. So then what happened? Oh, so then you talked to the, to the, um, administrators about getting more enforcement and catching more people doing it. Um, and that didn't help. So you tried the enforcement side Oh, and you even tried undercover to catch them? And it was very hard to find someone while they were parking that was doing a bad job. Not impossible, you're saying. Oh, but then you didn't even know what you were, what would you say to them. Oh, you tried it, and they said, oh, I'm in a hurry. Sorry, okay. Or they ignored you. Oh, or they scoffed at you. Oh, this made it more complicated. Okay, so then you just went back to looking at it online. Oh, so that's kind of where we're at right now. Interesting. And what have you thought about as solutions? Uh, oh, just stay away from cars or stay off online. Is that enough? Oh, you really? Okay. Well, we'd love it if you banned it. ZBIF isn't going away, though, huh? Yeah. Oh, you looked into banning ZBIF in your kingdom. Oh, but contractually. Okay, well, that's too bad. Okay, what do you see as the biggest obstacle to this? Because uh, we probably have some ideas. I mean, R Richie already knew, like, uh, Richard R.W. already knew things. Uh, and so, like, what do you see as the biggest obstacle? Oh, he is right. You're right. So what does he write about? Oh, that you can't dilute the feelings you have about the bad Parkers. Okay, tell me about that. 
Okay, so there's this idea of a haughty bad parker or an oblivious bad parker, which some of them were, right? You said that. Okay, and what are those people like? Oh, they just kind of park how they want, when they want, and they don't care, or they don't care at all. Okay, so you're saying some of them are aware of the rules and conventions, but they just do what's convenient for them, uh, and they don't care what the rules are. Then you're saying there's other group that don't care what the rules are, and if you got mad at them, they'd say, what do you mean? I park, okay. So it's like a little bit of an entanglement, huh? But that's not everyone. That, there's some people that are just in a hurry or they've only parked poorly one time. Oh, and those are probably the majority of people like that. Everybody does it. Oh, but the idea of those two groups, that they're getting away with something... Oh, yeah, that is. I can see how. Okay, let's all, yeah. Richie, what do you think we should do here? Well, James, uh, I think the queen should take it under her power. Uh, I mean, I have a couple ideas. I'm feeling, you're right, James. Hey, we should just, you, you should listen to me and we should sit calmly for a little while here. Yeah, we should. Because you'd almost imagine. Like casting them out of Bergeron, right, Queen? Is it my Queen? That's Queen Cranberry. Can I call you Queen Cranberry? Call you Cran? Can I call you Cranny? That was your grandmother. That's what I thought. So you'd probably imagine casting them out, uh, but that wouldn't do any good. That would be almost, and that's almost what they're. Do- that's what people want to do on the social. It's almost like a, a fantasy getting played out that by. S-H-A-M-I-ing them and identifying them and piling on those posts that uh, you, you it's like a, it's a faux version of casting them out. Okay, but we probably can't, oh, you couldn't do that. You looked into it and it wouldn't be a good idea. Okay, and what if it's mostly imaginary? You're right, my, you're right, Queen Cranberry. So... I don't know, but you did say something about those. So there's some of those people that are oblivious and unaware. And then there's some people that are choosing and don't care. And that also accidentally rhymes. So what about uh, working on the awareness side of it? Uh, Is there a way to do that? Okay, so you're seeing more of an awareness. Almost as an, oh, wait, so you're looking at this like an experiment. Uh, Well, that's a powerful way to deal with it but still making people choose. Okay, so tell me your idea, because Richie and I, uh, we just want to help you tease this. It sounds like you're you're fixing things, and we want to help put you in action and, and pull you. We're just here to help, right? Uh, right, James. I'm, I'm thinking of the solutions now, uh, Queen Cranberry, so tell me if they align with what I'm thinking. Oh, so you have a book about a lavender... A lavender scarf. Oh, yeah, we've heard of it as like a scarlet. Yeah, we had a scarlet letter. Okay, so tell us about this. Uh, so you were thinking of a lavender flag. Okay, and you would rule. So as a monarch, this would be a rule. Oh, a test, a r- test rule. But you could just do this. Okay. So someone parks out of the convention, 
someone would stick a lavender flag on their car. Oh, on the roof of the car. Okay. Uh, that's not possible to remove. Okay. And then what would that do? Oh, it would make it easy to write a ticket if it was okay. Oh, and you would also increase the ticket costs to cover all this. That makes sense too. Oh, but you do get the first time. Okay, so the first time it happens, the flag just stays there, but you don't get a ticket. It's on the second flag that you would get a ticket if 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 you're breaking. Now, what if you're just breaking convention? Oh, the flag would just stay there. Okay, and how hard is it to get these flags off? Oh, it's built into to the cloud, so if someone took it off, oh, that would also be a ticket. Okay, so they have to leave it on their car. Okay, and what would that do? Oh, it's just, it would make them aware. You're right about that. Um, oh, also parking lots. Oh, so parking lots could ban people with three flags. So they wouldn't be banned from Bergeron. Oh, okay, no. Oh, you, now you're thinking as we're talking. This is So you'd have the worst parking spots at every a limited number of the worst parking spots for three or more flags. Oh, and then two flags would be not great parking either. Okay, but you would figure it out. You know, if someone needed to be parked closer, you would work with them. Okay, because of the fines, you would have, you could give them a ride even. They would still have to park far away, but if they needed uh, mobility assistance, you'd be there. Okay, that makes sense. Also, what would happen, oh, if they parked with three flags wherever they wanted, their car would just get moved away. And the same would go for the city streets. You'd just have to park somewhere not convenient. You couldn't even park in front of your house. Makes sense. Oh, and then the people, if people didn't care, they could just drive around with those flags uh, all the time. And they'd say, I choose to park how I wish or to risk you getting a ticket. Okay. Oh, yeah, but, but yeah, okay. So that makes sense. What if you want to get the flags off of your roof? Okay, public service. So they could get it off if they, oh, if they worked at the food bank. That's a good one. Oh, if they worked, uh, oh, parking assistant. Or, oh, so if they worked at a crossing, crosswalk, or parking, or, or area. Oh, you're saying, so they would have to go through a course to do this, too. Oh, so going through the course would already get you a future flag removed. Uh, but to get current flag, okay. You just have to work, basically. Oh, that's, uh, I mean, that sounds interesting. So basically, if I had parked once bad, but it wasn't illegal, I could get a flag on my roof. Wouldn't be, wouldn't matter to anybody. Everybody will probably have a flag, more or less. If I get that second flag, it probably will have an impact. And then the third flag would be big-time inconvenience or more. Okay. And then, oh, also, you're right, it would slow me down, and it would be pretty. uh, um, But then if I worked a day or two, a few shifts, uh, something of service that you're listing only, okay, 
I could get them removed. Okay. And it would have to be me. I couldn't, like, Richie, I couldn't do it for Richie. Okay, that's good, too. Now, what if my kid had my car or something? Oh, it would be, t- the, 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 they would know that. Okay, because their license said. Uh, oh, ZBIF has an eye on everything, huh? So this would be using the ZBIF platform, too. The ZBIF cloud, huh? So people would just basically have to choose. Uh, this makes sense. Now, I, get, I have one other question. Richie, you, you might ask it. Uh, thank you, James. My, I mean, my queen, I'm, I'm sure I can help you solve this. But you do have to think of the nincompoops. Uh, who's putting, who, who, who puts the flags on the cars? Okay. Okay, so you thought of that, too. Okay, so placing a flag is almost... Okay, so that is, like, even more serious. So, okay, so anyone could place a flag. Oh, you have to buy the flags. Or or, or you could work, volunteer for flags. Oh, but placing the flag incorrectly... Or just out of like, so you you couldn't like, like if, uh, so Jif's very jealous. Uh, you, I know you don't know who Jif is. No, 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 not Jay Jiffy, an imaginary Jif. Many people are jealous of Rich, Richie here. You're right, James. So they would try to place flags on my car. Now I would have a driver anyway, so who would be responsible, but they would do that. Oh, so that would be actually outlawed. So... Oh, so that would even have more consequences. So you wouldn't be in a hurry to place a flag unless you knew. Okay, that makes sense. Well, I mean, I guess since this is its own kingdom, I I think if you do it as an experiment, my queen, I think you're on the right place. Well, thank you. Thank you. And I hope this helps with you, you uh, move into things. Oh, yeah, you're going to shoo us out. Thank you, my queen. Thanks, Queen Cranberry. You have a lovely kingdom. Uh, James, uh, I'm glad I was able to help that queen figure things out. Yeah, I don't know, Richie. Um, I got a feeling like what you said at the beginning, it started to rub off on me. I'm kind of left with uh, empty, like, uh, uh, listen, James, I know you feel like we're repeating ourselves and... Why don't you lie down here? This is the guest area. For Look at all these. Uh, oh, yeah. Look at all these pillows. You're right. Just lie down because I'm tired and I, I want you to rest. Uh, so let's get some rest and then we'll go to the next thing on our list. Good night. All right, hey everybody, it's time for our episodically modular series, uh, Get Bessos, uh, Season 3. It's episodically modular, so that means you can listen to it in any order. And I'm going to give you all the info you need right here up front. Uh, so even if you say, well, I never listened to one of these before, I didn't miss Season 1 or Season 2, uh, don't worry, I'm here to help. Uh, this is really just here to put you to sleep and keep you company. Or if you can't sleep, is it you know it's here for you. So, uh, so get Bessos is the tale of Richard Warren, a fictional, oh so fictional story, holy fiction, one hundred percent fictionalized, and unintentionally similar to anything. Is a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny, 
uh, two retail titans of industry or titans of retail industry or, you know, industrialized retail titans, I'm not sure, uh, who were in purgatory. They'd, you know, they'd been at Earth and then they were in purgatory when they learned about uh, the founder of a, a giant company, Amazon.com, Jif Bezos, Bezos, like kisses in Spanish. Uh, but they didn't want to kiss him. They felt like he ruined their retail empires. They went on a quest to Earth uh, to, to 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 say, "Hey, you ruined our retail empire. What's up with that?" And that didn't go well. Meanwhile, at some point over seasons of of, of sleepy activity, they actually became friends. The three of them, and then they found themselves back in purgatory. The three of them. But you know how life repeats itself. Then Jif saw that uh, uh, back on a place very similar to Earth called Hearth, pretty much a redundant backup of Earth. Uh, and like, or maybe where, where, like, there was someone called Zbif. Uh, that was their technical internet name. And Zbif had uh, created a, a social shopping platform. A social shopping and sharing platform. I'm sorry, Zbiff. Uh, or is Zbiff, Zbiff, Biz, they get called sometimes. And Jif saw that said, well, look at that. That's, uh, you know, pseudo something or news, you know, pseudo news or whatever. And Jif said, I'm going to go to Earth or Hearth and teach Zbiff that, that. You say, hey, that's, uh, let me help, you know. So then... Jif was in Earth. Then Rich Warren Sears and James Cash Penny once again had to return to Earth or Earth and or, or, like to get Bessos because uh, they said, "Well, Jif's going to get in trouble. Can't just go." You know, didn't we learn our lesson the first time? You know, we're back in purgatory. We've learned our lesson. Let's go make sure to, to help others and. Now, or maybe their motivations are different. Rich Warren Sears is a little bit more internally motivated under the eye. I guess I don't think this is a spoiler. And James Cashman maybe is more under the we uh, helping. But so they've returned to Earth uh, to, to try to get Jif before Jif gets Zbiff. And I say that like, get, hey, buddy, I don't know if you should do this this way. In the sleepiest of terms. So uh, that's what's going on in this season. And the way they, they, they at some point, they, they, yeah, this is just, don't worry, this is just the start of the This is just the pre-story, uh, new listeners. I'm here to uh, escort you. Uh, but so they, let's see, let me just catch up. Um, so that was the catch up to this point. So let's just back up one step here. So Jif and R.W. were in purgatory, or no, R.W. and James Cashpenny were in purgatory. Jif was already gone. They decided, let's go to Earth and get Jif uh, back here and make sure our, our friend doesn't get in a pickle. So they found they actually found a list of uh, places on like that were impacted by the social media and sharing platform and shopping and entertainment probably platform where there's different pockets of disagreements. And they said, well, like, uh, like I'll just tell you, tonight's about straws. Who would have thought, you know, in a million years that, you know, in our world, everybody's reasonable about that, I think, maybe. I don't know. 
I don't follow that stuff. But in Hearth, not everybody is like everybody. There's like pockets of disagreements about straws. And understandably, when there's that, there's strong feelings about it. So they've gone there uh, tonight. They don't even know it yet. The, 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 like, I'm, I guess I'm one step ahead of them that they're there and they figure, oh, if we solve these little pockets of disagreement, eventually we'll catch up with Jif or we'll run into Zbiff and uh, we'll get everything fixed or we'll just fix these things one at a time in an episodically modular way. And so that's our, our next episode of uh, Get Bassos. And this is our Hollywood presenter. Holy, like, uh, holy accolades. I mean, I don't know what the, if you'll get the big accolades coming up, but you deserve everyone. Uh, the wonderful, the charismatic, the, the, the bringer of size, uh, Antonio Banderas. Uh, thank you, uh, thank you. As the lady says, as a gentleman, as the boys, the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time for another episode of Get Besos. Yeah. Uh, thank you. Thank, thank you for the kind words, Scooter. Okay, yeah, you go lie down. You sound a little tired, so just perfect timing, right? As long as you lie quietly. I did purchase a stage bed, which is actually just my extra bed for guests lying on the floor there, right outside my studio. Like, now you'll be inches away from me where I could actually reach out with my uh, right hand out of the closet that's under the stairs where I record and pat you on the forehead, which I'm doing right now, gently. As you lie in full silence and also realize that when I say you're the bringer of sighs, I more mean you're the causer of other people sighing when they see you. I mean, I sigh, but that's a different kind of sigh when I say Antonio and it's squeaky. Like, uh, despite being one of the most uh, talented people in the world and kindest, he has the loudest eye. Like, I never, I've never heard anyone's eyelids before Antonio Banderas's. The unmistakable sound of your eyelids, uh, so as long as you keep them closed, uh, then we won't have that issue as they gently pat you on the forehead. Uh, thanks for being here. That's Antonio Banderas, and this is Get Besos. Uh, buddy, buddy, buddy. That, so that didn't go well, huh, James? No, Richie, it's not going—I mean— I don't know what we're doing, and I feel like we keep having this conversation— Okay, James. James, did you forget everything we learned uh, when we were in uh, the Bessos, like uh, the world, the community Bessos? Not, uh, I mean, it, 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 it's tough for me to say, but we're in that near utopia, Bessos. And also, we did a lot of other things, James. Didn't we learn a lot? Didn't you learn a lot? I mean, maybe I just learned a lot. Uh, so maybe you could reflect on that for a minute. Uh, or, I mean, I guess I'm stating, maybe I'm being rhetorical, James. Okay, Richie, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I guess it kind of, I think, was any of that real? I mean, I know it was real. And I know I had a full, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, do you, what do you remember? Or what big lessons did you take away from it? 
uh, James. Uh, uh, I'll be honest with you. I kind of barely remember all of it. Uh, it's the past. Uh, so maybe that's one thing to remember. That's the past. Uh, but, I, I, James, I mean, I do agree with you that this isn't working. We don't have Jif. Uh, Z-Biff is becoming more famous. Also, J-Jiffy uh, seems to be a global phenomenon. Instead of so, Jif is not helping people. Jif is making Jif more famous. I mean, uh, genius grant uh, prizes, uh, and no one knows who J. Jiffy is except for you and I, James. And then the times I try to tell people, I know who J. Jiffy is, and you know that he's not that great, and all that. They, they, and I said, Z Biff, whoever they are, is probably the same. Or what if ZBIF is just in, like a representation of a company? Why? Like I mean, ZBIF, Jay Jiffy, uh, Jiff is just more popular than ZBIF, uh, but but it's just a myth, James. Okay, yeah. I mean, I guess it's more celebrity, Jay Jiffy, or pseudo celebrity. In. Uh, but isn't that, it doesn't matter. We're on this path of following this list of things. I guess I was more uh, saying that it's not working. What we're doing, every time we go to help people, I feel like we're just, I, I, I don't know. I just have internally, I'm somewhere, I don't feel total dissatisfaction or satisfaction. I, I guess I'm feeling like a longing or, or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about, James, but I mean, I think saying a celebrity, myths are made up uh, where celebrity is actually a thing. So I think Jif, Jay Jiffy's a made up thing, not a celebrity. Well, you're right, James. I mean, I've been saying this the whole time. We're on the wrong path. Uh, we're going the wrong direction. And, uh, you know, the, our efforts are being unappreciated and underestimated. I did think, and maybe this is what's driving what you're saying, James, uh, there is the possibility that uh, this is like that. uh, I think what you're saying, but I probably disagree with it, but there is a possibility that this is our existence. Like this isn't real, but it is real. And we're here because we're supposed to be here. Richie, I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know exactly what you're getting at. Okay, well, uh, just don't think about it. Then that's what I try to do. I say, well, no, that's not possible. Like the net, like, uh, remember that show I was watching with Jeff? Oh no, you were in bed. Uh, the good place. Uh, that this is not the medium place or the good place. But so anyway, James, it's not to think. Don't let me, don't think about it. Oh wait! So you're saying we're 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 actually I, oof, uh, I have thought about that, but then why would we be? Oh, you're saying for you, the the idea of trying to help people solve their problems, and that could be like for you, that's like kind of like rolling a rock. Uh, well, it's a bigger thing. I mean, they wouldn't just have me obviously roll a rock or swim in water. Uh, well, yeah, we just keep repeating. We're not getting anywhere, James. Uh, well, Jay Jiffy's getting everywhere, but really we know the real facts. 
Okay, well, it, so it seems like we're not getting where we're going. Almost like a, we're, do, we're, 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 we're it's not working out, right? What we're doing is not working out. Is that what you're saying? It's exactly what I'm saying, James. And you've been thinking about this in a way of like, why is Jay Jiffy on Jay J- Jiff's, Jiff uh, getting so far on Jiff's own? Uh, James, brilliant idea. You're right. You are holding me back. Uh, but it, let's not put it like that. Uh, but it, that is probably why Jiff's doing so well. Is Jiff's on, you know, that Jiff is not uh, in the thorns of friendship, we'll say. Okay, so Richie, what you're saying is if I wasn't here holding you back, uh, like because you because of the thorn because of our friendship, because you're so conscientious about uh, helping me by letting me help you, which isn't really a help. It's like a like because I'm like a governor slowing you down. If you weren't doing that, or, or I guess like I'm saying, like opening your mind. Because because of what you're saying, like, well, without me, you'd probably be done with all this, right? Uh, if the other possibility isn't true. So if you didn't have me slowing down, but you take that as something, like, like you say, well, I'm actually, well, well let's see if I, well, buddy, buddy, you, you know, I'm bigger than, you know, I'm so much brillianter than Jif. Uh, even with you, James, I'll... Uh, make this work uh, because uh, I'm here to help you as well. Uh, what would you do? Uh, buddy, that doesn't sound anything like me. Uh, you know, I've stopped using nincompoop. I, I don't know if you know that. Even though you didn't use that term, I thought you were going to use nincompoop. Well, I'm glad you're working those words out of your vocabulary. But uh, what you, so what would you do? How would you deal with this? If you, if you can't... Uh, like, how would you use me if I'm not a use to you? Well, these are tough conversations, James, and you're courageous for bringing it up. Uh, and I respect what you're saying, but I don't know necessarily that I don't need you at all. But I was thinking if we, uh, like, would, what if we, here's an idea, James. Uh, uh, what if we were on opposite sides uh, or, or, uh, even if we compete, only pretend compete. You know, we don't have to try. I'm not going to give my full effort, by the way, if we compete, uh, in quotes. And you could give your full effort. Uh, but, you know, I, I think you would be, but, you know, and I mean, remember that I'm not giving my full effort. Uh, so if you, th- it seems like uh, you have an advantage, it's really me a gift from me. And plus, we don't want to tire ourselves out by trying too hard. You know, this is a long game, James. Uh, but what if we take sides and uh, opposite sides? We've done that before. I, I, I can't remember. Maybe, maybe that's some of the past. Uh, you know, also, then I get a chance to win. Maybe you get to learn uh, from trying because, you know, that'll be fun. And, uh, Maybe it'll start to build, you know, maybe you'll win. I don't know. Maybe there'll be a surprise. I mean, I can't not try at all, James. Uh, also, if I win, that would be proof that we're in, uh, we're like, uh, that this is a free reality where we do have choice uh, and we're not in that other place. Like, if I win, 
that would be clear to me that uh, we're not in the bad place. Okay, so so if people see your brilliance, yeah, I guess uh, that would be reality. They would just say, oh, wow, there's uh, someone brilliant. Richard Warren Sears, uh, a craftsman, a lifetime guarantee. Uh, Keep going, keep going, James. Someone I wish was my best friend because I can only imagine what it's like being friends with someone like that. could only, you could only dream. You could wonder if you were friends with them where you were. Were you in the good place or not? Uh, or had you made a decision and did you start to wonder, uh, James, that's probably enough. Uh, you seem like you petered out your you know, of, uh, compliments. That's fine. So here we, here's where we are with Jiffy Singh, where we, we're, we're about to go meet with this person so now we're going to take sides, uh, and it's, uh, so James, let me tell you what's happening. This is plastic single use straws and, uh, there's, uh, there's pockets of, uh, disagreement around the social media shopping platforms about this and that, uh, uh, so people are taking sides and we're going to one of the people that's really been at like, uh, They've been stirring up the, 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 the social shopping platform in this area about it. Uh, they had a big following. That's what they call it, James. And they've lost some of their following because of their strident stratum. I just thought of that, by the way. And so we'll, we'll take sides on this straw issue and try to help this person from both sides of it. Okay, Richie, yeah, that makes sense. So the idea is that uh, people, the idea of a single-use plastic straw is something people are suddenly realizing. Uh, they're saying, huh, there's, this is something, this is a change. Do, like, uh, right, James, it's common sense. So you'll t- believe it or not, you'll take this, like, uh, I mean, this, this is uh, tough for me. Uh, but I will take the opposing side, James. Uh, so you're going to be, well, I'll be the side of common sense. Okay, so you'll be like the side uh, where you, so on the idea of plastic single-use straws. Uh, like I'll be, what's it, I'll be the side of reason. Right, so you'll be, so Okay. So we have this person here that had a following, and he says uh, he's very uh, pro-straw. You'd say he says like uh, he he is trying to keep plastic single-use straws available for everyone. Yes, he calls them freedom freedom straws. Or yeah, I mean that didn't no that didn't catch on. That was just in that one blog post. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll be against that, James, because common sense would say, uh, what's the, what's the use? This doesn't make any sense at all. And, you know, you could work with him to see if there's another way, uh, to reduce this whole thing. And you probably would have agreed with him anyway. You know, that's, uh, just a style you've lived your life very gratuitously. Okay, so what about my choices? Let's just practice this, okay? Okay.
well, what about my freedom? Uh, well, James, you're free to bring a straw if you want, uh, your own straw. Okay, well, what about if I'm eating in in my vehicle and, uh, uh, well, you could use a paper straw, James, or buy, buy a straw. Have one in your vehicle. I don't, I don't know. Okay, well, but it's convenient. Why should I be inconvenienced? Uh, okay, Mr. Convenience, did you ever think about the actual costs uh, from start to finish, uh, the real costs of it? Well, why, why does this have to, why do pe- this have to be a thing that people are making a deal out of? Uh, it's such a small thing. It's just a straw. Right, exactly. I don't know why you would make a big deal about it. Uh, uh, you just, uh, why does everything have to have rules around it and regulations? And, uh, you know, I thought I was free. I thought I was a free person. Okay, James, I'm not arguing with you about that. Uh, well, I just don't understand why I can't, it just can't, can't I get my way? Okay, your way, James. Uh, what about everything else? Uh, what about everything beyond you? Have you ever thought about that once in your life at all, ever? All the organic beings. Uh, what about the Torah, to, 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 whatever that word I was trying to use, James, was? Uh, it, should the whole universe uh, bend to you like a bendy straw? I like those bendy accordion straw, I would call it. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, uh, uh, right, James. You, okay, so I won that, that debate. Uh, uh, but you, so you're no match for debating, James, but that's not the mission at hand. Uh, right now, we have to fix it. Here we are, Katerina Island. Uh, the, the, we're, we're getting off. We'll go to the home of this person uh, that Jif has on the list, uh, and we'll talk to them about straws. Uh, founder of Stra- Sura, it says here. So that's their office. I think it's also where they live, though. Straw Users Rights Association. And you could go first, James. You could go first working with him and helping him. And if you find a solution, well, otherwise, then I can kind of, or we could try two approaches and see which approach works best. Okay, Richie. Uh, Well, I already did because while we were, you know, uh, while we were journeying there, even though we've been talking uh, continually, uh, we did take a break. It just, uh, oh, that's right. I forget James. We take these breaks, even though we're always talking. So we'll, we'll get to, we'll get to his house and he's going to read us. Uh, I've had, I've had him keeping Wait a second, James, did you pre-work this? Uh, cause we didn't actually take a break. No. Yeah. I did send him a diary and I, I asked him to keep two kinds of diaries uh, to, to help us uh, understand the perspective of the Sora, the straw user. Uh, so uh, you, you, you already, you've already, uh, don't worry, Richie. I don't think I'm going to, like, I, I just wanted to, uh, I didn't, I thought, I, for some reason, okay, James, it's fine, uh, Let's just see how it go. Here we are, Sora headquarters. Uh, it looks like a yeah, it's some kind. Of, okay, let's just. Oh, hi. Uh, yeah, we're here. 
you know, we were the reporters for, uh, or, uh, like, yeah, we were, we were the ones that sent you the journal. Yeah, for, uh, well, we were, had this idea, Straw Store, Straw Stories, uh, was the idea we've been working on. This is Richie, my partner here. Uh, hello, hello. I'm going to silently observe, uh, but you two get to it. I'm going to sit here and maybe take some notes um, in my head. Yeah, so don't mind, Richie. So, so how did it go? Could could you? Did, did you yeah, it's good to see you. Yeah, you're very excited. So, could you first read through me? Oh, you want me to read? Okay, so this is your. Uh, oh, you even titled it "A Week Without Straws." Uh, okay, so, so you did follow my instructions, correct? You did this first, and then the second activity second. Okay, great. Uh, okay, let me just look through here. So this is a week you spent without straws after the the single use of straw plastic straws. Uh, okay, lunch, local cola, Mo- oh, then the movies. Uh, Paper straw overload, a double underline. Halfway through the movie, what is this? Does that say Jumanji? Jumanji three? Okay. I don't know what that is. Oh, that's a movie. Okay. Uh, straw fell apart. Uh, had to get up and get a new one. So sad. Okay, dinner, uh, lemon lime. You drink, so you drink a lot of uh, so, so, so not only okay. I'm just going by your notes here. Teeth so cold from the ice. No straws at all. All caps. Uh, almost got a piece of ice. Okay, uh, we'll go. Have to go to the den. Okay, I understand that. Yeah, oh, this one, before bed, wondering about people who, okay, yeah, no, I understand that some people need straws. We're not about, we're, we're like, uh, it's good that you're thinking of other people who might. Oh, you're saying it's not fair because you need straw, just because you like, okay, oh, interesting. Oh, yeah, I see here you had iced tea. Yeah, iced tea doesn't taste the same when you drink it. Okay, that's uh, so your taste is different in a straw, too. It's interesting because then the straw, do you taste anything when you're drinking out of a straw? It just goes straight to where's the sweet part of your tongue? Is it the back? Maybe that's why, but yeah, it really seems like uh, oh wow, okay, oh, taco truck, uh, can of soda. Was that, did you, you didn't put the flavor of the soda down though? Oh, cola. Oh, brand name cola. Okay. Oh, you don't want to get into like, uh, which company? Oh, you don't, you don't. Oh, you prefer that third one. Oh, so you have local soda coming here in Katerina Island. Oh, and then you, then you like that third, oh, the Queen's Crown soda. Yeah, that's, I hear that's a good one. Maybe you should, t- instead of straws, you could get into soda blogging, too. I mean, straws are important. I'm here to support you uh, and understand you. 
Okay, where, what, oh, you, so you had a ta- soda from the taco truck, no straw, are you kidding me? They should offer, uh, oh yeah, they, oh, so they, all they had was a napkin, which can't clean, okay, so you were using a straw for, uh, because the soda was in ice and it had been touched by humans, uh, and uh, you wanted to make sure, oh, for so you, if you sip out a straw, your lips don't touch the soda can. Yeah, I mean, I guess I did hear that, that uh, those straw factories are like, like a, you, did you ever see like any videos of those semiconductor factories? I, that's probably what a straw factory is like too, huh? Everybody's there in those suits, they go in, everything is vacuumed off them, right? Uh, probably... No, I'm not being sarcastic. I'm making your. I'm helping you make your point. Uh, no, I'm serious. Like uh, that's what you're saying, right? Is that uh, in that those straws come in a paper? It's weird. So the plastic straw comes in paper packaging. Oh, because it's easy to open. Yeah, I guess I always just associate paper with porous. Uh, you know. So they put all that money into having those ultra queen straw factories. I've never even heard of a straw factory, to be honest. I'd like to. Have you been on a tour of one since you like straws so much? No. Yeah, I just wonder. I mean, okay. So anyway, so of course, because of all the the um, what do they call that when they put uh, oh fail safes? So they say, oh boy, even if uh. Like they they keep it super. What do they call those places? Superconductor factories, I guess. Maybe that's where they make straws at the same time. I mean, it would make you say, "Oh boy, this straw is this pure." I mean, because it's single use, you can't put it in autoclave. Uh, have you th- ever thought about that though? Like, what if all the restaurants you went to had an auto a straw, like a metal straw autoclave or whatever? Okay, so keep your eating. So did you? So what happened? Did you? Uh, did you? Did you get through that? Did you end up drinking your soda? Okay, what method? So you took the napkin. They didn't have any Purell. Okay, so you just took that. Oh, you built up friction by rubbing the napkin against the soda can. That's what I've done that before too. That does. I wonder if that does anything or not. Yeah, and that's interesting. Uh, watching the sunset and wondering, looking at the children playing in the sand, will they ever even know what it's like? Uh, you know, oh, wow, yeah, I guess it's another good way to think about it. It's like the children today, they might grow up in a world with, uh, with where, where the world changes from what it used to be like. Uh, and that would be quite a thing. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I've read enough. I do, oh, you have, uh, the whole book is filled with stuff like that. Wow. And so then did you, did you complete the second project, uh, which is like uh, yeah, memories uh, of the good old days, you called it. Okay. And are you sure, how accurate do you think this is? Pretty accurate? Okay, so breakfast. Uh, O.J. Ice. Uh, Straw there waiting for me, bent at an angle, paper still on it. Life is good.
really felt like the OJ in the, of course, the cleanliness of the straw, huh? You didn't have to, I didn't even think about that other thing. Like when you use a cup, you're basically saying, uh, it gets similarly to the straw factory. In this case, you're saying I trust the straw factory because, of course, all of that, uh, yeah, all of the history of, uh, you know, everything we know about it, uh, but that the cups at the restaurant that you go to on a regular basis, uh, that probably gets checked, um, at least like, uh, th- that those cups could have touched anybody's lips, right? You're saying even though they were washed or if you wore lipstick, for example, you'd have to deal with that too. Oh, sometimes you have lip bombs. So totally, you have to go through that. You say, geez, I just spent all this time. Did you put that, was that in your journal somewhere? You spent all that time with a lip balm. And you don't have to worry about having to reapply all that lip balm. Holy moly. Because the straw would only, like, reduce, like, instead of having 100% lip balm recovery, with a straw, would you have to do 20, 22% recovery? Okay. Lunch. At a perfect day. Uh, okay, local cola again. Pizza grease on my straw. At least it's not slipping on my cup. Okay. Movies. Getting my straw squeaking while waiting for the previews to start. It's like a friendly sound in my ear. Soda lasted the whole movie. Perfect. Exclamation point, exclamation point. Walked out of the theater with nothing in my hand. So glad they clean up after me. I work so hard. And now they get to have a job and work hard too. Yeah, I didn't even think about all the jobs that'll be lost in the straw, straw. Holy moly. You're really opening my eyes to uh, all the losses, uh, the straw, wow. Almost getting choked up at your vision. No, 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 I'm, 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 you're okay. No, okay, so, uh, dinner. Oh, D-A-T-E, so you had a D-A-T-E, oh, oh, did not show up. Uh, Two straws for the price of two. Straw for two? Yes, I do. Except I ordered a diet. Uh, that was kind of presumptuous. So you ordered a diet drink for your date uh, before they came. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting to know. End of the day, and I think uh, it's good to be free. It's good to be free. Oh, you said it twice. Kind of like a poem, huh? Okay, that's good. No, no, I don't need to read anymore. That's good. I mean, I guess it, you've opened my eyes, and you know, Rich, Richard's been, Richie's been listening here about uh, all the things that straws do for us, huh? That we don't appreciate, and the good and the loss, uh, and then even some unanticipated losses. And maybe, you know, here at Straw Stories, we could even think about, you know, we haven't launched or anything. This is just something we're working on. 
but maybe we could go look into the manufacturing and all that stuff and uh, everything related to it. It is like, uh, yeah, so, so Rich, Richie has a different side of straws that Richie wants to talk to you about. Uh, you know, I, I, I actually was doing some measuring. How, how, how are you doing? I'm Richard Warren Sears. You could call me RW if you need to call me anything. And I was listening, uh, and I was measuring your uh, office and home here or apartment. apartment. Uh, this is an efficiency, they call it, or they used to, that's what they called it in my day. I've, I've been in one or two of these, and... I was going to measure the square footage of this place, uh, but I didn't have time. But I wanted to do an exercise with you. Uh, imagining uh, you're sitting there at your kitchen table, an office table, uh, sitting. And you could close your eyes or you could listen to me. And, we're, we're, you know, maybe this is 100 cubic feet in here. Maybe it's a 1,000. Maybe it's even 10,000 cubic feet. And you might say to yourself, well, how many straws, uh, uh, like, uh, take up a cubic foot? And uh, I did try to, or- I realized that... Uh, uh, because the straws come in boxes, and I said, what is that, a 500 straws or a 100 straws? Uh, uh, but, uh, you know, I didn't ha- I didn't want to be too manipulative and calculate. So I just want you to sit there and think about it. As, as every time, as every second's been passing that I've been talking to you, uh, you know, your breath is going in and out. I don't know if you notice that, uh, but people have told me to notice it for myself. Uh, and each time you breathe in, a different straw from your life uh, or a straw from your future has begun to gather here. Single use. Uh, but they, at first, they were just slowly uh, appearing. You know, those straws from back when you were just a lad with all that freedom. Learning about that freedom. And uh, some I see a couple little tiny straws, uh, maybe from a Shirley Temple, I, I think, uh, appearing there. And over there on the kitchen floor uh, where your uh, restroom area is, uh, I see a couple, I see even a squirrely Q straw, single-use one, though, just like you like. Maybe you're thinking of your favorite straws. I don't know if you prefer a striped straw, a clear straw, or, you know, that milky white. I I can see it. You like the milky white, uh, maybe with a light blue stripe, a very conservative straw. Even to point out your your frustrations, some of those uh, almost decomposed uh, paper straws, uh, remnants are here, but most of it's gone or, you know, waterlogged and falling apart. I even notice, uh, yeah, yeah, so those are starting to pile up. Uh, you know, if I had the math on my side, I'd say, well, this is how fast you would slowly be. You'd say, wait a second, what's that swishing around my ankles here? It's a straw, wait, holy, and then maybe you would make a case, this is a good thing. Uh, 
And you might say, this is comfortable to lie down uh, in uh, two to three feet of straws until you realize you didn't clean any of those straws after you used them. And maybe no one intended to because you said, oh, they're single use. And now they're piling up more and getting a little higher here. And now you might have your friends who have math know, say, well, no, no, they would have only piled up to, to 2.5 feet. Uh, or maybe we'd find out that I'm an underestimator and we'd be chin deep in straws. Uh, and then we'd be in a pickle, right? If you open the door, uh, you, you might have heard about the new rules that got passed uh, you're free, free, free to keep all of your stuff uh, single use. Uh, that uh, so you know even when your door opens and all the straws spill out, you say, "Oh dear!" And then you can't get. Then you find out uh, you're running late because uh, you had to push them all back inside. And then you see your neighbor. You know that pesky neighbor James with the finger pointing and the winking. And he's able to subscribe, you know, to a single-use storage uh, service uh, because he's so fancy. But what you don't know is that it, uh, you know, the, the because it reflects the real costs of end-to-end uh, -end, uh, and the carbon and all that, uh, that James lives in a plastic life in more ways than one. He's not as rich as he makes it seem. And you say, wait a second, uh, how did we get in this pickle in the first place? Uh, and uh, that's the end of my story. I mean, I could go on with, uh, you know, thinking about, uh, is it that tough to uh, uh, buy a straw? Uh, if you want to use it at the pay, do, do, do you have any idea what the real cost might be? Or you could rent a straw. Or they could have, that autoclave idea is not too bad, James. Uh, you'll B-Y-O-S. Uh, but what really happened, and I'll tell you what happened, because, you know, you and I, you might hear about myths like J. Jiffy or Z-Biff. Uh, what Z-Biff did, how did you get all these straws in your apartment? They're imaginary, by the way, so you could quit uh, making that frown. Uh, here's what happened after this big straw hubbub with Sora and everybody making a big deal. Someone bright-minded, a business type, a brilliant, brilliant business mind. Guy caught the ear of uh, Zbiff. Maybe it was even a straw fan that caught the ear of Zbiff and sold this idea. And uh, you be because you know with the social media shopping platform. Uh, Everything can stay connected to you. You know, everything can be communicated. Uh, devices of Earth everywhere, whatever they called it. Uh, theory of all devices communicating. Even those straws uh, are now connected to you. And they say, okay, we found the straw here. We're sending it back to you because it's yours. Or did you want to send us eight ninety five, uh, you know, offset, uh, and uh, you know we could, or, or and maybe you will get two dollars back when we convert it into a biofuel? Uh, you'd say, huh? Well, not so sure about. It. And they say, well, I've got a house full of straws here. 
And they say, we could send, you could come here to get it or we'll send it back to you, COD. And you realize with the ZBIF is the intermediary on it, it's fixed all that. You could have as many straws as you wish. You have the freedom to have all your straws. Well, you don't have to get too upset. I mean, I, mean, I, I just wanted to tell you that uh, I think this is a good idea you could tell ZBIF about uh I mean, I think a better idea, I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm, uh, I, I can understand your case. I love my own freedom, my own convenience. Oh, boy. But some people like myself are a little bit more capable of having the freedom. You know, you, sir, are, uh, you're learning, and I'm here. that's why I'm here to help you. Uh you know, maybe you could think about uh, what if your restaurants of choice sold straws to those. You say, well, we got the uh, poly straw, you know, the uh, silicone straw, the metal straw. You could take it with you or you could pay the straw deposit. Uh, or you could just drink out of a cup uh, or burning your own, all your choices or single use straw. You just don't forget to take it with you on the way out. Uh so you, why don't you see if you could take your journals there, pitch that idea to ZBIF. Uh, James and I got to go. We got it. We're, we're going to go. Uh, uh, we'll see you later. All right, let's go, James. Uh, Richie, uh, I think you did win that one. Uh, I'm really impressed uh, that... Uh, like, uh, there was just something about that uh, that, uh, like, got you. Yeah, I don't know what it was, James. Uh, I mean, it wasn't you. No offense, it wasn't you, even though it was interesting to see things from his perspective. And even though, James, no offense, but you were a little bit smarmy uh, presenting his, uh, reading his words, uh, that uh, something about that, I said, well, this kind of makes sense from his perspective. He loves straws and freedom, or the freedom he associates with straws, which is a feeling. Uh, so, also, James, here's the thing uh, that I, I, I that came to me. I guess I didn't deal with this, though, so maybe this is where, uh, James, I've seen her, where we're, we've been missing things. Uh, where's that, Richie? Well, everything's changing, right? Yeah, like he's used to having straws his whole life, and then it changes. Okay. And uh, he doesn't like that at all. Uh, and he put his foot down and said, no change for me. Uh, okay, Richie. Yeah, and, and then you leaned into that. But I guess, no, you didn't. We didn't help him with his feelings. You're right. Yeah, we're kind of being like Kleenexes, James. Uh, tissues, you mean? Yeah, single-use tissues, James. Can you believe? I guess that's uh, more reasonable than a straw. Yeah, but what were you going to say? I don't know. I forgot. Were you going to say that there's change, and then there's so there's feelings about change, and then there's feelings about the changes, and that those are two different things? Oh, well, that's uh, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say, James. Yeah, he was feeling strongly about the change. And then I guess, yeah, in my brilliance, I made him feel strongly about the changes. Uh, 
uh, so maybe he'll do something. Oh boy. Yeah. Maybe we should just, let, let's, uh, let's just go to the next thing on the list. Maybe we could keep learning, but I'm pretty worn out. Well, this is a beautiful Island, James. Let's go check into this, uh, in and get some sleep. Good night. All right, everybody. It's almost time for another episode of uh, uh, Get Bessos. The t- oh, hold, hold on, everybody. One second. Antonio Banderas, our uh, celebrity uh, intro. Intro. Uh, usually, Antonio. Sorry, Antonio. Let me just set it up here. Usually, Antonio's not early. I mean, actually, he gets here normally early, but then I'm already recording, and I tell him not to knock on the door. A little behind the scenes. Uh, Antonio Banderas is a very timely person. Uh, he just doesn't have all of the workflow down because he gets here early, but normally I'm already recording. And I have a few rules in place. They say don't knock on the door, don't pace outside the door, don't stand too near the door. You know, don't let my neighbors, you know, come up to you and say, are you, you know, holy cow, do you, are you handsome? You know, are you a movie star? Uh, and all that. Uh, also, don't come, you know, around to, like to where I'm recording. Uh, text me. Well, that rule, I mean, you know, I'll be honest, I'm not perfect. I used to say, don't text me. And then Antonio would say, well, how will you know I'm here? And I said, well, when I'm ready for it, he said, I thought you were an actor. Like, aren't you, you know, used to being on a call sheet or whatever? And then he explained to me, about, you know, the nice trailer and, you know, produce production. And I said, okay, well, you know, let me put that line item in my budget. Uh, and when the budget's filled, I'll, I'll let, you know, the production assistant will be there to let you know about it. So then we got a text system down, but then, you know, I have my phone on vibrate and outside. So sometimes I miss his texts. Uh, so normally he's really here on time. It's just he's not here in the studio on time. Because he gets here early, but not so, I mean, and this again, I guess is my fault. I say, don't get here too early because then I, I got to, uh, you know, I don't know how to deal with hum- other human beings. And, and, you know, when you're here on a professional context, I can deal with it. Or if it's after, you know, our workflow, after we play a board game, also part of our workflow. So then... So anyway, they just didn't want uh, Antonio also, uh, you know, like uh, didn't want to create a, a buzz around uh, because there's so much buzz around him. Holy moly. So uh, without further ado, early on this part, because usually I talk about what's coming up and then Antonio, uh, Ant- sorry, I just flustered because we're out of, you know, but it's I can take a breath and slow down too. So normally. Antonio is here to, to to introduce our series a little bit out of order. You know, he normally is the one that, who makes other people feel breathless. I mean, I, I can't speak for everybody, but I think I can in this case. And you look slightly breathless, Antonio. So, like, you have some sort of news for me. And that's why you're here early. Not just because you're here early always, because you're so professional, a pro. I mean, whether you're on a podcast or in a movie or anywhere, I'm sure that's the case. Also, I'm not using irony here or sarcasm. This is a darn truth. Antonio is a pro, always here early, even when he has to drive. Like, he even, he says he uses, you know, apps to make sure he's here early. Because you, I don't know if you know, I mean, a little more behind the scenes. 
you know, this is not, I guess it's not pro bono work because, uh, you can't write it off your taxes, right, Antonio? No, but, uh, it's uh, free work, uh, like it kind of like an internship. He's in, an, you know, for podcasting, it's a new industry. I don't know if you, you probably could get into it without doing this. Uh, it's oh, okay. You'll explain why, why you do it. Okay. And I forgot what else I was going to say. Just, I was just saying you're always on time. It's just a micromanaging that I guess I assume directors would do. I mean, have you ever been on set and someone said, what's that? Is that your elbow creaking, Antonio? Like the sound person? No, this had never happened before. Well, okay. So normally Antonio would be here after I set up the new ser- the, our series, but Antonio's here early. So I'm going to turn the mic over to, to Antonio Banderas here, everybody. Uh, thanks, I'm a little uh, breath of scooter. I have some news, but let me go first. As, as the ladies, as the gentlemen, as the boys, as the girls, the friends beyond the binary. It's time, almost time, for another episode of Get Pesos. Yeah. And a scooter, uh, the reason I do this show is because it brings me joy. Being in your ears, uh, helping Scooter put you all to sleep, it's uh, a pleasure for me. Also, uh, I, while well, I am on time scooter, James Cashpenny and Richard Warren Sears are running behind. So they asked me to ask you uh, to buy them some time as they are on a break. And I, I know you don't want me on the mic too long because you say I'm, my voice is too handsome and distracting. So I'll turn it over to you, and I will lie. Thank you also for clearing that up. I am a prompt person. Uh, thank you. Good, thanks, and good night, everybody. Also, hello to Reddit. Okay, thanks, Antonio. Okay, well, that's fine. Uh, you know, I'll just set up the series. I'll just uh, set up the next episode. I mean, that's no problem. I mean, what what you're listening to, what you're falling asleep to, there's no rush, right? We're all here. Uh, there's no buying time or spending time. Uh, and as uh, Antonio said, welcome to another episode of Get Bessos. It's our episodically modular series, which has had some seriality in the past. Uh, can't avoid seriality, but you could listen to these this season, season three, in any order. And it's a tale, it's a tale of, uh, so it's called Get Bessos. It's a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. It's fiction, by the way. Hundred, these are made, you know, whatever uh, image, like uh, purely accidental, uh, fictional characters. Because uh, so it's a tale of Richard Warren Sears and James Cash Penny. Uh, they they left the escape escape from purgatory and returned to Earth to get Jeff Bissos, uh, the 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 founder of Imzan. Uh, dot com, who they felt ruined the retail empire. Uh, but since we have the time, I might as well, um, I might as well run through the first two seasons if I can. Uh, so the first season was, uh, so Richard Warren Sears and James Cashbenny were in purgatory or a place similar to it, but depending on your belief system, you know, we may have covered it before, but so they were there in purgatory. They were bored more or less, you know, it's kind of like a middle place, at least in this one. I don't know if you saw the, the wonderful, uh, TV show, the good place, which is now concluded by the time you're hearing this, 
that had a middle place too, I guess I'm realizing. It was a little bit different than the middle place on the good place. Uh, and I haven't seen how the good place concludes. So I don't know if they have any more middle places, but, uh, this one is like, a, what's that called? Like sepia, like a world where you say, well, uh, it's not, it's not, not bad, but it's not, it's definitely, it's just boring. They just kind of sit around. They don't have a lot to do. It's like more like a waiting room, but you have your own room and stuff. Now, Richard Warren Sears and JFC has spent Richard Warren Sears in particular you know, used to live in a certain kind of lifestyle back on Earth. And so, and I guess purg- purgatory or limbo or whatever you want to call it is also, uh, a lot of times these post-Earth worlds get portrayed like oh, there's no human, we don't bring our humanity with us. Uh, not all of them, like the good place that has that. But, you know, sometimes they're like more painted in these, you know, but this one has full humanity. Or not full humanity, but basically you could still, like, say to someone whose job, who happens to be employed by purgatory. You know, I know, like, this is this is an imaginary conversation Richard Warren Sears had. Well, you think I'm just, let's see, buddy, buddy, I'm just going to leave my, uh, like, uh, $20. I mean, he wouldn't do $20, I'll be honest, uh, or however the money works up there or over there. I'm just going to leave it on my nightstand. And if there's a newspaper there in the morning, that would be great every morning. You know what I'm saying? So he does that kind of thing where he says, well, if that money's gone and the newspaper's there, everybody would be happy. So he's been able to get certain things that he wanted. And and as he got access to the news, uh, this was like 10, I don't know how many years ago the series was, six years ago we started it. He was uh, reading about this uh, founder of an imaginary company, Amazon. A Jif Bissos, that's J-I-F-S-B-E-S-O-S. And he said, wait a second. He started reading. He said, wait a second. And then he started looking at, the, you know, the, the his company and G, so Richard uh, Sears and J.C. Penney and saying, well, they're not doing so great. This was back in the uh, the other decade with us, like the 2014, 2013. And so he kind of started to build up a resentment towards this Jif, uh, and he decided he wanted to go back to Earth to kind of just teach him, hey, maybe, I don't know. It wasn't like he was like, well, this is a meaning of life. I want to teach you that and not the pursuit of wealth or, uh, you know, uh, like efficiency of scale or whatever you want to call it. Uh, he was more like uh, jealous, I would say. And the, the, so that kind of going back to Earth uh in the context of a sleep podcast. Now, James Cash Penny, those two happen to become best friends in, or really good friends in purgatory. And James got to know Richard Warren Sears. And he said, well, the fictional, you know, and this is fiction, of course. He said, well, this guy, he's got a big, uh, he's got a lot of confidence. I don't know what is like his, uh, sometimes he's lacking. He, he doesn't have best impulse control. And sometimes he just makes decisions and uh, maybe I should keep an eye on him. And then he said, are you sure you want to go to Earth? And Richard Warren Sears was like, we're going. We need to get get, get Bissos and, 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 and teach him good. And James said, teach him good, the goodness of heart. And he said, so they both ended up going because he said this. So this was season one. They went to Earth. Uh, 
Now let's see some of these episodes here. Vice Heaven, uh, you know, some other titles that we don't kind of use anymore. Uh, so they went to Earth, they started searching for Jif. Also, they had to figure out, like, how are we going to meet him? I think at the time, Jif was going through something, too. Uh, so he wasn't sure. They also made friends with somebody, but this is interesting, that invented a co- company called Coffee Q, which now just happens to be a, the biggest coffee. Like, like you, if you use an app to get your coffee, that was, I inv- like, by the way, I was I didn't get any credit for that in 2013 or 14, uh, that you could just go on your phone and say, this is my regular coffee, I'm coming to get it. Uh, but, you know, that's an idea that everybody thought of, of course. Uh, so they went through that season. Let's see. Uh, uh, test. Uh, they uh, they they found they found out that Jif wasn't their um. What is that called? Uh, the the um. What is that called? What is a main character called? Uh, my brain's blanking. You know, but the person that their nemesis wasn't just Jif, but there was another nemesis down there. And I'm not exactly sure. It looks like they dealt with uh, Mother Nature, Garden Gnomes, uh, Desert Islands. I think it's some some place they split up. James fell in love at some point. A GIF was undercover. And uh, then they went down. And I, I, I'd have to re-listen to season one. Uh, because it seems like a stretch. I don't know how, if Jif was down there, he was still running an earthly existence. But it ended up that James and Richard Warren Sears ended up down in H-E double hockey sticks. And originally when they got down there, it was just like the historical record, you know, from uh, Dante and all all those, Milton, all of them, you know, whoever, uh, just like that kind of, um, who's that painting, that, that painting person? It was pretty similar to that. You had the circles, you know, it had a little bit of defending your life uh, where, where it was like you could go on, you could get a tour of it. And so they went down there and I'm pretty sure what happened was that RW, just like James had wondered, like used his best judgment and ended up his best judgment uh, kind of had a chain reaction and they were just able to get most of the um, residents of H E Double Hockey Sticks out of there before it was uh, gone forever. Which normally humanity would have put up a cheer, you know. Let's see, Gorebelly. That was so. Then, oh, because I think they were dealing with this Hans Zimmer Gorebelly, who was their uh, antagonist. That was the word I was looking for. Oh, yeah, there was, like, a wizards down there, because I think at one time wizards were not that good. Maybe they even dealt with Atlantis, it looks like. There was an episode called Atlantis Thinks They're So Great. But I remember they met everybody, like, uh, I think this was this season. They met one of the skiff, they became friends with the skiff person. Uh, the Furies, I don't know if they ever became friends with the Furies. The Furies were down there, right? Some of those people, that, uh, like the Titans, were down there. I'm, I'm, you know, maybe. And so this is all what this series coming up is about. Just to catch you, I'm just catching up on what I'm catching you up about uh, the serial episodic episode, uh, and uh, just buying time for our talent. 
So they ended up down there, Ichi Double Hockey Six. They dealt with Hans Zimmer Gorebelly, who was a no, you know, like he actually had his reasons, you know, just like all antagonists. Uh, he had been through a lot. Can't really remember what his motivations were, but I remember at the time I was like, well, probably not the best plan you're putting in place, uh, but I can see that you have those motivations. I think there was more, there may have been other, you know, secondary characters whose feelings are now getting hurt that I don't remember. Because uh, I think there were some so good that I put them, I said, well, let me put you away so that when I really need an amazing character, but uh, Mother Nature, maybe. But so then they ended up down. So they, well, here's like, uh, this is take like a little bit of uh, uh, suspension of belief systems for a second. So just imagine metaphorically that the H double hockey six, the post not great life was actually down somewhere, right? And it was a physical place. Maybe, you know, maybe the time space continuum rules were a little bit bent there, but then some sort of reaction happened where it wasn't working out, but there was a hole in one wall or somebody made a hole in one wall, got as many people through it as they could or beings, I guess in this case. And then close to the hole, and then they ended up, it was like in another canyon, down somewhere, but separated. So everything on the other side of the hole, gone bye-bye. You know, lava city, core of the earth type stuff. You know, now part of the core of the earth. I mean, I guess that's exactly what happened, uh, you know, retroactively. So then they had all the residents and the employees of H-E Double Hockey Sticks in a new place, uh, I'm pretty sure. And they said, what are we going to do? Also, they realized at the time uh, that uh, they said, wait a second, Earth actually need like Earth relies on this, uh, maybe for motivation, balance, the whole nine yards. And so then they started, they said, well, we got, we got three great minds down here. Quote, 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 uh, you know, Jif, uh, J- R.W., Richard Warren Sears, James Cash, Penny. What if we start this as a startup, uh, H-double-hockey-six 2.0? And what happened with that was they had, I mean, the idea they had wasn't terrible. Uh, Well, I guess it was terrible. Uh, But the basic idea was, you know, there's the idea of guardian angels, right? They said, well, the guardian angel's supposed to be there and say, hey, you know, I'm keeping you safe. Or, hey, here's, if I was making that choice, what would be, what I see is your, uh, your advocate or your, or your ally is uh, maybe these would be the options that might be best for you and the other people in your life. That's like a guardian angel to me. And then in cartoons, you usually have that other voice that's uh, tempting you. And they said, that's not, you know what we do in startups? We, we uh, you know, throw away the paradigm, you know, break the wheel. That was another startup that didn't work out, the Khaleesi startup. And, I mean, it worked out for the Stark family. But so, so they said, okay, well, what if we, we got all these employees, we got these residents, everybody's kind of learned their, I mean, if you're there, you say, well, of course I've learned my lesson. Uh, so they said, wow, furies, fury type, you know, fury, you know, they said, what if we get you back on earth there and, uh, you could check, you know, get check stuff out, uh, maybe, uh you know, help people like, like a guardian angel, like you're like, uh, 
You're not trying to get them here. You're trying to keep them to make Earth the best place possible and help them make good choices, too. You know, with this knowledge of like, oh, well, these are the mistakes I made and this is how it worked out for me. And I guess as an initial thought, it sounds good. But what really happened was that so they paired every person with a per, like they said, OK, we actually got enough, you know, because of the, uh, you know, time passing and, 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 you know, everybody. They said we got enough people here in H double hockey sticks to match up everybody on Earth with somebody. And they said, let's do it. Uh, this is going to be great. And so then what happened was. uh Ended up not everybody was, like, most of those people, were their fingers were crossed. They said, oh, yeah, I'm going to go right to Earth. I'm going to help it. Uh, uh, Janie Sue Jones, you got it. I'm going to help her uh, make the best choices possible. And so that worked out kind of like you would assume. Like, uh, it, uh, it, did, it didn't work out so great. So then, basically, Earth, uh, it didn't, like, didn't work out. Most of Earth, we needed some time. And I forgot what they did to deal with that. I think they did a lot of, I think they had like the Horn of Jericho or Jethro or something, maybe even back then. And I think this is, this is a big time assumption, but I'm already, you know, plenty of, plenty of H-E-double. I think what they did is they de-existed most of Earth to, to solve it. Cause they said, well, boy, this is a pickle. And that is something also kind of similar to the good place uh, that, that is like a, uh, like you're, it's neither nor. Like you're not going to the good place or the bad place or the middle place. If you're de-existed, that's uh, like you say. What do you mean? I don't. I never heard of that. You say okay, like that flashy flasher on um, uh, Will Smith, uh, Tommy Lee Jones uh, movies. Uh, but so so. So then Earth, there's still a small community of, you know, because one thing is, you know, Earth evolves and stuff. And most of the other stuff on Earth was like, other than, you know, the extra lava that always comes with those type of situations. They said, okay, well, uh, you know, let's just evolve. So there was one community. So this is season two now. And apparently this came out in uh, 2016, so four four years ago. Holy moly. And it was interesting because I remember uh, it, it coming, not, as a, not to break the wall or whatever, but uh, that I went to a talk um, with Brad Bird. And this was in 2016 or maybe it was even 2015. And Brad Bird was kind of saying like, uh, like I'm like kind of a little bit over dystopia and made a push of like, can, can, can anyone make anything interesting with utopias? And so then I said to myself, well, I could try. I never let Brad Bird know about this, but so maybe I did on Twitter or something. I don't know. But, uh, so I said to myself, uh, well, that's interesting. He said, well, it sounds like a utopia for a story would be very challenging because it's like you'd say, okay, well, how are you going to tell a story in a place where there's no conflict? And then you could define utopia however you want, but that would be a jumping off point for a sleep podcast. You'd be like, wait a second. That's almost perfect for a sleep podcast, a place with no conflict, uh, paradise. So I said, okay, I could work with that. But then I thought, how am I going to tell any stories without any conflict? Like, that's what drives the, the story to go from the beginning to the end. And they said, well, if you put Rich Warren Sears and James Cash Benny anywhere, there's going to be some 
even in a utopia. So that was how that idea came about. But what really happened was, I have barely remember, uh, but they, they basically, I think what happened was, so they were back in, uh, uh, I think they were back in purgatory, but now Jif was with them. Or maybe they were in H-E double hockey sticks, but there wasn't much left uh, because they had sent everybody out. But at some point, they realized that Jif had a son, or maybe a grand, I guess maybe a grandson or a great grandson or something, a descendant uh, on Earth in this utopian society. And Jif snuck out of, uh, uh, just like R.W. and James Cash did, to go see his his pride like like you say wow now it ends up that uh at some point during what everything that happened originally with our original earth uh and he double hockey sticks 2.0 and then everything going and getting de-existed jiff bissos became this myth- mythological being and me i think maybe he left instructions on building utopia Maybe that was like his side project. And so the last vestige of humanity on Earth was this utopia called Bessos. Uh, I mean, I guess if it was in Spanish, it'd be Kisses, which you say, well, that sounds like a, a utopia to me. Or a pretty good name for a utopia. You see, no, no, kisses on the cheek, that's what it means. Bessos, kisses and hugs. Uh, so, I don't know, R.W. was a little bit worried about Jif making Jif's best decisions, even though he showed over season one that he had a little bit better decision-making ability than R.W. But And then James got sucked in. So they headed down to this new utopia, Bassos. Uh, and at first they were like, is this actual utopia or a prototype for a utopia? And they went down there. And then they tried to get into the Utopia because it's quarantined and they had to play like one episode. I remember they played the, they tried to figure out how to play Settlers of Catan. Uh, then they went to a water treatment plant, which, you, you know, you need Utopia or not, uh, for sure. Uh, then they went through the, the, like a cave, which had cave paintings about, I think about Jif and, uh, like, so they got caught up on the history. Then they ended up as part of like a like a yearly celebration of the myths around Bessos. Uh, then uh, what happened next? Then they ended up like in trouble, and they had to make a case. I think R.W. was convinced that utopias weren't good, and even though this utopia was almost perfect, near perfect utopia or near utopia, it ended up being because we're human. You know, you can't have a perfect utopia. Uh, or maybe, I mean, or maybe there was perfect before they got there. So then I think R.W. at some point started to fall in love with someone. Also, he was trying to say, well, don't we need conflict and not good? Like, isn't that what we're, you know, isn't that part of a motivator? You know, is this going to keep, are we going to keep evolving? Stuff like that. But explore, thought experiment city, I guess I'd say. So let's see if I can remember any of it. So night walk, I think that was like walking around at night, uh, doctoring auditions. I don't remember that one. Probably it sounds like uh, I have no idea. Not choosing a choice. So that was getting towards the theme of the season where it was like, okay, why do you have to choose? Is it not choosing a choice? Like, do you have to choose like uh, 
the good place or the bad place. Uh, and they were mostly exploring things at the time with the, the residents of uh, this utopia. Now, here's where things go off the rails, you know, in the most sleepy way possible. Uh, is uh, at the time, so this utopia was going on Earth. Now, the, the good place, heaven or whatever you want to call it, where the angels live and the supreme being or the mother creator, that still existed. But at the time this story was being told, the supreme being, uh, you know, the main, you know, the lead singer of the Supremes, they were on sabbatical. And this isn't retroactive. That, this was happening at the time. So the supreme being had to be on sabbatical. And you say, I mean, it's got to happen sooner or later. I mean, there's no infinite light still needs to slow down, you know. Probably, I don't know. I'm just telling you what happened. But the Supreme Being said to the angels, like, you're angels, you could be trusted. Keep an eye on, there's only this last vestige of humanity and then some pockets of it. Uh, You know, keep an eye on things, keep doing good, you know. But angels have a bit of humanity still within them. Also, R.W., so they also had uh, flagellos, uh, plate glass, they call them. And I think that, I don't know if this is exactly how everything got started or the inciting incident within these, all these other things, but uh, flagellos, uh, plate glass, was in, still in love with, uh, was it one of the, was it a harpy or a siren? And I forget which one, like, but, but they had been dating back in the original 1.0, the, the H-E double hockey sticks. And you say that that's how we get, you know, that's how it wasn't terrible for us. Uh, but when all this happened, uh, she, she or they started dating so an angel. Also, angel believed that looked like a lumberjack, like a brawny angel. And of course, Plagueloss was Plagueloss was not, you know, he was the original skiff. He skiffed across one of the rivers and one of the circles, not the main one to get there, not sticks, I don't think, uh, but one of the ones where it's not so great. But so he went up there, and then the angels were like, "What is even going on on that earth in that utopia that you can come up to heaven?" Because I think it was like during a comedy show or something. It was definitely like a, that was like a defending your life moment from that movie. But so he blew into this comedy club, said, what's, you know, what about, uh, my, you know, how can you do this to me? You know, kind of thing. And so then the angels, I think this is what happened. The, the angels were like, okay, or, you know, you're back on our radar. That doesn't sound, sounds like we got to get some judgments going here. I think, let's see, scrambled metaphors. I mean, that could mean anything. That was one of the episode titles. Then Tricky Jiff, uh, Like Water for Angels, uh, Switcheroonie, Tell Don't Show, Opposite Counsel. Sounds like there was another um, trial. It sounds like uh, maybe a multi-episode trial. I don't know exactly what happened, but... uh, because why, so I guess like you're on this utopia, you want humanity to keep flourishing. And the question is, do we need choices 
Because they think in that utopia, you just weren't allowed to make any bad choices. And you'd say, well, that's not a free choice. Do we need free will or not? And so James was, you know, James and RW and Jif were trying to introduce that. And then some people were like, well, it never, it never sat right with me. Uh, not being able to, to make my own choices. And, uh, like, uh, so I think maybe people just started stopped choosing because that was the title of an episode. Uh, but it sounds like then uh, they, uh, there's probably like a bunch of antics, uh, tell, don't show opposite counsel, plain desolation. And then, so what happened was, uh, once the angels got wind of this and then they realized, uh, wait a second, aren't you the people that were involved in the, uh, like, uh, you know, you closed out HG Double Hockey Sticks 1, created HG Double Hockey Sticks 2, which we didn't even get a chance to shut down. And before we got a chance to do that, you also mostly shut down Earth, and that didn't work out. And so we've got our eyes on you, our angel eyes. Uh, and also, you know, there's like, a, sometimes there's tension between. I mean, you say, who are you calling, you know, your supreme being, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that about the main one. Okay. Holy, like, but these secondary supreme beings, uh, a human reaction would be supreme being says who, uh, excuse me, you know, I'm walking here or whatever. And the supreme being say, oh, how little do you know, you humans, uh, and I think there was some, you know, a lot of debating, a lot of jockeying, maybe a case about it uh, that ended up, they said, well, here's what we know so far. You know, we have to make a choice here because we're the supreme beings and, you know, the big boss is on, uh, is on sabbatical. So I guess let's just, uh, let's de-exist this earth because, you know, it's mostly de-existed. And now it looks like this is starting again. Won't it save everybody a lot of time and headache? Uh, just de-existed. And uh, to them, that made the most sense. Now, they may know what we don't know. And I think and I can't jump back that far in the season, but to say, okay, well, you know, there's billions of stars and stuff. We're not just in charge of you, Earth, uh, with your egos and, and, and your uh, supreme who questions. So they said, okay, we're just going to de-exist Earth. And now James, so then they came to Earth, or a contingent did, and they were getting set up for it. And then they said, well, this isn't really, uh, is this one, is this angel-like behavior? This is James Cashpenny, Richard Warren Sears, and Jeff. Uh, they said, one, is this, one, are you sure you don't want to wait for the Supreme Being? And I think enough stuff had already happened. They were like, let's just get this over with so we don't get in any trouble. They probably already violated some rule. And they said, well, we're going to get written up for this anyway. You know, might as well clean up, you know, clean it up first uh, and say, oh, well, we threw the glass out. It was broken. We cleaned it all up and threw it out. You spilled the milk, broke the glass, but now it's all fixed. Uh, but that glass isn't around anymore. We didn't drop it, actually, either. It fell or something. Can't speak for the angels, but that would just be what I might say. But James Cashman, Richard Warren Sears says, one, this is an angel-like behavior. Two, uh, are you sure? They said, yeah, we're sure. So then 
uh, the, the, you know, the one thing that, uh, Titans of industry are good at is making moves, uh, be, you know, those kind of things. So, so don't worry, don't worry if you're worried right now, you, you hopefully you're snuggled in bed. So what they did was, so Bessos was on this plane. So they set up this big de-existence thing, uh, like a horn, like, a, like, I think there's a horn of Jericho or Jethro. That was like, this is like a bigger version of that. So they said, we're going to de-exist everything. And then they said, well, the, and the, for some reason, this is all getting live streamed. I think this was just one of the things with the utopia. They were into live streaming. So James and everybody said, well, this isn't like the most uh, compassionate response, uh, especially with the live stream. And they said, can't you do anything to buff, you know, help with that? And the angel said, actually, like, if you've never seen it, heard an angel sing, it's like a co- super comforting, like beyond super comforting. And, you know, it fills you with like infinite light and joy and relaxation and not thoughts about impending the existence. And James said, okay, well, why don't you sing? And then they said, then they said, well, why don't you sing a couple numbers? Now, meanwhile, this big de-existence horn or, or a piece of equipment was there. And RW was, had been making small talk for a while. And again, the, the Supreme Being was on sabbatical. Don't worry about that part either. And RW said, okay, so this is the thing you're going to use to de-exist all of us and best, all of humanity and the utopia called Bessos and your utopia and the angel. You know, angels naturally are a little gullible sometimes, because especially ones that have been only working in heaven. And RW said, oh, well, so what do you got that on a tripod or something? And the angel said, yeah. And RW says, this is great angel singing, isn't it? And the angel said, oh, yeah. Can never, believe it or not, I can't get enough of it. Uh, and RW said, yeah, let's just sit here and enjoy it. Uh, what, and then something like this, like, I wonder if everybody in heaven is enjoying it. I always wondered, like, uh, you know, people always point everywhere when they're pointing to heaven. Like, where would you point? Like, if it was accurate, you know. And then the angel said, you know, right there, at the edge of the, like, uh, you know, Uranus's belt or whatever. And R.W. said, hardy, har, har. And he said, no, I said, uh, Ursa minor. And R.W. said, oh, like, okay, so right over there, huh? And the angel said, oh, yeah. And then R.W. said, okay, so this is like a, this is a floating head tripod. Wow, a smooth motion on this thing. And the angel said, yeah. And then R.W. said, oh, okay, well, wow, this is good angel singing. Why don't you watch, let's just watch and relax and watch it. Uh, and the angel said, okay, you're right. And then I'll de-exist everything. And then R.W. kind of did the unthinkable. But when you say, well, what are, what, uh, what are the options? R.W. took the de-existence horn, pointed it towards heaven, uh, and, uh, uh, like, uh, the, like now the supreme beings on sabbatical, you know, so, and poofity poofity poo, uh, heaven was de-existed. And this took uh, like a, a few minutes for, I mean, more than a few minutes for everybody to get adjusted to. And, you know, there was, I think also maybe RW de-existed the de-exister. I can't think, I'm trying to think what what I would do next in that situation. Uh, because otherwise you'd probably be de-existed, you know. 
uh, and, you know, be trouble. So then, so then everybody had very strong feelings about that. Even James and Jif said, well, you saved us, uh, but not even, it goes to so even in human history, I don't know if any other humans have, uh, or post-humans have gotten rid of two H-E double hockey sticks, most of humanity, and the the supreme paradise and the homestead of the, the ultimate you know the mother creator or uh, supreme being uh, of your choice uh, and our WCD up had to do somebody had to do it uh, and it was a lot of like wait a second did you really de-exist to heaven uh, kind of thing and then kind of people walking around you know, holding their heads uh, in our WCD up and then. Uh, I guess everybody basically had to adjust because they said, well, okay, well, what are our options now? We're, that's de-existed. Also, the de-existence orange de-existed, so you can't de-exist RW. Also, we have this near utopia full, filled with wonderful human beings that is sufficient. Why don't we welcome everybody in and live together happily ever after? And I think that's kind of how it ended. It was like, okay, well, that sounds pretty good. Uh, maybe we could all get along. A- you know, angels, uh, uh, being you know, beings from H.E. Double Hockey Sticks, one that had, you know, relocated a few times but become friends with Jif and, uh, and James and humans. And so then they went into this utopia. Now, that was kind of how season two ended. But I mean, what you did, what I didn't think about, like it was a good thing the season was over. Was like sooner or later, uh, uh, like the the, the being is going to get back from, or going to be back from sabbatical and be like, uh, wait a second, uh, isn't that the, where the what the heck? I took a right at the Milky Way, and uh, you know, I thought of my like favorite sitting chair. And now I'm just in a blank space. I mean, you've seen it in movies like uh, Star Wars type movies where they jump somewhere and they say, well, where is it? You know, I don't think there was any rubble left behind because it's totally de-existed. So, you know, the Supreme Being probably is just like, let me check my, uh, you know, spirit, spirit, spirit dar. Oh, this is 0.0 unless I pointed at myself. Uh, but it didn't take, you know, when they're on sabbatical, they're on sabbatical. Like, if you're going to do self-care, you know, even if you're supreme self-care, you say, no, I'm out of OOF or whatever, not checking that email. Even if it's, you know, some sort of internal sense that uh, the balance, well, the balance was restored in this case. Uh, but so once the supreme being got everything figured out, probably did some rebuilding, you know, reconstruction type stuff. Uh, uh, but that didn't have, you know, we weren't there for any of that. Like, meanwhile, everybody's in the utopia. But then at some point, Richard Warren Sears, James Cashpenny, and Jif uh, did find themselves back in purgatory. And, you know, they're not supreme beings. Uh, so they just got back there. And Richard Warren Sears and um, Jif Bissos, they kind of got readjusted uh, to life in purgatory. I mean, I don't know what the timeline was because this is a not on Earth timeline. But they got readjusted. They started getting the internet and news again and found out that uh, there was a planet very similar to Earth 
uh, called Hearth. Now, James was down. James uh, like, was sleeping, but also would wake up and be like, we de-existed heaven and two H-E-double hockey sticks. And, you know, so James was more, t- t- needed some time. Uh, Jif found out, I guess he had spent so much time with RW that he found out there was someone on Earth, Earth, the new, the regular, like a, a, a redundant Earth, just in case. You know, that's the kind of stuff Supreme's beings think of. Backup. Uh, Supreme, you know, it's just, it's just say, well, I got a, a, I got a backup in the cloud and one, uh, you know, an organic one. Yeah, fully running, very similar. Small differences. Uh, the metaphor uh, R.W. or Jif used was uh, like Royale with cheese. Uh, so then, so Jif was reading about this person on Earth. We'll just call it Earth, Zbiff, who was uh, founded this social media shopping platform, became ubiquitous, uh, and in that timeline, you know, not not exactly hard to imagine. Uh, Came with some other things, and Jif was like, "This isn't how you run a social media shopping platform uh, that's good for everybody, you know." And maybe Jif had learned some lessons and said, "Well, maybe I'm going to go back to hers and teach this Zbiff some lessons about." Uh, I don't know. That's what Jif because that part was before the season started, so Jif was gone. R.W. said, "Well." I think Jif snuck out, so, but R.W. figured out. Now, R.W.'s not about to go anywhere alone. So he woke up James eventually and, and said, James, we got to go get Bessos because he went to go get Zbiff back on Earth. He explained everything that I just explained to you to James. And they realized that Jif had been keeping notes of like a lot of these uh, pockets of... Uh, not getting along that go on in this uh, social media shopping platform. Like, uh, I don't know, what are we covered so far this year? You know, pet pets going places and not getting cleaned up, parking. And that, so then, uh, what else? Oh, uh, oh, straws, you know. So, so they said, well, we got to go down there. And, uh, uh, we, and they said, okay, well, our best plan is to try to go to all these, this list, just work through this list of all these communities that need a little bit of help uh, with resolving these things. And either we'll find Jeff or we'll catch up with Jeff or we'll uh, get to ZBIF first or at the same time as Jeff and we'll help Jeff not get in trouble. And so that's where we are. And this is, so this is another episode of our serial modular series, uh, Get Bessos. Uh, James, buddy, buddy, buddy. I'm really enjoying this rest. We really needed this break. Uh, Richie, taking a break was the best idea. I'm going to go back. I'm going to get back in bed here and get comfortable. Oh, buddy. Tell me how comfortable you're getting. I'm going to get comfortable over here. Yeah, I'm pulling the blanket up and I'm just rolling over, moving my pillows around. I'm going to move over an inch or two and I'm going to pull that right up to my chin and go back to sleep. Good night. Good night, buddy.